Hello everyone, and welcome back to WTF in Von and Deal, except no inferior substitutions. I'm Spicy Ryan, and I'm your Huckleberry with... The Fox Angel. And today, we are going to be talking about some job updates, because last time, for anyone who listened through what is the length of and superior to my cat eating in the background right now, sorry. Um, it's collars tapping the ball. To the SE podcast, well not a podcast, SE's live stream of what I expect will be some people on stage, some piano playing, some screenshots, I'm sure they'll, they'll be like, some user submitted, you know, just nonsense and uh, nothing really because it is going to be hours after, you finish eating that food, it's going to be hours after uh, the podcast is done and that stream is going to be live in Japanese only, as we've all been so excited to not understand a single thing going on. And it's going to, you know, the update is the day after. And all that's scheduled for the update is not much. We'll talk about that in a second. Which is why there's not going to be much on this this live stream. Uh, but that, that disregard, though, of the NA players. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand you have limited resources, but... I mean, yeah, what, but what what, what's, it, what's it take to get, a, to get a translator, you know? These PS2 limitations are really exceeding into the real world now. God, I hate the fucking phrase PS2 limitations. It was always an excuse. Yeah, exactly. That that's all it sounds like to me whenever anyone says it is just it's it's an excuse. They made a fucking PS2 Japanese only release for this game before they canceled PS2 like shortly after Adeline came out. It's yeah. like a year and a half or maybe two years at most. And they they canceled it. Why even make a disc? You know, yes, the tough questions that I guess need answers from people who are actually involved in this process. <laughs> Quick, fly to Japan and interrogate them. <laughs> Is it happening again? Is this my shit cutting out? No, 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 no. I just, I just, the cat was still near the cat's food, so I ran across the house to stop the uh, the cat from stealing the other one's food. And then I went to run back to the chair, and I slid and, like, drop-kicked. Okay, so remember when we were at, uh, you were there for when Wom Wom was there with this kid, right? Yeah, 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 And then he, like, slipped on the carpet and, like, kneed him in the face, but, he, like, he slid backwards. Like, he was I sliding didn't see in the hole. That part. <laughs> oh, oh, I was there. His kid got taken out. I went That's to do that and went to slide back into the chair, like, like one of those um, Tom Cruise slide across the floors. And I just, my, I just kicked the computer. I'm lucky I didn't break it. Wow. I almost completely <laughs> fell backwards. At any rate, um, how are you doing, Fox? Hey, I'm doing all right. Um, I've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of projects and stuff for for midterms, and my midterms have like gone on for like nearly three weeks now somehow. Um, but I'm finishing up like lots of projects for it, and then uh, I have part two of my math midterm this upcoming week, and then I'm finally done with all of it. Um, so just like a lot of shit going on. I haven't really been on in game except to do like Odyssey, and then like Dynamis last week. So I mean, not not much at all. Um, I did manage to get on today, and I guess I can cover this part of what we're going to talk about uh, now, um, is I updated some stuff for Dancer, uh, because uh, Table actually brought up the uh, the fact that my Lua didn't have a timer for steps. And that's actually something that you don't find in a lot of Luas for Dancer. And mismanaging your steps is one of the uh, biggest DPS losses that you can possibly have. So I felt like putting in an accurate step timer that actually updated appropriately based on like how much time was left and all that shit. Um, needs to be in there, so I went ahead and added that, and you uploaded, you updated that to the, uh, or you uploaded did, that to yeah. the, the and, GitHub, yeah. the Spicy GitHub. Ryan GitHub, right? Yes, the uh, the computer science major is uh, saying that you uploaded it to the thing, so <laughs> that's that's good. Um, but yes, GitHub, it's a great tool. Um, so I did that, 
Uh, but I haven't really been able to do anything like the Black Mage calculator, and I haven't forgotten about what I said about doing the uh, the art for the uh, the Daddy's Love shirts. Wow, you are um, a busy, busy guy. I think about that all the time, actually, is that I would rather be doing that than, like, proving all of these fucking math problems that, like, have obvious answers when you think about them, but when you have to, like, write them out for people, it's not obvious. You know, stuff like that. Um, so there's that stuff. Uh, let's see. Other you, than that, though... You know, Fox... The- by adding that timer for steps into your Lua, that was a good way to prevent a misstep, and you could say it's a step in the right direction. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, aside from that, you know, I went out and got some crap food today, and when I was trying to drive out there... Crap? Yeah, yeah, I went out and got Did some Did you eat the Bell. mashed potatoes? No, God, no. No, that's that's worse than Taco Bell, I promise. I don't know about um, that. Yeah, I went to Taco Bell and uh, got had to pick up some chicken burritos, but I couldn't leave because for twelve hours today, people were cutting down trees at like the mouth of trees? the trees. Yes, at the mouth of the apartment complex, and they weren't like cutting them down into like the, the small field next to it. No, they they cut it down across the fucking driveway that 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 leads to the arterial street. So there was no way out of the parking lot. So what I decided to do, because I drive a Mini Cooper, is I go, fuck this noise. And then I drove in through like the little community square that the uh, that the apartment complex surrounds. And I was like driving across the basketball court and like past this picnic table, like everything was all paved. And I just left through the other parking lot. And I was like, fuck this. If they're not going to if they're not going to cut down this tree in the appropriate place, I'm just going to go off road, <laughs> urban off roading in my uh, in my Mini until I get to where I need to go. So. I fucking, with that today. fucking Paul Bunyan's keeping you from getting your, your Taco Bell. Yeah, man, it was loud as shit, too. Um, but yeah, there was that going on. Um, if that's like the most exciting thing going on with me. I don't well, really I mean, did anyone much. see you driving over pedestrian walkways in your car? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they yeah, went. Just, yeah, straight through, the, straight through the basketball court, man, like right between the hoops. <laughs> no, no fucks were given. I, I was getting <laughs> that's a very you thing, I suppose. Just, just you know, yeah, I'm just going to drive all over the grass. Look, you know, aside from like sleeping for like six hours, I was I was programming for like the last 18 hours. So Taco Bell, damn it. Yeah, I was hungry. I was not going to cook food. And I decided to just go get some Taco Bell because it's cheap as shit. You were like Nicolas Cage in that pig movie where his whole focus is going around saying, I want my pig. Nothing was going to stop me from eating these empty calories. Nothing. (laughs) The, The cop would have to follow me all the way back home with backup to arrest me after I got done eating. Like. I'm not, I wasn't going to stop for anything. So, uh, yeah. And then, uh, in game, all we're doing is just uh, farming odyssey, which is what it is. Anyone who's doing the V 20 grind, you know, knows what's up. Um, we're almost at the point where all we have left are just tier three stuff. Like we've kept everything that isn't tier three stuff. Um, and like most of everything we have is already at R 20. So we're about done with odyssey actually. And, uh, yeah, man, that's, that's about all I have going on. So uh, what about you? Well, also you have an Elysian beer, and I mentioned that because oh. apparently somehow two of our search results on Google Podcasts, because I got an email that I finally opened for once. Were so because of Elysian? Were for, <laughs> someone typed in Elysian Jobs, <laughs> trying to work at Elysian Brewery, oh. and two of them somehow found our podcast. Oh, that's so good. I don't think they <laughs> stayed, obviously, because they're like, what the fuck is this? But. Who are these clowns and why is this Elysian? Yeah, why, why am I? How deep do you have to go from Elysian jobs? There was some other questionable stuff in there. Let me find it real quick. 
So if anyone, while you're looking for that, if anyone is like trying to find jobs for Elysian, uh, like you usually won't apply for Elysian directly. You'll apply for whatever local distributorship um, actually puts the beer on the shelves where you live, uh, depending on what's going on. So it's usually like a merchandiser role. Uh, so just look into that if that's the case. If anyone like looking for an Elysian job is listening this far on the podcast so far. We also had Coca-Cola because you had a Coke classic. I found it in someone mm. in our not optimized search engine optimization. It said in the last 30 days for the Google podcast, uh, let's see, uh, eight people found us via searching ffxah.com, which we're not on. Uh, seven people found us from typing at ffxi homepage somehow. Um, let's see. Four into people, YouTube? Into Google. Oh. Yes, four people found us from typing at ffxi gill. Which is, you know, you're in the wrong place. Then we have <laughs> four people as well. Final Fantasy fourteen Material UI. <laughs> and also four more people for RMT Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh man. Yeah. A lot then there's like Final Fantasy fourteen Coke, Final Fantasy fourteen yeah. Shout. Uh Pumpkin Cookie, Final Fantasy fourteen. That was three people. Three people found us from WTF and Vonadeal. So as many people found us from searching us into Google you- as found us from Pumpkin Cookie. <laughs> That's good. Two people for Boardwalk Brewing and two people for Elysian Brewery Jobs. Wow. <laughs> Which is excellent. something you type into Google and find us somehow when you're really drunk drinking Elysian. You're like, man, I really wish I could work for these people yeah. and get all I could drink. Doesn't it doesn't I think, work the, I think the biggest surprise of all is that that number is greater than one. <laughs> I like that more so, people found us from Final Fantasy fourteen RMT than what the WTF and Vana deal. I like to live in a world where it's not just one guy trying it twice. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was the same person? <laughs> right? Probably wouldn't be I the same guess. result, but whatever. There's also some uh, reviews on Apple I've not logged in to check. Apparently we have um, a decent, we had like 17 reviews and we're like a 4.7, which is a lot higher than I thought it'd be, but uh, like a few of them are one stars, of course, which I am interested in in one day if I ever can remember to log in and read. So I don't count on it, but... I don't I don't know what it matters in terms of people finding us, but I don't think people have to find us because we're not like a uh, professional make money kind of podcast. But what's the scale? Is it out of ten? <laughs> uh, no, it's four point something out of out of three or seven out of five. So I guess that's less exciting. I guess I a bunch of people liked us and gave scale. us five star reviews. So thank you. Hey, all right. <laughs> Did you know that you could use Sigil in Odyssey? Uh, so today. I have all of the disappointment of London in a decent, not outstanding, it's different. You know, it's more multi than, than rich, dark, and complex. It doesn't is that fruit in it? No, no. no. It is a Fuller's London Porter. It has a story on the back. I cannot do a British accent, as you just heard, but I will, just for your oratory pleasure, mm. with my speaking here, London Porter takes its name from the porters who carry goods around the streets of London in the Iowa. That's like it's got terrible cockney that's not cockney. Um, cockney. In the 18th century, this beer... I'm all over the place. I'm not doing this anymore. This beer is brewed using pale crystal brown and chocolate malts combined with Fugel's hops, giving it a rich, dark, and complex flavor, baby. Baby is not included. London Porter oh, okay. boasts wonderful chocolate notes and a smooth, satisfying finish. And the words Porter's, London, Rich, and Chocolate through the whole paragraph are outlined in golden text. You know, I wish I remembered the Porter's I enjoyed. Um, 
there's some really there's some local ones around uh local breweries around uh, the Brampton area uh that I actually enjoy quite a bit um but most of the time when it comes to porters they just kind of taste like alcoholic soy sauce to me this and... one this one's good it's really it's a good beer it's just I've comparing it to other porters I've had and this one's distinctly English but I like Sam Smith better than Fuller's which is also another British I don't know if they're in London. I don't follow Sam Smith enough to know, but they're also a British brewer. So, oh, okay. But as far as I am, uh, today is Mother's Day, which I forgot. So I was like, it's raining. For the past two days straight, it's been raining. It's it's fucking raining. It's pouring, and all of the old moms are snoring because it's Mother's Day. So you know what that means? Everyone's on the tomorrow. fucking road. Everyone. Mother's Mother's Day's tomorrow, man. But yeah, but it's Saturday. Mother's Day's weekend. Um. So it's the weekend for that. <laughs> On Sunday, yes, I know, Fox, but everyone's out driving, just taking mom to every brunch they can because fuck Father's Day, the roads will be empty. But uh, for Mother's Day, it's just so much traffic, just an extraordinary amount of traffic, like it's Christmas or something. And that's not enjoyable because I don't know that holiday because I don't celebrate bullshit holidays. And I had, are in the way, trees are in the way. Yeah, and so I, I'm, I'm trying to pick my car up from an oil change, and it's just like, like a, a ten minute drive became like a twenty minute drive, and it was just like I'm the passenger seat, and I'm hitting the horn to honk at people, <laughs> like it's an alternate merge, and this guy was just gonna hit us, so I got, I started honking the horn, and then started looking back at the car, and started fucking throwing my hands around. You know, it's just yeah, because that's how you prevent an accident, right? Well, they were they were clearly. I was watching this happen from the trajectory it was happening as a passenger yeah, who's yeah. who's watching because I know people don't merge there, and there's a sign to merge. It's a clear merge. Everyone's alternate merging, and I know what happens there. So I looked out for it, and then I had to start honking. So I'm not driving, but I will honk. Wow. Uh, yeah, no. I will. I will never live where you live. <laughs> like that. Yeah. That's some stupid. Oh man, it's it's <laughs> it's like dude another world sometimes where, where i live right now within the entire city limits the speed limit is 25 miles an hour <laughs> i live in the most densely populated highest auto insurance rates in the country location so oh, i have no doubt so i see shit i've mentioned on this oh, podcast several times driving down the runway the road several times i've seen last year just stuff you don't <laughs> usually expect people ignoring stop signs regularly just blowing through them anyway uh yeah. as far as i am in game Otherwise, I, you know, I've been enjoying swinging over fully to blue in Odyssey. That's been working out well. Uh, we've been going back for like basing and doing some V20, stuff like that. Uh, just capping. I now have Ango's hands are capped. Agu's legs are 21. Agu's feet are now 21. And I have the head at 14 or something. I'm going to have the 21. Yeah, we're on Ango, Ango right now, too. And I'll get the body 21. And then I don't know if I'm going to pursue more. I mean, maybe the feet would be the next 25 because I use that over ia feet do the feet are very good like yeah. they're very wise 25 choice yeah i think the hands are the first thing obviously to 25 then i think the feet are on uh, the next number two pretty much because the pants are nice and all but you still there nayame has you know more defense and mp and stuff going on those pants are may have resist silence and dt but i would still just and wear fast- nayame yeah and fast cast i always, they're more I always for, like, like the fence or just for nuking Exactly. I like to have uh, fast cast and DT like those at the ready, even if I'm not using it. Like I may want it in a set in the future, so I like to make sure it's just good to go. And also, for the, the legs are very interesting. Yeah, the legs are great for rune mostly, 
And I guess just fast cast and DT in general is a nice thing to have. It's not as essential as the hands or the feet, but it is the number three choice I'd pick there. Number yeah, two, and then if you're if you're ever a scholar, then scholars want body, hands, legs, and feet. Um, those are all very important for a lot of their nukes. I think for jaw spells particularly, I will be using the Agu set for the fast cast to try and get more jaw off. Uh, yeah. or, I don't. I mean, I don't, I'm not quite sure because well, they are good damage spells still to not like use Eon, but. Well, on the first cast, you want the Empyrean legs, and then every subsequent cast, you want it to be like full Agu. I think, that would, much be, as you can. I think that would be my rule, is to do that with Agu's yeah. 4 to 5 and Empyrean legs, and then while that timer is going, then I have to create in my Lua that I've been slowly building out. Because I don't <laughs> have fast cast capped yet. I've been playing. I'm, I'm now mastered now on Black Mage. Just, and just I don't surgically implant my timer in your Lua. Like, like my, my timer for Jaws works. Yeah, I'll just take yours. But yeah, just, just plant it in. I'll probably <laughs> just mess it a little bit to customize it based on how I want to do it. Uh, okay. but yeah, I've, all the things we've been doing and you seem, I've been perfectly successful without capping fast kissed. Celerity helps yeah. a lot to close that gap, but I'm just using what I have, like the unity rank, you know, 20, what is it? What is it, rank 15 is what, no, what do they cap at for augments for unity gear? 15, 15. Yeah. Rank 15, uh, cape with fast cast. I just made a death fast cast cape on black mage. So I'm building out black mage as I go. Dude, the Death Fast Cast Cape is good anyway, because usually have magic accuracy on it. So it's like 80 yeah. MP, 20 fast Magic Ag, 10% Fast Cast. Yeah, at a base. So, I mean, you can even double that as like your Enfeebling Cape too, and you won't have any real issues. Yeah, that's that's another good point. But now I'm, I'm building that out. I've been putting sets in the Black Mage Guide. I have to add some more now and build that out more. The Community Black Mage Guide. And, you know, we've been perfectly successful talking about how I'm having fun and blowing stuff up. That's without me, like being elitist and like making sure I even have cap fast cast. Like I have like the E is plus one body head and uh, legs and stuff with like Agu's cap gear. Like I have the good gear, but it's like the rest of the pieces that make everything else uh, a thing there. It's not been min maxed out or not even min max just made. <laughs> so <laughs> just been like, what do I have to throow in? And there's no cure it's, set things that are important. And I, I find it's hard to min max that when you're, Unless you're like gonna have like minutia for like level based content, uh, so like if you if you have like a breakdown like mob per level, then it's a lot easier to make the breakdown that you're that you're talking about. Like if you're gonna get like super min maxy about it, but there's no there's really no well, reason just to having that. it. Like it's been important to have enhancing duration for haste when there's no one to haste being oh, yeah, dynamis. Yeah. There's like I don't have that stuff there, but I've been perfectly successful with you blowing stuff up, doing lots of damage on magic burst and stuff. So for all the yeah. you know. Uh, work put into it and how much i'm still lacking it's you don't need to be amazing to do good things well i'm not married to like needing to go black mage to dynamis runs so like the next time you do that like i would be free to like be a tank and make that more solid so i'm one run away from that. capping that uh su4 stiff oh good good you're almost capped too this or did you actually cap i'm it? done ah, yeah i'm completely done that's why i don't need to go black mage anymore Ooh. but you it's all too, it's all sad. I mean, I do, but I look. If we look at the last dynamis run we did, like there, yeah. we have to have all the components. If we don't have all the components, then I just end up a corpse whenever I use Cataclysm. So yeah, we had to start rotating. I mean, you can, you can only that was you good. can only have so much mono wall, man. Yeah, and that's the problem. We covered most of it when we started focusing. Like, okay, we've had enough of this death. Let's start rotating. Yeah, exactly, and that that generally works okay unless one of us dies when we don't have mono wall up and at which point the other black mage kind of suffers when that mono wall yeah, goes down i had to like uh, when i had mono wall on i would start casting sleepka too and stuff to try and gain heat because it was getting more emity than the damage you were doing 
by a little bit. Yeah. So I was, you know, it's it's these meta strats of like trying to use sleep gut instead of damage to make sure the person doing damage lives as a black mage tank. But that's also because like we have no official tank. There is no yeah, there's none. The closest thing to a tank is we have a ninja doing Aeolian Edge, which is doing a lot of damage. But it's not gonna be yeah, the the problem is, is it's also a magic weapon skill. So like you have all these like super low enmity actions that, that the mobs are like fighting for who they want to hit over. He should have been some rune for solid. a little bit of JAs for enmity here and there. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you 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 do what you can. We didn't do divergence this weekend because you've been busy with homework. I was working on some other stuff today, like uh I was kinda hoping that you would though. I, I wanted a reason to yeah, not do it anymore. <laughs> You know, I did some grocery shopping and stuff, and I just kind of like, do I want to do that? And they, they, they were doing Ambuscade. I'm like, yeah, we could do Ambuscade. But I'm like, do I really want to go do Divergence and deal with no? Because the shouts of that have been terrible. So there was, yeah, a, there was a post on Auction House, <clears throat> as, as people do post. So for, to start off with, this guy goes in the blue thread, and he's like, I'm only looking to use two sets. What two sets would you recommend? Oh, like, I saw that. Yeah. And then the six. Yeah, I was, I was on the toilet, man, and so I was reading FXIH, <laughs> and I happened to be on the uh, the only the sensible place to read it. Oh yeah, dude. So I was taking a dump while reading this dump, and <laughs> We're taking a dump while reading that. this shit. Oh yeah, dude. I, I saw, saw that guy wanting to wear only two sets, and I was like, no, I'm blue. Play play fourteen. Yeah, so that's what it sounds like. And then the same person goes and makes a thread saying, "Why are divergence wins so expensive?" Right after that. And, you know, this is the perfect example of why I cannot find people. Because not only would this uh, two-set, you know, two-bit no, no, uh, nobody there not be able to do anything besides a leech. But, yeah. you know, I wanted to be like two-set Charlie or something, but nothing really worked. Because they, they know fools like you will pay for it. And as long as there's a demand, they can charge whatever they want. Yep, that's, that's like the same why. people that just accept plus two. And they just enter, they shout. Like, if you yell uh, to enter three people to enter a zone, you'll get tells immediately for enter and leave yep. for plus two unlock. If you yell to do a wave one clear RP farm and don't sit there and leech, you don't get anybody. But if it's you so if you weird. yell to sell it, you get a lot of people to buy it. Yeah, because like nobody wants to go in and like make the bountiful amount of gill that Dynamis has to offer. Instead, they would rather like either enter and leave real quick and ignore the gill, or just pay gill to do this event and not get anything out of it at the end. It's completely mind blowing. Um, you should just absolutely participate. And then, like, make gill off of it while you're also doing the thing that you were going to pay for anyway to get. So, so I, like, I six of us farming there. Uh, last time with the prices of seals have now gone back up, that the spike of people doing trove is over for now. Mm-hmm. Until the, there's an event coming, I think, for extra papers that might lower it a bit. But the prices have rebounded on there a bit. So instead of being like 100K now, the Black Mage Feeder Bank is like 400K a slip. So we got two of those and stuff like that. But the last run we did, I'm still selling the stuff. I have a public spreadsheet that everyone looks at and I make sure I track all the gill publicly so it doesn't get lost. Just, you know, a spreadsheet's yeah. good to have. And Carrot made it. It's very nice. I don't want to take credit for it. It's hers. And last time I'm still selling this stuff, but we're like at 1.2 million gill after all of the stack of crystals and everything. We can, So we got like like 7 mil plus a person plus RP that we were after anyway. And it was just a lot of gills coming out of that. Plus we're there for the RP anyway. And to not come do that is just kind of like why? You know, it's more effective than doing Ambuscade once you cap out or just once you have the basic items. I'd rather do that than farm enough for Ascoria when I have everything else. Yeah, man. And, like, there's a lot of people who are down on it because, like, the price of shards have tanked or whatever. And, yeah, that does suck. But at the end of the day, the heroes and crystals and the kindred metals is what drives your guild. And that's what people buy because they don't go in there. So you're able able to, like, really quickly turn over a 1.6 mil stack of crystals. Yeah. Plus the 
stack of you know people get some depending on how many metals drop and stuff you can walk away with one to two hundred uh of the rusted metals and then just the beast metals and then you get probably a kindred metal but there's a lot of gold that comes out of that oh for sure and for some reason can't find people on a saturday on the most populated server in the game to come and whenever i yell and it's not just me <laughs> yelling because it's me we had basing and people yelling it's just no takers and if they do want to come it's usually like can i come on dd and everyone's a dd yeah exactly so well i mean that the setup we're doing is a fairly rare setup like as is like, but i'm shouting for understand. i'm shouting for thief ninja blue mage black mage scholar bard geo paladin rune monk warrior dragoon cataclysm like there's a lot of jobs in there i'm yelling for i'm getting none of those like cataclysm on those other jobs is is not hard to get of a warrior or dragoon or Most. a monk the problem is that most monks that would attend like probably won't have a cataclysm set. I mean, everyone's got Nayame now, but even if you don't, it's not that hard to make a basic set for it. You would, you would think, you would think. But then again, like if you go check people, like I, I don't know. I think we take our progress in Odyssey for granted sometimes. Like I, I, I see a lot of people who don't have like Nayame augmented. Like at all. I had the blacklist one recently. No doubt. Yesterday, I was doing a farm, and we invited Dangero, which is dangerous without an S. And besides not listening to me when I said, please don't fight these mobs that I've just gathered the doom. I'm going to gather these. Please go fight with everyone else. Everyone left in the Dangero warrior, Dangerous, you could probably say, just follows me and keeps fighting and then does war cry on the group I've gathered and dies because they all attack them while I'm trying Oops. to sleep them and, yeah. and tomb them and stuff so I can doom them. And, you know, that was good. So then the scholar leaves to come raise them, which then helps ends up getting the Corsair killed because they didn't know the scholar wasn't babysitting them. So, and it's like that that one person not listening. So the core and the warrior died in that case, which shouldn't have happened. It never happens when we don't have to yell for one pug person that has now screwed up from refusing to listen. And they were told before the run, before I did it, and then after I did it and didn't listen. Uh, and then they also, besides all that, in their R0 Naomi and whatever else they were using, parsed below the dead Corsair. The, they parsed well below. They parsed right where I was at on Blue Mage, and I was just joking and, and tanking and stuff, so they should not be parsing the same as someone who's not fighting. I mean, that's <laughs> just a good rule of thumb. If the guy in Evasion set is, is occasionally throwing a weapon skill for 14% of the parse, and you were right about 14 15% of the parse on a Warrior... And the bard is now picking up all your slack. Who's at like twenty five percent of the parse? So if the bard is doing that much more than you, and and you're you're just the person was not using gear. They're using unaugmented everything, and they were not making sets, and they were spamming their savage blade on warrior, and they parsed lower than even a pug bard or core would have been. It was just not right. Gross. Yeah, like they did less than half the damage of the dragoon or the other. I know no, he's not on dragoon anymore. He comes on warrior. He has a master level five warrior that he's still making stuff for and he did twice the damage of that warrior as a new warrior not like a professional anything special going on warrior so that's that's that person just got blacklisted for all that i'm just i'm not dealing with these <laughs> unaugmented people that bought all their shit clearly and just come and i'm just not putting up with it yeah that sounds like the reason i don't even play with azura to begin with <laughs> Like you, you play with uh, with the general Pug populace people, like far yeah. more often than me, yeah. And like everything you describe is the reason why I don't do that. So I, I honestly don't know how you can keep going. <laughs> and even and oh, here's another one too. We so we killed two V19s last night, no problem. 
And one person wanted the V20 one. I didn't know they didn't even have it. I'm like, oh, I thought you had it. We'll just call it real quick. So we've been decimating Ongo. Yeah. And with a pug bard. So mm-hmm. I describe everything to do for V20, but... Oh, oh, but the bard on V20 is a different role. Yeah. Yeah. And I told him, I'd say, okay, change up to a mini instead of an extra tude and do what you were doing before. But the one thing I forgot to tell him is... Is to play the private show. Play the private show yeah. for the bird. Yeah. <laughs> so he just stood there the whole time. Oh, no. he stood there the whole time. Yeah. We get to because th- that's what V nineteen is like on Bard. <laughs> he, yeah. He didn't do anything, and he was told in the fight when we realized he wasn't to start doing that for several minutes from several different people over and over again, just ignoring it, standing there. I go, please sing on the Bard, uh, the Bird, because the Corsair when he rolls is getting hit by the Bird now, and the Corsair got killed. We got Ongo to like thirty something percent with seven minutes left. On, Actually, on V twenty. So I'm usually the bard when it comes to those Ongo fights on V20, and the thing that I dread when I'm on bard is when the Corsair needs to roll again, because rolls pull so much more hate than my songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like the worst battle ever. It's like trying to like bat- battle the hate that the Corsair is getting off of a uh, wild card and, uh, and Phantom Roll. So you think, you know, <laughs> we'll be okay, we can do this with uh, seven minutes left with 30% left on Ongo, V20. I mean, that's a lot of time left. You've, you've mm-hmm. gotten it to 30% with half your time. So you're running with yeah. a big surplus there. And I'm like, ah, oh, we'll still be able to kill this. Just, you know, please start singing on it so it doesn't kill the core. The core gets up again. Uh, the bard's standing there, standing there, standing there, doing nothing. And multiple people carry Sing on the bird, please. You know, I'm like, cast lullaby and stuff on the bird to get its attention. I'm just like, I- I'm trying to tank and do this stuff at the same time. And the guy's just doing fuck all with his thumb up his ass. <laughs> and By default, you have a black mage in this party, right? Yeah. You can use the black mage utility to solve that bard problem. Yeah, I could. If he's not doing anything anyway, don't reward him for that. Send his ass home. <laughs> That's what I would do. Well, the problem is we would lose our times three bonus if that happens. So, if you time out, no. Just just D two that bard. <laughs> well, D two the bard and then just time out. Well, the problem is you've cleared more than five percent, so you will get points for that. And yeah. if you leave now, you've lost your times three bonus. That dude has lost his times three bonus, but you guys will not. I thought as so, long as you clear it, and then if you don't fight the other two, because we have an, uh, an amp on, so the amp will be yeah. consumed, we'll get the 5,600 or whatever. Well, all, what you do is I you just fight we the would other lose our times three if we just leave at that point. Well, no, you don't leave. Like, you then fight the other two. No, no you can't. That's, that's, so that's the thing. You can't go in with a different number of people. If, oh, someone, if someone disconnects in the lobby, which we've had happen, you cannot go oh, into that no. fight with five people. That's what I meant. Yeah, you cannot. Wow, so you do that, that. Okay, yeah. that's the disconnect. Yeah, I had no yeah. idea that was the so case. So you lose the I've bonus. Wow, that sucks. Yeah, so I can't get rid of this guy at this point. And so just make just make Ongo your third fight now. Well, you has to be the first one because that's when you get the bonus, right? So the first oh, one. Oh, yeah, because the amplifier. one is an amp on everything. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yep. So. Oh, oh no. Yep. So, yeah. That we, then we end up losing because now the core is trying to roll and the bard's refusing to do anything still after being yelled at and yelled at and the core gets hate and dies while rolling and now he's double weakened and now we're fucked and now we're not going to win and we didn't win so yeah. you know sat there at, we got down to like I just kept trying to spam fell cleave for an occasional scision you know I just <laughs> that's what <laughs> I was trying to do it was not not pleasurable and we got down to like 24% or something. You have a scholar, though. The scholar can skill chain with you. Yeah, but the problem is the bird's running wild back there because the bard's doing nothing, oh, so yeah, the scholar's caring. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so 
that was that was the pug bard just have the, the black mage mono wall and just not enmity dose they also didn't have the af feet for we were fighting gog magog as the last one to clean up because it's quick and easy and they didn't have the af feet for Sully circle which is disappointing but hey that's a normal wow. thing man what the hell <laughs> i don't think people understand that, that how important be a normal thing dude on Paladin, the, reverend, the reverend's feet are so good anyway that you should just have that <laughs> yeah but i mean people don't understand how good circle effects are so that's true that's true but yeah, the, the amount of people that try to join Odyssey Shulsi after buying Sakpatas and Nayame R0 and use that gear like exclusively, making it worse than if they bought like plus three AF or something for weapon skill damage on Savage Blade or something. There's, people doing that is actually rather prevalent. And without asking to see their like weapon skill set every single time you invite someone. I mean, I, I check their idol set and stuff to see what's going on. Like uh, Universe, they had the blacklist as well. They kept trying to spam to come Geo to Ango. So I had to blacklist them because like university. University. University with an A instead of an E. Because No, they, I don't want to be famous, but you know usually you can tell by the name. Yeah, university. And it was just so bad because they're on Geo with one oh nine AF feet idol and just just silly Ooh. things. And they've just been and I've invited them in the past is why I finally did it because I remember them being bad, but I didn't blacklist them because it was like, okay, you're just bad, I'll just whatever. But at this instance, like they keep trying to join and they keep not getting better. And it's just, I just, they're on the please don't waste my time. I have a life too kind of blacklist yeah. list now. Which yeah, it's really I mean, elitist, right but now, it's just how it is. The, the people are going I to mean, go and waste your time and be selfish by I don't, leeching their way there than leeching when they get in. I don't consider saying no to someone who is idling in level 109 gear to be elitist when you're entering level 130 plus. They had Idris, okay. I, that's another question that I have. <laughs> to ask at some point i'm sure but like as, as far as it goes though it's not elite like the, the dude is like clearly not prepared for the content there's a difference between not being prepared and being like huh, you don't have r15 well, like they the, had there's, there's, there's shades of gray they had nayame legs capped at r15 but then 109 feet and then um jockery body plus three and then that refresh crown of a foul crown Wait, if you have nayami legs then that means that you can idle in nayami feet yeah well they want that movement speed man that's it the built in their idol Oh, another reason yeah, to get static ring. I guess, but you don't need that when you're in a stationary fight. <laughs> and I have to say, static ring for Geo especially too is probably another great reason because you don't want to take up any slot for movement speed ever on the job. That you know, I do. I, I use the I use the plus three feet. They're great. They have great magic evasion. <laughs> well, it's fine. The rest of my set is good. <laughs> well, maybe you have a bubble out somewhere. You want to use some pet feet or something. I don't know. It's still nice not to have the use a body or feet or anything slot oh armor slot for movement speed. so so i guess like the uh the logic when it comes to geo is that if i have a bubble down that means i'm also probably stationary so True. i would never have movement speed on in that situation i mean it depends too if you're in divergence or something but i mean then again you're not running that far so i just get annoyed to run slow at this point because i'm so used to running at 20 percent from the memento plus the ring so to go to it's, zero. Your, it's your ring propaganda. I refuse to get the ring. Table has the ring. He loves it. I bet he does. So speaking of table, I've mentioned it for three weeks now, and I've forgotten three times over, and every time I do an episode, he goes, you forgot the egg timer again. And Oh, that's, that's what this picture is. Yes, that is his egg timer. Yeah. So you were there that oh, night. God. We were doing Odyssey or something, and then <laughs> yeah. you st we start hearing, he goes to say something, we hear beep, 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 beep. Beep, 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 yeah, it goes beep, off. Beep. And then Fox is like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> he has an egg timer. 
a three a three timer egg timer. It says three groups timer and timer is caps with orange text. And he has three different stopwatches here in one of his timer. So when he's singing on Bard and someone dies or something and he has to give them normal songs, he has a separate timer going while also having one in the group so he can <laughs> so he can t- keep track of the group's time remaining on their songs when someone dies he uses or whatever. Gear swap. I don't understand. I know that. he does. I know he does. But he has a timer, so he hits this egg timer when he sings his soul voice or just JA songs or something, and he has that going. But he also has one for if someone dies. He's to sing on them. He hits that one also. So he has a multi egg timer going, old school on his desk, like it's two thousand five or something. And when we're playing, if he's on board, we'll hear the egg timer go off. So he's playing with an egg timer. Oh, actually, I guess he might not be using... He probably just doesn't use my Lula, which makes sense. I mean, lots of people don't. Your but Lula, I know that I have, he talks I have about yours gets complicated and, and complex and stuff's going on there. So he, he says he likes your stuff, that. but it's very customized. It's convoluted, yeah. Yes, convoluted but I think my, my point is that I think I'm taking the, the timer for granted because I create custom timers in my Lua's for things. So when I'm like, oh, he, but he's using gear swap. So I, I, I thought that was part of the timers add-on that it would track a lot of that stuff. For I, when you re-sing actually, it, it re-overwrites it. Yeah, mine does not. So it does that exactly for that reason too. So you can track everybody and what's on single people and stuff. So I'm that was me just taking it for granted, is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I can see why he. I can see why he may have some trouble with that now. Yeah, yeah mine, mine's definitely very convoluted. But that's that's that. But in other Final Fantasy XI news, Hollow Retro Boy Brahms has been updating the Dark Knight community <laughs> guide, or at this point, you might as well just make it his guide, but I'm glad it's still a community guide, I suppose. I update some of the community ones because I don't want the commitment of, like, I have the Thief one, and I have the Dragoon, and the Blue, and all the other ones, but, like, on the Rune Fencer one, I just leave that one in the community set because I don't want to update the rest of the guide and fill it in or anything. I just want to put some sets on there, and that's it. And that's the community mm-hmm. guide's good for that. I want to put things there, but I don't want to commit. And people just care about the gear anyway, so that's all that matters. And Unfortunately, yeah. So Brahm's been putting a lot of updates into that for Dark Knight, and someone, I don't know their name, was like Rav's, Rav, something like that. I They've been working on the Red Mage one. I guess when they finish it, I'll find out their name. I don't know who this person is, but we know Brahm's. He's been yeah, on the we, we went over the, the Red Mage one together, and it seems like it's it still has a lot of outdated sets in it. Like there's some mm. questionable choices for contemplator plus one. I don't understand uh, the lack of obstinate sash for luminary sash in a lot of the sets. That's another the duration too. set. He has obstinate sash in a different set, but in a duration set and all the other sets, he uses luminary sash, but it's like, why would you wear luminary for duration? The obstinate. What I want to say about it is that while I have a responsibility to say that the sets he has posted are strictly wrong, it's not, not bad. Necessarily bad, though. Yeah. So, like, basically, if your Red Mage showed up wearing the sets that were in the, the, the community guide for Red Mage, and they were, like, casting these spells on the mobs, you wouldn't even know that the sets are wrong. Um, only, like, Red Mages who are scrutinizing it would know the sets are wrong. It's wrong in an elitist, and in, you said yeah, pre-show, you called it a Boolean sense. It is incorrect. Yeah, in yeah. So, so, so the reason I, I said in a Boolean sense I'm responsible to say is because it True is false. actually wrong. Yeah, it's 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 a false set. Like it's it's not the set that you should use if you have access to everything. But it's still it's still actually it's a good work. set. Your, it's just not your party will never know. It's just it is wrong. It's a good <laughs> so set. It's just not the perfect options in every slot kind of set. I guess is the, yeah, it's good but not perfect. So yeah, so when when it comes to casting spells, especially when it comes to like enfeebling magic, there's enough of a limited diversity in your set 
to where it becomes more understandable that you can approach terms like best in slot, um, as opposed to like when people talk about like DDs and stuff like that. Um, basically, the less options you have, the more real a best in slot option actually is. And in the red mage sets, you can argue that best in slot can exist, but I still wouldn't um, because there's like D mine potencies and stuff like that. You still have to worry about for some of that stuff. Best um, in slot. What's that? Best in slot. Yeah, it's it's it, 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 it's not real. It's still not real, but it gets closer to that idea, though, um, when it comes to that set. So there's a lot more stuff that you can easily pick out is like, hey, this is clearly better. So and in, that, that's kind of that argument. In other discords and stuff, Fox, and even on the game, and mostly in the number two link shells that I pick up from the concierge, uh, people use best in slot in those. And I always say, just don't even use best in slot. Don't even say it. It's not a thing. And it just sends the wrong message. And people yeah. go, I don't see why, because things are clearly the best item you can use for this. So best in slot's a real thing. And it's like... No, that's actually a false statement as well. Yeah, well, exactly. And I mean... So because there are inferior options does not make that the best option. Correct. It's context-based, but that, that alone should be enough reason. But then I, I tell people that it puts them in an incorrect line of reasoning and spreads <laughs> sentiment through the community and then the rationale of the community that leads them down uh, a, a digressive path here of... For a long story short, you're a bully. <laughs> yes, yes. No, the, the, I've never had anyone agree with me when I say this, too. It's, I don't so care dumb. if you do or yeah. not, but I'm still going to say don't spread best in slot because it's just a false mentality. It's, it's just, it leads yeah. you astray. Because when you start looking at, you know, what's the best set I can use, and like everything starts becoming a, if it's not first, it's a last kind of thing when you start putting everything in best in slot context. Which is bad. And that's why I yes, immediately that's... defended the fact that I said that those sets were wrong because if it's not first, it's last is, is absolutely incorrect. <laughs> you so, can still place. Correct. Yeah. And, and it makes people like an all or nothing sort of backwards way of thinking based on, you know, I don't want anything but best in slot or my, I, a lot of people, people that try to join the shouts and stuff will tell me I have best in slot Corsair and stupid shit like that. And then they just suck in general because that's, it's, it's no surprise that there is probably a, a somewhat of a correlation see, between best everything. and slot. Yeah. And between best <laughs> and slot and your you know, extreme focus on gear and not on actually oh. knowing shit or knowing how to play or reacting or singing songs yeah. on a bird, you know, but just things like that. <laughs> Uh, you know, sing me the song of your people. Uh, you know, can you tell me how to get to this bird's heart? Instead of best in slot, can, can I accept a Corsair that is best in play? It was free bird, Fox. <laughs> best in play. Bird. Can I, I, get, a, can I get a bip? Can I get a bip, please? Uh, I want a bip core. Bip, please. And yeah. Just play a show for the damn bird. <laughs> oh, Fortuna. This part <laughs> sucks. Oh, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> and we're talking why 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 <laughs> so we're gonna talk about part tonight should have had a win yeah can't um, win them all so historically when i look at bard because you you did mention bard well, we, yeah we, i said tonight but we still have some stuff before we get into the episode fox okay okay, okay. that's true so, that's true i forgot we're, we have some i don't want to respect the listeners time we have some all. yeah we don't we want to respect the listeners okay. time here you know, it's very important. Yeah. So, in the little bullets here I made in the pre-show, it's not quite an outline, but it is somewhat of a guideline of bullet points and things to remember not to forget. We'll just continue the topic edging. Yes, we're going <laughs> to edge you in, the edgelords that we are. Thank you for finding us by typing in pumpkin cookie. 
Yeah, man. And so the stream's going to be happening, uh, you know, within the wee hours of, it's like 3 or 4 a.m. Uh, so right now it's close to midnight. It's minutes to midnight. Yeah, yeah well, it's, it's like 45 minutes to midnight. But, you know, it's not going to be happening at a time people are even awake. <laughs> so for like a five-hour stream, it's going to be ending when people are waking up. On the yeah, East didn't Coast. Funk say it was like in three in the morning or something? Yeah, it's like three to four in the morning or something. It starts yeah. for so like it's just it's like completely. I, I know it's a Japanese company and a Japanese game and, and this and that, but you have a global community that makes up the bulk of your of your fans. Could you you know maybe if you're gonna have a Japanese one, could you maybe do a separate one that's NA or like if it's only like an hour, like record <laughs> yeah. it and then launch it later instead of doing it live. I mean, that would also be a solution. Like respect the listener's time. I mean, that would have would have been a solution. But there's, as we said at the start of the episode, there's nothing really coming for the next update. Is why, you know, they talked about for a year and a half or two years now how they it was some post on SE's thing. Maybe Lucifer will make a topic for it on Auction House. Not Auction House. A topic for it on BG Wiki because there's a topic section where you started adding topics about things the desert said at different times, the timelines for events and historical things in this game. And that definitely probably should be there because they had said when they were talking about pushing Empyrean back, I believe is the post, if I roughly had to remember this, that they wanted to save like big stuff. Not like there's going to be big announcements, but they, want, they, they were hinting or strongly insinuating that they want to save big developments or announcements or anything. It was a clear, you know, indication of something to that effect for the anniversary. And now the anniversary has come and they've released a crossover event for a game I know nothing about that doesn't mean shit. They gave us an arc shield for Felgar to AFK in. And so just I like Grand Blue. I, I like I like the lore of Grand I mean, Blue what it is. How, how, how it uses Final Fantasy lore in it, because it's kind of like an offshoot without being a direct, you know, like sequel or part of the universe, I believe. Like Dragon Quest? Um, no, but I've never deeper played. than Dragon Quest, actually. Uh, but yeah, I, I actually like Grand Blue. I don't think it has any place in our anniversary. <laughs> anniversary. It's just it's using the game uh, to merchandise for something else to make yeah. something else that has nothing to do with Eleven and giving Eleven nothing besides maybe Here's some this other stuff you can play. Like it's a poor advertisement for the game, and it's just a money grab, and it's just it's really yeah, poor. It's it, it it shows a lack of respect for a community that's in one of the oldest MMOs that's out there. That's very it's a main. Main-numbered Final Fantasy title and all that. So I don't want to sit here and bitch about it, but as I do. But the update coming out the 10th, so the 8th or whatever is when that happens. So two days after that live stream is the update. Less than two days, like a day and a half, to be technical. And all they're adding is uh, some voracious resurgence stuff, changing out Ambuscade. Uh, new title music. Oh, whoa. Thank you, Matt Suey, for all of your efforts. Oh, did we actually get the list of stuff? Yeah, they posted it a little bit ago, but it's, it's like almost nothing. So it's Voracious Resurgence Missions, changing out the Ambuscade, uh, and removing the level penalty in certain zones, which I suspect is Wings of the Goddess zones for future so Apex again. Yeah, it's probably going to be more Apex. So we'll get master levels by that timeline. Based on last time I did it, it was a month or two after they removed the limit cap on certain zones. Last time they added in the Crawler's Nest one, I think it was like two months before there was the update. So two updates before that was the update to change the level cap in those zones, the penalty. And then they later on announced it, of course, that it was coming. But uh, even before that, there was not. it's always been a different update from when they released the mods even before the Crawler's Nest one. It was the same pattern, pretty much. So within two months, so probably like June, July, they will release new master level increases, probably up to 40 from 30. 
the, the, the six-year-old fox that wants to get excited on Christmas morning really hopes that they'll just like ninja surprise us with something. I, you know, but I know as a responsible adult, it's, it's it, like basically I remain reserved that the game is fine as it is. Uh, yeah, and if it. I get cool stuff later, then I get cool stuff later. But the, the fact that they've played everything so close to the chest and then to have nothing happen for our, our 20th anniversary. or I mean, even if they announce something that would placate me a little bit, but to have like nothing happen is is really disappointing. <laughs> but I mean, I still enjoy the game all the same. Like, I'm not one of those people who like requires a shiny new toy every every single week, you know? Correct. Um, still plenty to do. But it's just you know, there's only one 20th anniversary. We probably, yeah, probably. I exactly. Mean, I say this now, but I could have said this back at the 10th anniversary if this was a thing. I could say I don't think we're going to reach the 30th anniversary, but. Hey, who knows? Maybe, and then we'll have everyone who's sixty years old playing this game. <laughs> yeah, but you know, right? a lot more Brazilian people or something, I think, will come online to this game. But otherwise, they're just waiting for their existing customer base to die. Well, a, a, lot, of, a lot of countries <laughs> that are developing and getting internet and stuff like that, or have older computers because it's you know like Brazil or Africa or something. You know that effect. They will come onto the. I mean. If you're in Africa and you have all the stuff, maybe the the subscription fee is a little a little hefty for you or something, based on how much the average Ethiopian of disposable income would have. But nonetheless, there are people from Brazil as a big segment of people that you see since Adeline and on that has increased. Where I don't recall seeing a bunch of Brazilian players in the past, where I see them now, hmm. and you notice them sometimes because they always put like BR at the end of their name for some reason. Like there's Master de Brazil, or just like everybody else, like like someone just says something like a name like John Br. It was like some, there's like some weird Brazilian thing they do. I don't know, but I've noticed that. Yeah, I've noticed that there's a lot of Brazilian players now, comparatively to what there's been. So I suspect maybe yeah. maybe they'll replace some of the people we lose, and the game will continue. But hey, maybe we'll make a 30th anniversary. Maybe we don't. But if they continue down ignoring the community in the way they have. I don't know if we'll make a 30th because of that. Not because of the game, but because the community is just... They're not investing in the game, in my opinion. Too far away for me to care, man. Like, well, yeah, it is, but... The, the right now is still perfectly fine, so yeah. why do I care about whether or not there's going to be a 30th, you know? True. But uh, but yeah. I, I can see people... The reason I say that is, is like not to shoot down what you were saying, but like I can well, see people latch onto that and be like, being like, oh, well, if there's going to be any 30th anniversary, why do I care about this well, anniversary? No, yeah. It, it, because they're dumb. It's like, like uh, I don't know if I'll live for another like 10 years, but I'll divorce my wife tomorrow. You know, it's like, it's, I'm not yeah, I'm yeah. not saying that. <laughs> Better go do all the coke right. and, and, and fucking, you know, hookers and everything I can possibly do at once because I might die in five years. So better start getting AIDS now. That's right. Otherwise, you're just not living life correctly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Better start <laughs> driving over the walking path to get Taco Bell now because you just never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Nothing was going to stop me. <laughs> Step in the wrong direction, driving through the basketball court. You should have done a donut. Just ran a basketball court. I probably could have. <laughs> uh, so otherwise, I just suspect they're going to have fan service of piano playing and, and people singing yeah. and screenshots, whatever, on the live stream. But we'll see what they do. Which is cool because I always like um, the musical presentations for like Final Fantasy in particular. Like I wanted to go see the um, what is it? It's it's not different worlds. Yeah, I wanted to go see different worlds several times. And I just never had the chance to actually do it because of like obligations I was doing. Like I, I could have gone, but I had something else in life that was conflicting with it, and that always really sucked because I, I really appreciate music, especially when it's uh, like uh, 
orchestral or, or anything symphony related. Um, anything you can drink a London Porter to. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. Especially if I can drink at the event, that's great. But uh, yeah, I, I, I sometimes will appreciate, you know, different kinds of art like that. Like it doesn't all have to be like, you know, my favorite musical performances, my favorite musical performances are once played for uh, Evie and Fowl. Hmm. Okay. That's my Um, favorite musical performance. It's kind of hard to get sometimes, you know, it's a bit niche. I actually, I've actually gone and seen uh, Phantom of the Opera several times as a, as a play. Uh, It's actually really good. Um, it, uh, there was one I saw where they actually dropped the chandelier and it, it looked like it was actually going to crash properly. And like most of the time they don't. And it's kind of a letdown because it's like, okay, here it comes. It's just like gliding in like really slowly and safely. And I'm just like, oh, well, in it doesn't have the but yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's, it's a classic performance. It's just really good. It's that man of mystery that clouds my mind. Clearly you're familiar. So. <laughs> I am not a Broadway musical kind of person. I'm just familiar with that. I'm typically not either. I've never seen it, so. I'm typically not either. Like, as long as it's a musical performance that is, is like, based in something that's, like, not, like, ultra-political or something, like, I'll probably go see it and enjoy it. Sing once again for me. Yeah, I just thought, I always thought it was really solid. You know, it's been one that I've I've seen multiple times because usually the performance is really good. My power over you grows stronger, yeah. there's there's an artistry with how they perform, like, the set changes and stuff. Like, there's a lot that goes into a lot of the technical stuff behind the scenes that, like, a lot of people just don't realize or even appreciate. Like, there's so much, like, set movement and stuff on a lot of the really high-end productions that just kind of blow your mind. It's almost like people are performing, like, magic acts in front of you. Uh, because it's so seamless and it's just it's really really good and uh, do i dream again for now i I don't have i didn't actually look up the lyrics i'm still just going off of memory oh okay for once i'm actually (laughs) improvising as i do so speaking Hmm. of music harugaru in the discord if you're not in our discord and play this game and i think our discord is one of the better more active final fantasy 11 slash general bullshitting around discords i've seen Especially because most of the Final Fantasy Discords of this game are kind of lame. I mean, just really yeah, we have like eight channels for general yeah. setting, So, so Harugaru <laughs> asked for a music channel, which I had avoided doing in the past because I pretty much said it was people just to post whatever they feel like and ignore whatever yeah, else posts, and it's kind of just like a trash channel of people doing that. And so I, I kind of thought about it. And I'm like, well, what I can do is anyone who really wants to actually think about music or talk about it or share it or post it or something like that, I can put a inst- uh, put a channel that's role-only for people who like music and put a bot that will allow people to assign the music tag to themselves manually by typing to the bot or whatever in the channel and hmm. gain access to the music channel that way. So people who actually want it can can get it. And that way it's not just like for anyone who's lurking to post bullshit and then not actually read the channel again. So people who actually care about music can have it. So that's like a good compromise, I thought, to gaining a music channel and versus having something worthless. Yeah, sure. So I'll have to add I that. mean, if that's what people want to talk about, then that's what they want to talk about, I guess. But otherwise, there are some icons that appeared in the Discord, Fox, and people are talking. Yeah, I, I dislike them. <laughs> <laughs> Kara keeps complaining to me. She goes, why is the help channel corn? You know, I wasn't going to ask. I thought it was just, you know, the icon that was available to you. No, I chose that one. That's good. Because, you know, things are pretty corny in there, Fox. 
And well, the morning I woke up and noticed it, like my, you know, my eyes hadn't been cleared yet because I just woke up and you had to get the corns out of your over. eyes. I saw that the Discord, the, the Discord icon on my desktop was like a different color, so I clicked to bring it up over the top of the YouTube that I've been playing all night. And like the first thing I see is this is this phallic shaped corn thing, <laughs> and I didn't know what it was at first because I didn't really see it. Like my vision was still blurry, so like I thought you would just like straight up post a phallus on uh, on help, and I was just like, all right, man, I, I guess we'll just roll with that. <laughs> and, well, sometimes you know the, the questions can be rather corny, Fox, and other times when help's uh, being given there, you could say it's really popping off. So I think corn, huh. corn is appropriate for that channel because Kara sort of asked okay. me other one. She goes, "Why is General a turkey?" I go, "Well, you never talked turkey before." Oh, there is a reason why you did all these. Yep. I think that hurts me. Even more. And I changed math and mechanics questions to math canics questions with an abacus. Oh, I see that. Okay. And what the food is an egg in a frying pan, clearly. And she's like, why is it a magnifying? No, it's not a magnifying glass. Dude, I thought it was a magnifying glass, too. <laughs> the I thought you were inspecting the food. No, no, well, I mean, that also works, too, but there's a shrimp. So The yells one's a badger, because honey badger don't give a shit. It's an old meme, but it checks out. The rest are self-explanatory. Like, you know, the Final Fantasy XI one's a circus tent, and the trash channel's a clown. You know, just things that make sense. I feel like I feel like you should find an icon for a sickle and hammer and replace it with the obvious one that I'm talking about. What? No, well, that's I don't. That's like a red. <laughs> that's a red envelope. I guess it's for the, the emoji for like um, the spring festival for uh, Asian countries where they send red envelopes with money. So oh, okay. yeah, that envelope is is that. But it was the closest thing I could find to something for the Soviet safe space because I use it for like the little red books of Mao's revolution that he all the mm. citizens were given a red book to keep at all times of the revolution and the values and whatever so <laughs> that's that's the Mao's little red book in the Soviet safe space there but it's just a red envelope oh. for like spring festival hey. it is the Maoan revolution book I don't know if it was a real title besides the little red book it's really busy looking yeah, well, some of them don't have any icons, and then that's you that's know, true. It was to differentiate certain ones, like the monkey with the hands over the ears is podcast chat. But then the episode feedback and the news and stuff is all there's no icons. It's just to make things a little easier. At any rate, that's the icons. I like how you're also getting my feedback on it live because I've never said anything about it. Before. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> these these are the important things that keep people up at night. So. Uh. We also have Martell posted in other Final Fantasy Eleven news. Martell posted. Uh, Aquavale plus gear apparently gives the benefit to people you AOE it onto, which is nice. So in your, in your Ascension Aquavale sets, you should have Aquavale plus gear like Regal Cuffs or the sh- not Schnetic, sh- uh, the Sarawells. What are they called? Yeah, yeah. Sadir Sarawells? Sadir Sarawells. Yeah. There's a few Aquavale plus places. The the Emphtacos rope or whatever from the Ladybug and M in Abyssia Vunkral. Um, <laughs> you know, those pieces will give extra... That alone, those would give an extra three right there. I don't know if there's any other gear off the top of my head for Aquavale, but that would be five interrupts for everyone. It it really makes sense that that's the case. Like, I'm glad that Martel like posted this, but I always kind of took that as a given. Uh, but, well, yeah. for Phalanx, it only works if the person has the gear. If you cast the gear, uh, the people don't get the benefit. So that and Stone Skin's like that too. So everyone assumed it doesn't apply to Aquavale because why would Wait. it? So he's saying. So he was saying that Aquavale, if you're wearing the Aquavale Plus gear, applies that Aquavale Plus to everyone else. Yes, who's not wearing it. Okay, so that that's the distinction I'm making. So like Phalanx and Stone Skin, when you AOE those, the person has to have the gear on to get the benefit, regardless if the caster has it. But the caster can wear Aquavale Plus. 
Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, I guess it was. It does go against what I had assumed before. Yes. Then, yeah, that's awesome. I'm, yes. That's good to find out. Martell made a comment in the notes. I'm up at the dragon table. Where did he comment in here? Um, scrolling through our stuff. Don't see it. I think it's the podcast chat though. I maybe got rid of it, but he did say something here, like right before we went on. I don't see it now. I like it got deleted because nothing else really said. It's the notes channel, so no one can be in there but us. Oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, notes like guests have access to notes, and he was a guest before, so it makes sense that he'd be on. Yes, that's where that's what I'm saying. Only like he and I and the guests have access to that. Hmm. Well, I mean, there's a thread in the house. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, so put Aquaville Plus in your session sets. Yeah. I didn't read the thread in Auction House. I just saw them talking about it. That's solid, though. Because like, you can get quite a bit on jobs like Scholar and like basically jobs that are going to be accessioning this anyway. It's very helpful so. for like Blue Mage or Paladin or... Any job they can wear Regal Cuffs plus, uh, plus the rest of that gear. You get a lot of Aquaville Plus. Oh, here it is. Um, I didn't want to clutter the podcast chat notes, so I'll say that he put it in instead of the notes he put in the chat. Uh, he was really pleasantly surprised to discover that Aquaville Plus gear applies to others when AOEing with Ascension. So there you go. That's that's all he said about it. Sweet. And then he learned that the notes channel has a lock and others can't see it. That, that's also he a new Martell discovery next to his Aquaville <laughs> of equal importance. Yeah, no, I'm glad that uh, that we actually have information out there that. That I'm actually like learning for the first time. Like that's it's unique, that's pretty yeah. fantastic. Well, this is you know it's 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 the last time he discovered the resistance with the elemental capacity having to be greater than zero for your resistance with the like um, the belt from Legion, the sash, the, the carrier sash. Carrier sash. Yeah, yeah, the when he discovered that one, it's like that was a big thing too. It's like wow, Martel keeps finding stuff somehow, and now it's once again Martel has somehow stumbled across this Aquavale stuff, and it's like where where how does this happen? Does it just like fall from the sky into Martel's life? I guess he'd probably like hear something about it and goes, huh, I wonder if anyone like put a limit on this yet. Kind of picks it up. So otherwise we have two more things here before we get into it. Three more actually. Because that third one is something. <laughs> the bearded Hume we forgot to talk about last time. Oh, okay. Look at this Hume, Fox. I will have to make, <laughs> I so... will have to put this in the YouTube video. So why does this cursed image of Keanu Reeves exist? That's Batcher in our Discord makes the dat mods and stuff, uh, and he decided to make a bearded Hume dat mod, and it just looks horrifying to me to see that beard drawn on. It's like, it's something. I just wanted to give two seconds to this. I'm kind of a fan of the cell shading, though. Well, it just oh, looks so like... different compared to the rest of the game, so it just stands out. Well, I mean, out. The, the beard the beard's a whole different thing, but I just noticed this is a very, like, cell shady looking Well, it's all picture. his uh, HD mods that he made for all the models oh, in the game. Gotcha. So this is all his, you know, remakes of the, the dats to make them very HD and sharp. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it does look, it does look strange. <laughs> like, I don't think yeah. it looks, I, I wouldn't say that it strictly looks bad. It's just, it's just jarring. The face, so, so here's the thing. The face looks very effeminate to have that beard on. Yeah, that's, I guess, the, the disconnect. That, that, because the the HD like face that. makes it look more like a bearded yeah. lady with the hair and the and the soft facial features. Which, I mean, if that's your thing, then that's your thing, man. But I just think it looks strange after seeing so much of the game without the beard to suddenly having the beard. It's kind of like just having know. a mustache, you know? Yeah. A Cossack can pull it off, but if you're not a Cossack, then... You know. But hey, if if you want your character to look like Keanu Reeves, absolutely go pick this up. It does kind of look like Keanu Reeves. Yeah, man. Beard. 
It does. I think it's cool he so, put that eleventh uh, anniversary shirt in there too as a thing, but you know that's that is actually pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, and he should do that for all the shirts actually. So Batcher has like I think he has a YouTube and he has a Discord. I know he's a Discord. I've never mm-hmm. joined it or anything, but I, he has like a whole repository of these HD mods if you're into replacing your your stuff in the game with his stuff. I'm not a fan of most of the HD modding. Uh, some of it's nice, but I'm not going to change just some of it. I'm more of a textures guy, not the game characters. So, yeah, I personally just prefer the classic look. So the only reason yeah. I'm saying it looks jarring is because I look at this game all the time at like basically the Xbox 360 level of graphics, and that's what I'm fine with and what I'm used to. So like when I look at this and just like it looks strange, that's why I'm saying strange and not bad. It looks strange compared to what I'm used to seeing. If it's better than Madden 12, we've gone too far. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's that. I just wanted to give a shout out to Batcher, but the face, the beard's very jarring. So it just has to. If you see it, when we talk about it, it doesn't do justice. Still, you have to you have to see this this beard. Um, at any rate, let's do let's do this other one here. So update on my stalker because I mentioned the Brenda thing and I forgot to mention it the other episode. That's still a thing. I forgot to mention the Brenda one. Because I, I teased it and then completely forgot about it. I didn't know but, that the Brenda thing was still a thing. I thought that like faded off and died in the night. Like no, well, to. so now the update <laughs> is that they have rejoined the game and continue to pick up our shell to put it on and say hello in all caps with 20 exclamation marks and take the shell off immediately. And I guess oh, I guess that's how they fight bullying by being a psychopath. But hi to everyone. They just say hello in max cap and take the shell off immediately. And I guess that's trolling or I don't know. That is certainly not something removed from bullying, I suppose. But the Brenda thing, if I pull up the tab here, their sock account to themselves and their own little blog that I mentioned that one time is that none of this surprises me. Don't be surprised if Spicy Ryan tries to turn around and make excuses for his bullying. He does this to people, and he tries to make himself the victim. He is why my friend Brenda doesn't play Final Fantasy XI anymore. He also likes to make things up, too. 1-0. The bullying she went through because of him was sickening! Exclamation mark. So, I don't know who Brenda is, but it's, beca- it's become a meme in our group that, uh, you know, someone will mutter, like, thanks, Brenda, or this is why Brenda doesn't play. Like, it'll be all your fault, Spicy, this is why Brenda left. And Brenda has become a meme for our group, so that's, that's the update right there is... Uh, uh, fucking Brenda. I don't know who Brenda is, but uh, it's probably all for the best if that happened. I don't know what it is. I don't know why it is, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, if one person can ruin your experience like that, then this is probably not the game for you. Pour one out for my Brendas. Because, trust me, there is far worse on Azura. And our, <laughs> our last little thing before we get into the episode here, if I mean, this is the episode, but um, a segment by another name could be just as sweet. Uh, this is our new, probably recurring, but it shouldn't be segment. Meanwhile, on Asura. No. I. <laughs> so, I got, Fox, if you look at the nice screenshot above the notes, the guideline, the guideline, Fox, that I have posted here, uh, there's the screenshot of Meanwhile on Asura. This was Table Smasher, our local resident egg timer user. It's farming uh, epidemic for his harp on Bard. Because he could sing for a bird. And, you know, there's competition out there, because of course there is. 
And he's just running back and forth, like claiming stuff normally and just popping stuff. He's not like using any tools or anything. He's just doing it by hand and he's doing it quick enough. But there's some people out there and they're very mad that he's being, he's out claiming them. So in typical old school claiming drama, we have, I don't know, I don't know if the names matter, but we have, oh, anyone's named Ballers. Who names themselves Ballers? So we have a table there and we have Ballers and everyone just sitting there saying, please back away. Someone kill one. I didn't get it. Question, question, question. Call a GM, says Bowlers. This guy's cheating. This guy being Table. And here comes the joke. So Table says, I took 15 seconds to pop that lol. How are you not beating me? You're so slow. And then we have the reason this got chosen. So Table is cheating and he has to have a GM call to them because without fighting with you, that's a you, I hold the child in one hand. So someone who's farming epidemic with a baby in their arms, in one hand, is failing to outclaim Table, who's taking 15 seconds to trade the items to the question mark. And because the baby is slowing this person down, that makes Table the cheater, and Table needs to be reported and banned, just like Brenda, because, because the baby is getting in the way of farming epidemic. Oh. Well, first off, that's not anyone's problem. That, that, that got posted to the trash channel, too. Can I guess farm with a baby? Um, I've never, like, here's the thing. All of a sudden, some dude named Ballers pops up, right? And I would have recognized a name like Ballers. So Clearly not bowling. Running around, like, he, he's probably, like, some sort of weird, like, name change transfer or something, or probably just, like, a, I don't know. I can make a lot of speculation about it, but I've never seen this dude before. But he has been popping They've up. They've been like, yelling lately, yes. Yeah, everywhere, everywhere I look, I see this dude, and there's, like, nothing positive that ever surrounds him, so... I'm not excited for his future in this game. Call the GM. This guy is cheating. Yeah, I can't pop this <laughs> fast with the baby in my arms. Um, well, I mean, that's not even him, right? Or is he dual boxing? I, I, I don't this know. this other dude like Nace? Nace with two E's. Nacy. I don't know. It's, I haven't heard of that dude either. Either so. they're in a group together or it's his alt or something. But either way, they were with ballers there. And that's call the GM. My baby makes me slow. I was like, sure, call GM. Yeah. While you're doing that, though, I'm going to go ahead and kill this epidemic. Table responded back, super dad. Actually, it wouldn't even be epidemic. It'd be Doma Chimera because there's three pops for epidemic. Yeah, so Dome Chimera or whatever. But he's getting Sisyphus, so it has to be Dome Chimera they're yelling about. But nonetheless, I know it was epidemic farming for his harp. That's where this took place. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that good one. So if there's anything else to include, I don't know. I don't know if you have anything, Fox, or any stories or abject or Felgar or anything that's happened. Otherwise, we will get I mean, into the... Nitty-gritty. There's nothing that's like super exciting. Like I've, I've I've had to explain a lot of derp things lately, and like the biggest derp thing is like if you do over a hundred runs with a group, like you would just like then just without even thinking about who I'm talking about, right? Like if you do like over a hundred runs with a group, Felgar, you you would expect to know how that group operates, right? Like you would know the ins and outs of like how you do. Well, have you reached consensus? Well, here's the thing though, and what a lot of people don't know because they they don't play with me because I don't play with Azura at large is that when I do things, it is like the exact same fucking way every single time. Like I do not deviate like whatsoever. Like everything is, is mapped out to what it needs to be. And honestly, it's probably a little too controlling when it comes to shit, but like it, it, it produces results. So what I can tell you is that everything is exactly the same every single time, nothing changes and everything can be absolutely anticipated. So being able to make decisions based on the job you're on should be automatic because you know how everyone else is going to do everything because we've done it 
over a hundred times the same way every time. But for whatever reason, I had to explain why you would like pull mobs in certain orders and stuff like that. And, and like why, if you're like splitting into two groups, if one group is handling the non-doomable mobs and one group is handling the doomable mobs, why that group handling the doomable mobs should never cross over the path of the one just murdering mobs because that's inefficient, right? Yeah, you separate. Yeah, but we had probably a 20-plus minute discussion the other day regarding something that we do on the regular that I actually didn't even lead this time. It was someone else saying, why are you doing this? So I, I don't really understand. Like, Work with the information you have first without assuming information exists elsewhere, I guess is like the biggest tip. So like if you're working with a group to make this constructive, if you're working with a group of people that you're playing with, especially if you've been playing with for a while, always work with the information that's available and how you know the group works and actually think about your actions before you just go off and do things because you've indexed on yourself only um, to use phrasing that is constantly used is what, what you're indexing on. Well, if you're indexing <laughs> is that what can you, you use the phrase indexing regularly? Yeah, yeah. Like you can index on any particular point of failure. It's like, no, we're indexing on the failure that exists. <laughs> and fucking, nothing has changed. This guy, like, he, when he's not at work, he talks like he's at work or something. Yeah, dude, that's exactly it, man. I, I, I everything's a fucking I, I meeting dislike, at LinkedIn. I dislike corporate speak as is, so that's automatically going to trigger me to be a smarmy asshole. And when I hear corporate speak, that's how I'm going to respond to corporate speak. And I'm going to be a lot less empathetic about over what's going on with you because clearly you can't be a not robot. I remember when he was saying that <laughs> phrases like powwow aren't allowed to be used anymore in his workplace for an email they sent out he was talking about. So whenever he talked about that, I'm like, ah, oh, that's quite a powwow, Felgar. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's explaining stuff that, that you think would have been picked up prior that gets really tiresome. And it's it's a problem when, you know, so I can be someone that can seem like an asshole at times and it can seem like I'm way too picky at times and stuff like that. Right. But when someone else, as long as you're aware, it's well, exactly. It is. But when someone else brings up the exact same points that I've yelled at you before for, you might want to think that, you know, if it quacks like a duck, <laughs> if it fucks like a duck, if it looks like a duck, that's a fucking duck. You would think, right? So listen to your group, observe what your group does, work with your group and the information that's available to you. And don't just index on yourself because indexing on yourself is what will ruin group play. I feel like Felgar should turn into the Donald Rumsfeld of your group and be like, well, you see, Fox, there's known knowns and there's known unknowns and then there's unknown unknowns. So, oh. <laughs> and, and after someone else got on him about this and then I agreed with him afterwards, he had the audacity to ask me what kind of what kind of data structure this would look like if I were to use a computer science way of looking what? at it. What? Hold on, excuse me? Yeah. He, he was he was <laughs> trying to he tried to set up the contextualize the idea contextualize, contextualize if you will, the moment. The order in which we fight mobs on floor three as translated to a data structure if I were to be programming like 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 an like an algorithm or or like a program that would go through and determine the optimal path, right? But what you're not realizing in this situation is that A, this is automatically handled like a queue no matter what. And B, if we're looking for this in terms of what's gonna fight what, then yeah, we're looking at a binary search tree on floor three because there's a left and a right. The Felgar only operates in Boolean. Two groups. Well here's the thing though. Even if we're operating in Boolean from the start, you can see the first family, you can see the fountain, 
and you can see the family that's to the east by moving very slightly. So you automatically know based on what mobs are there, what group should fight what. So it's not even a good argument to try to say, hey, let's let's try to pick a data structure that works for this. It's like, no, we're just going to operate on a dual queue system. And if you really want to get technical, you're feeding a binary search tree into this and we're finding out the information at the rate of where what this party can kill at. Like, we don't need to go super weird and technical on this. And that's already super weird and technical out. because I just define yeah. it as, are there doomable mobs to the left? I'm going to go exactly. left. You guys go right. And that's how I wrote it in the blue guide today, which I'll get into. When exactly. You don't have to say some, like, weirdly condescending thing that you hoped the person wouldn't understand in <laughs> order in order to make this work. Um, you just need to go do your fucking job because I just explained to you What job is Yana there now? Help. Oh, oh we, I remember I saw him do that when I was there and he got kicked off because he couldn't do it. So, I mean, when I complain about stuff, it's only because it stands out and it's stuff that people can see and it will shut down your group's play completely. And it doesn't make it fun when someone can't just accept that they're screwing up and be like, okay, I'll adjust because it's going to fit the group better. Instead, it's like, well, I don't think I'm screwing up. So if you can prove to me that I'm screwing up and make it sound, if you can contextualize this in a data structure for me so I can really understand what we're doing. which is like, like, like they want you to go the extra mile instead of just being like, okay, yeah, I won't do that because that makes sense. That's how we're playing. Instead of that, it's like this big fucking song and dance. And, and, right. and you know, like that radial arcana meme where the guy's face goes into his face over and over again. Yeah. I, God, I hate that. But uh, <laughs> everyone the, the hates point it. is, though, point. is that I'm sure somebody has someone in their party that, like, does this. Like, you just described, like, a pug person who screwed up. And, like, you usually do describe a pug person who screws up. It's even always in a different statics. way, though. But even with statics, this exists, too. Like, I've, well, I've yeah. played with the person, like, forever. And in our group, we have Hundi. And, yeah. and he's our <laughs> Felgar in some ways. He's not a, He's not... You know, doesn't do the bad things that Felgar does. If I can just describe bad as an overgeneralized, well, I wouldn't want to index on a single point of failure, though. <laughs> it's bad. Um, it's just objectively bad because it's frustrating and morale harming, and you know, it's bad. It is, yes. So, and that's the biggest thing is it's very morale harming for everyone else who isn't you, who you've indexed on specifically. Felgar would show up whether it's fucking the apocalypse is nigh or anything's going on. He'll show up, but people have to want to play the game to show up, and without them, you don't have a run. So Felgar. Will show up whether it's raining cats and dogs or whether yeah, they're cutting down trees liable. outside to block them from going to Taco Bell. They'll show up anyway, <laughs> but like other people are gonna get sick of that shit and maybe like they're gonna skip that night and it's just gonna cause an inconvenience. Yeah, but I mean we, that, that is something that I have to I have to constantly be concerned about. Like so, I have to make sure that everyone else in my static also wants to deal with it. And we you know, as the face of the party, I constantly have to deal with it myself. We've farmed C a million times with Hundi to replace the one guy from our pug that, you know, left a long time ago yeah, talked about. You know, Fo left, and that was that was for the best. Uh, you know, but Soundly. yeah. <laughs> so he's been on Corsair for like almost every run, and we always do soul voice songs right before we go up to three. Always, 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 oh, always. That's why you were so off put when I didn't do that. Well, why would you do it at the start? I don't know, but I even wrote. Well, the, I didn't do it at the start. Oh, uh, wow. So <laughs> always, 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 and that's when you wild card. Every single run we knew in Brava and and um, we, we start when we start floor two we do in Brava then before we're done with the floor we recast it before it wears off and then we also do Soul Voice at the end when we're fighting the last group of mobs. So, so always 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 do wildcard after that and every single time he goes, do you want me to use wildcard now? And it's like, dude, always the same time and it's always whenever we're fighting something. Do you want random deal now? 
like like no one's called for it or whatever and it's like you know he's just like i, I think it looks like one of his abilities and he wants to reset it so he's being considerate and he's like do you want me to use it now like it'll be like two minutes into like our body let me use random deal now and it's just like it gets so annoying after one always here otherwise than that he's good you know but yeah. it's you know, he also does not use we're successful he does not use gear swap but he's also on corsair to shoot with you know macros is somewhat fine and in general, just doing a dark night where you're just hitting a gear set macro to weapon skill and then changing back, you know, manually, that's fine too. That's not really demanding. I mean, will you do more with a little gear swap? Sure. But he's putting out good damage and he's, you know, he may not be to his limits, but he doesn't need it. But he's not playing like G. Well, he has a Geo too, and that's probably rather decent, I guess. But he's not playing like White Mage and he's not really tanking and he's not really doing like technical things. Like he's not evasion tanking on Bloom. Like stuff you couldn't really do. With you can't ask a pickup person to do it. Yeah, stuff you can't ask a pickup person to do. Yeah, if you can't ask a pickup person to do it, he can't do it, and we don't try to make him do it. But anything you can ask a pickup person to do, he does better than any pickup person will. So he's he's a solid member. But it's always the every time hearing like you want random deal now, and otherwise it's like might not be used at all or something. So it's just kind of that's our Felgar thing is the is the random deal wild card. Do you want now? Can I use one? Is it okay to use now? And it's like always on voice. Do you want now? And it's just like stop it. It's a special day when you have that player in your group who can mess up playing Geomancer. <laughs> Seen it. But uh, so what you one thing you mentioned, though, um, I've actually had a lot of success using Embrava uh, when you zone up 4-4 because you don't really need it before then. And 4-4 has the highest fatality rate. So you might as well have Embrava on the floor where you'll need it the most. Wow. And since you're zoning up with about 11 minutes anyway, like 11 to, to 13 minutes. Um, that Embrava is going to last you the rest of the run at that point. It's too. just because we have a chance of resetting it and using it again. So floor oh. three is also somewhat dangerous because I break off on floor three to go Doom and stuff alone. So we go blue. It makes sense on floor three also. Yeah, blue, DD, uh, DD, uh, Bard, Core, and Scholar. So I will break away and we have two DDs, the Bard, the Core, and the Scholar to go fight alone. There's no one to like claim hate and stuff goes on. So the Scholars do actually work carrying and mobs are going places and stuff like that, as you do when you have just a DD group attacking stuff. Gotcha. I mean, the Bard sleeps at a course, so it's controlled. Because at that point, Kara takes over on Bard and takes point and will aggro stuff and sleep it. Like, she is the one at that point pulling everything and, you know, risking death if she doesn't sleep stuff. But I go and break so- away. So at that point, having a Bravo on me is even more important. And it's also... The group is now without someone to protect them by taking hate and evading everything, so it's important to do that. And we're doing wild, we're doing soul voice anyway, so floor three is, probably makes more sense for us because in floor four we're all together. That makes sense. We actually still split up on floor four. Yeah, so I, I, I do I'm, as well. I'm not understanding the perspective. Well, so I'll be like, so on floor four I'll split up as well, but I'm not too far away from the group that they can't come save me if I need to cure or something. Uh, on mm-hmm. floor three, I'll be in the basement or the the attic or something there, and they'll be like at the fountain, nowhere near me. So it's I need the the extra insurance that I can go solo fine and, and claim and doom stuff and come, not going they, to come back. Yeah, then come yeah. back. That makes sense. It does. I mean, every group is going to handle the buffs differently. So I just uh, I just always. It was it good too that you found out that your auto pianissimo was not working for Mambo when I asked you for Mambo. Dude, on. that was messed up. Because I was sitting there, I was like, "Why is this not Mamboing you? Why yep. is this not Mamboing and you?" And it was kind of a big deal. It was. <laughs> you're, you, it's so funny too because you're because like I think I'm cutting out at this point because my internet's garbage. You're and not you're just out like, oh, oh no 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 not now but then. Oh oh and, yeah. And you're you're like you're like oh I guess I'm not getting the other Mambo. Like, <laughs> like, I'm I was verbally just complaining. I guess I'm not yeah. getting Mambo. Yeah, like, like, come on, dude. I'm not being a derp. Like, you know I understand how to mambo things. 
or how to pee in a smoke things. I know you do. That's why I was confused. <laughs> That's why on that last floor, I fixed it by mamboing everyone and then trying to pee in a smoke you the other mambo. And we part. don't want that either. Oh, right. But it was better than you dying. So I don't know. But yeah, really liking Blue and, um, and Odyssey as, you know, the elite for the group. And we've gotten the most Gillen points that way of any way we do it because we can kill pretty much almost everything now in the zone as we are. I know there's some super elite JA0 people that run around with DDs and talk about <laughs> how they clear everything in the zone with no problem. But these people are also running fast and JA0ing. And, I mean, maybe they're not. Maybe they're just, just super amazing DDs and they just clear everything. But we're also... Those runs also do go wrong, and our runs don't go wrong unless I screw up. So yeah. it's a lot more of a constant value because I've seen this, things happen in those runs. And unless you're I mean, not fighting the Hawks and stuff like that, or maybe you are, I don't know. Maybe you're not fighting the Amarats. I mean, there's a lot of things the, that be going on there. The main reason I remain skeptical of them not using like tools a huge that, one. tool they shouldn't, yeah, is because the DDs in my group one shot things. <laughs> so. If we're already one-shotting things, then then clearly your kill speed can't be any faster than like, and even if you're like switching targets at a certain speed, right? Like the one second you could lose from like switching targets, like may matter over the course of time, but it's not going to be enough to do the in entire thing. And, and plus, I mean, they're already pretty snappy as well. So I don't really see how we have a combination of like a group that's sitting there like one-shotting things while also killing like up to five families simultaneously while they have not stopped killing things. And then we aren't able to clear the entire zone. And there's a lot of and, luck and we based on that get, We consistently get about 24k when we touch the thing. Like we usually get between 2350 and like 2375 is our bonus. So like we're we're destroying these mobs, and I have no idea how they're able to clear things. And and like we're doing it as two groups at the same time. Like we aren't even that one group wandering around. So you're not even losing the time going downstairs and upstairs in floor three. And in that run I mentioned with Dangeru that we were carrying and there was yeah. death, we still cleared all of floor four, almost all of floor three, all except the basement of floor uh, one and all of floor two. So we did most of a zone clear with those deaths, mm -hmm. and we still got uh, 11.5k, 1.2.5 mil, despite the deaths. So 1.2.5 mil with that included, with the blue and dooming and everything still, it's still really good. So, I mean, they never, when people, like, the guy recently, I think I mentioned last episode, shouted at, like, Blue's a dated job, have fun getting your 8 to 9k segments, taking Blue to Odyssey Shoal C, you suck, la la la, you know, stupid shit. It's like, my group full clears, you never, you know, like, they, they never add quali uh, qualifiers to this, like, how are you full yeah. clearing? Are you using two um, uh, Ukon Savura warriors with rogues roll and, and, you know, fighters roll or whatever the fuck you're doing? Like, what are you doing? Chaos and rogues roll? And you're just yeah. going ham or something like, are you killing clots? Are you not getting clots? Like there's a lot of things that happen in luck based in mob placement and what mobs are going on. You know, the mob Odyssey. you get does matter quite a bit. It does. Yeah, clots and like puddings and um, it's really Amarots. just clots and puddings. Amarots, yeah, Amarots, they can matter. They, they tend to explode. So like the they demons do, people are usually afraid of, like, like there a the lot of times people are in the bar to the risk imps. there. A lot of times people are afraid of getting imps and getting amnesia oh, or getting mind flayer. Uh, they are, right? But I'm just listing this off because these are mobs that people tend to avoid. Or the mind flayers because they have the uh, the mind purge or, or, or whatever that is that, that full disposal. Mind purge is the full, yeah. But those yeah. also should explode. And amortats. Yeah, that's the thing, though, the, is the soul flayers explode and they're usually casting and they will usually die before their cast goes off. And then same thing for the imps. 
it's the Amritats that are that are kind of frustrating, but usually the only person to get dispelled is like your bard or someone who's not guaranteed to one-shot the mob. Sometimes the core, I guess. Um, but there are mobs out there like like the puddings, you're probably not one-shotting. And then the uh no, the one puddings. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It's uh I don't really understand. I'm how very skeptical of the we full clear because I'm getting 1.4 exactly. mil gill at the end as well with all fetters killed and everything too, and almost every. Oh, yeah, kill. yeah. So I'm getting that 1.4 and 12k segments and stuff. I'm getting that with blue mage and the setup I'm describing. It just depends yeah, we're, on how we're things go. We're both describing blue mage setups. Yeah, yeah. That depends <laughs> yeah. how it goes. So, you know, I'm very skeptical of the uber elitist bragging and like, oh, we totally don't cheat. We don't run faster. We don't jays or that. But I did it once, and therefore it happens on all my runs. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing that could yeah. be happening. Like there's a lot of stuff that, that people need to take with a grain of salt. And the, the problem with what you're describing right now is that this then becomes the mentality of everyone because everyone wants to be seen as the cool guy that gets this stuff. So that way when they're invited, it's like, oh, this guy's legit. People And it, it trickles down through the community. And yeah. to spread this kind of ridiculousness is not good. We see these expectations yeah, in the uh, 20th anniversary thread going on right now in r slash Final Fantasy 1-1. One, one. Nope, nope, not the good one. Sorry, RF of XI. The bad one. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a um, like betting predictions thread going on right now, and people it's, have expectations like they should just shut this game down because they're ignoring us. Like that's like people are talking like that, and they're like their expectations are just are just like ridiculously high. Like, oh, we're gonna get new areas, we're gonna get this, we're gonna get that, and it's like that whole we didn't make that one. Reddit, right? We didn't make that one <laughs> in our subreddit because it's just there's no reason to do that. It's just gonna rile people up and 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 create a lot of like extreme theory crafting with extreme negative connotations overhanging it and and spreading disappointment and like it's just like it's not it's not a good thing in my opinion so we don't have one and but yeah like that's 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 the whole the whole when people people have to overcompensate extremely in these yells where it's like oh our group full clears and blue mage would just suck and it'll be horrible as if like using nagling and thebron when a warrior is there the same using fucking single wielding and uh and a shield plus one, the blurred shield plus one for TV models, as if that's any different than what the fucking warrior is doing. Like, there's like yeah, no Blue difference Mage, in that case. Blue Mage one shots the mobs with club the same way that Warrior does. Blue Mage does a better job with club than Warrior because it has a higher TP bonus and it has the bonus to Black Halo. So I will do 50k plus. It's two huge. It's bones. ridiculous. I will one shot a bones and a warrior oh, yeah. will like almost kill it. So I know I'm doing more damage than the warriors with my Blue Mage on club. <laughs> But just using Nagling well, I mean, and a thousand TP bonus offhand with superior TP gain, attack speed, and multi. I mean, the Warriors got better double attack, obviously. And they're both using Naame. So there's literally no difference in having a Blue Mage there to do the same role as a Warrior. So I just, people calling it outdated and just not inviting it. I mean, if a Warrior can do that, it's super easy for a Blue, if they have the same gear capacity of not having R0 Naame, uh, to show up and do the same thing with TP bonus. It's just no difference. Yeah, pretty much. But they overcompensate. It's like, like it's like a Ferrari or, or like any little small penis car that you like have to really show how successful you are. Like, oh, what are you driving? A a hatchback? You know, it's like <laughs> something ridiculous. Like 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 it's not a real qualifier for success, but like people I mean, flaunt I'll it. I'll take like, a small car that can get me to Taco Bell when a tree's down, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you, if you were driving a an F three fifty or something, you never would have <laughs> yeah, gotten off the grounds. I would have never made it through that basketball court. <laughs> <laughs> you would have torn the whole property up instead of being in a Mini Cooper. So stupid. Yeah. I've never been in the Mini Cooper, but I says, well, I, I have been it's in a Mini Cooper. It's surprisingly spacious. Yeah, I, I've been in it once. I remember it. But I mean, it looks really tiny. The back but, seat's yeah. tiny. 
Yeah, the back seat. Oh, I've never been in the back seat of my own Mini Cooper. So, bow chicka bow wow. I'm an adult. <laughs> I did not have the Mini Cooper when I was 17. So. Oh, oh, okay. So you're an adult, so you actually have place of the bang now. So you won't use a car that's really hard. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I can get out and take my date into the McDonald's play place, and then like there we can, you know get arrested last time i was banging in a car and the windows were all foggy security rolled up on me flashing their lights at one in the morning so (laughs) so cars are not great places to bang so it's just not not a you know you have to be the one to try and get clothed and go talk to the guy maybe like uh hey how you doing tonight well, I was doing all right until now. What's up? You do know this is the <laughs> corporate property of, um, it was some very large, um, like Western grocery chain or something. <laughs> it was like, like, like not Winco or something. It was like pulling up to like the Winco headquarters with no Winco. one there and, and banging in the parking lot. <laughs> like two in the morning. Oh, behind the pallets, the stack of pallets. No, the yeah, car. Man. No, but uh, you know, it's. Oh, I, I wasn't sure where you were parked. I thought you were parked. Like, I, there was back. not a single soul around, no car, no nothing. So I didn't know fucking security was, it was just right off the highway. So I figured it was fine, but uh, you know, the cars are not great places for that. At any I mean, rate, I, I save all that stuff for the fox that was eighteen years old, not the fox that's like twice that age now. I so. like to live dangerously, yeah. fox. If you haven't noticed by how I take chances and die on Blue Mage, I'm sure that translates to real life. Yeah. Yep. I, <laughs> I, I, I carrot calls it. I'm too greedy. I'm very conservative. Like I don't like to gamble. I'm very adverse to gambling and things like that. So I don't like to. Unless I have to take gambles that are extreme, but like when there's no real consequences, like in a game, I'll just fucking, I'll just let that let that money ride. I'll keep putting all the you know, all the all chips on green double zeros or whatever, and just let that shit ride because there's no consequence. But otherwise, I could see it. At any rate, though, before we get into here into the episode again, one last thing because we were talking about Odyssey. I don't know if I need to correct just myself or you. As well, but in a prior podcast many, many moons ago, mm. I mean, if you didn't know about the hawks and water, for the you know the people who may not know, I mean, some say that there was a auction house thread about it, and it was clearly not gained from a listener who happened to have listened and then decided to go uh, and make their own thing. They clearly did not get it from us when we talked about it. It was a auction house thread, non-linked, non-specific, vague. But N-Water does not reduce TP of Dehox when you use it. I know I said that in the past. It applies an amnesia effect. You corrected me recently, Fox. Yeah, and I, I go, it yeah, it applies an amnesia effect when you use it. It will wear off and they will Just TP. water in you. general. Will. Yes, any water damage. And water, it's a, it's room water. So, yeah. Yeah, because you, you can tell because the, the moment you stop hitting them, they will immediately use a TP move once that wears. Correct. And they, won't have, they wouldn't have had time to get TP. So that can't be a result of you reducing their, or feeding them TP and then reducing it off because they wouldn't have the TP to execute the TP, the TP attack. So if anyone's seen any shorts on YouTube of poor mimicries, that information as well. Oh, is that where that came from? Yes, that came from, yes. Yes, it was uh, It was from an auction house thread, of course. It was clearly not from the person listening to us talk about it directly, as they did. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it does not reduce TP if you use N-Water or water damage on, on the Hawk. You have, it just gives amnesia. That's the correction there. So that was also my mistake of repeating that without stating it correctly. I believe you knew the whole time. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people do too, but... Uh, that's one of those things, though, that people can kind of go back and forth about. I mean, my group even still cringes when we go to fight the Hawks, even though we have in water. 
when I invite a pug person, they try to like, we'll start fighting the hawks and they'll like, they'll stand there hesitant to jump in. They're like, do I, like they start running by them and we'll start fighting them and they'll be surprised. Yeah, exactly. That dangerous guy went to run by them. They do explode. That's why another reason Scholar is so great for theirs and water is is just huge to get the people. Especially with Dragoons in your group. (laughs) The thing will just explode to a a fine red mist. A fine red mist. Drop you some segments. So this is not going to be extremely in-depth. That's why it's covering several jobs at once. And that's also why we have our usual... I I enjoy our banter. I mean, this is a podcast about topics as well, but our banter that generally turns up important points or stories or, you know, we are people. We're not just... This is not a guide. So we are people that like to talk, and it's more than just reciting things about the game for your benefit. It's a community, in other words. So I don't know. We don't have too much for Beast. We want to start with Beast here. It is the first thing I put here in the guideline. Uh I don't really agree that that much has changed from like because we have it because we have it set up. It's like hey, some Odyssey tactics and Was stuff. But I've, I've talked about I, I've talked about Beast being like a pseudo geomancer before, even back then. Um, and then, of course, that topic was very easily extended to hey, let's apply this in Odyssey when we can't bring a geo to both these NMs. Um, the main thing with Beast that I want to draw a point to is an AH thread, um, but it's from one of the actual like positive contributors of an AH thread. And that's uh, Falkirk. He usually does very positive things for Beastmaster and the Beastmaster community. And um, he was actually pointing out a lot of stuff that you can like build on an ML30 Beast now, and like the damage difference between having like full Naomi um, augmented for pet path and D. Uh, or is it path C? Path C is path nuking, D. so path D. Yeah, it's path D. Um, if you if you can actually make the set for Beastmaster to where you can have the Naomi set, except for the feet, the feet still want Galetti's for the plus one level. And then you have um, like all the fixings like uh, ML30, and you're using like the Agus Axe, and uh, you're using the new, uh, the new. I think it's the earring. Yeah, the earring, and all that stuff. If you if you have all this stuff stacked together, and you're you're like analyzing the difference between not having it or having like the base stuff the beasts are used to using when they're well geared, and having like this extreme stuff that you're probably not going to have even if you're a well geared beast. Like the damage difference is staggering. Like he he's showing in the thread that like he was originally doing like around thirty three k with like Tegmina Buffett, and then fully decked out he's doing like over forty k uh, with Tegmina Buffett, and that's one of the biggest increases in damage that you can actually see in a job. Like the only thing that's close to that is the damage bonus that ninjas actually receive from wearing Naomi for using hybrids. Like it, it's up there with like the jobs that get the the biggest difference. And the, the problem, though, is that you're also shortchanging not only your Beastmaster, like the actual master, but you're shortchanging every other job by picking the, the two strongest Naomi pieces for weapon skill damage and making them pet-focused, because that's really narrow use of them. But I wouldn't immediately discredit that, especially if you are like a serious Beastmaster who wants to like make their pet actually usable. Um, because the pet can be good, it just requires a lot of buffs that your party isn't usually going to give you. And if you have all this stuff, he's basically showing you mathematically wh- what you can achieve. And it's it's actually pretty impressive. So it's something to look at. Um, it's within the last page, if not the last two pages of the uh, the Beast Guide thread on AH. And it, it is actually worth looking at because Falkirk does an amazing job anytime he updates anything for Beast Mastery. So he does really positive things for the community. Uh, but that's all I really had on that. So besides a shout out to Falkirk or Falkirk, I, looking here at Nayame, I'm going to give an opinion here that's 
not relevant because it's just my opinion. <laughs> but okay. I believe there should be two Naame sets. And I don't mean literally the same set. I mean, Naame should exist, but only have path A or B. And a different Naame should exist, not called Naame, and not the same look of the gear. Maybe like make it and like. only have C or D. Yeah, and only have C or D. Because path C for Naame, especially, unless it's for like ninja or something, for magic bursting. It would be ninja, ninja magic burst, yeah. But like for the jobs that would pick that, Red, I mean, Red Mage gets Ia. Yeah. And Scholar gets Ia and. And no, Scholar does not get Ia. Scholar okay. would also benefit from Naomi C. So Scholar would benefit from that, but they would also benefit from the superior stats of Agwus. So they yeah. need Magic Burst 1. I mean, they may get in other pieces, but they can also get Magic Burst 2 in a ring and stuff. But Naomi C will give both Magic Burst 1 and 2. It's like Ia, but with DT. Oh, because it only and, says and Magic Burst 2 here on, on the Augment. On the augment, yes, but a lot of people forget that. Naomi oh, it's on the base. Okay, and okay, yeah. skill chain damage. Right. Yeah, it's on the base. On the base. But it's still, <laughs> for most of the jobs that would want that, you have other pieces of gear that you would use, like Ia or Agwus, that are generally superior because they'll have more int for how important int is relative to strength for damage. Better casty stats, yeah. Yes, it's it's much more like Naomi may not have really high stats in general for like Dex or strength or something. But they're better by comparison than what Mage Gear actually would have for Mage Focus on it, like Ia or Agwu's. They would you would use that instead on on Geo, Red Mage, Black Mage, uh, just et cetera, those kind of jobs. Like like the, like the, like the first thing you think of is Black Mage for Path C, and it's not a Black Mage piece unless you're supposed to love casting in DT, and there's no fast cast. I mean, there's like like it's just really weird that it's. Like it has to compete with Agwus here in in your sets here. Like like when you yep. use Naame for A or B, they're like really good for melee function sets for all those jobs. But I just feel like path C and D should be on a separate set. So you could have like you can actually like no one would ever choose the pet stuff because by choosing the pet path for Beast, you now lose all of the path A or B, especially B for Beast. So you're hurting a job to then choose the pet stats. And Beastmaster massively benefits from Path B. Yeah, so like <laughs> Beastmaster has awesome TP sets, and then like the weapon skill sets are also very good, but they don't get Sagpata, but you will get Naomi. In terms of gains for a job, you'd want B because you are more relevant than your pet most of the time. Your pet's there to add a dimension to it, but your pet's not the DD focus. It doesn't get the buffs. It's just the player is better for that case. So they like really alienate people that would choose C or D by really kind of cutting their potential compared to other players. If you want those jobs to be more mainstream, they should be a separate C and D path there on a the, set of gear. The pet can be the focus. The problem is, is that it alienates the rest of the party to do so, and that's the age-old problem with using a pet job, is who do you buff, the master or the pet? And that's why it's easier to use the pet as the augment like you're talking about, where the, the pet is supporting you, supporting the party. Um, but that's not to discredit the fact that the pet is actually a very viable DD when you fully buff it, because you basically can use weapon skills back to back to back to back on a lot of pets because your ready is is up almost immediately constantly um the, the the damage over time from a pet is actually quite high especially if you have aim or aftermath but also to, to further add down to that so look at Naomi itself gets all these stats then look at the pet section pet accuracy range accuracy and magic accuracy plus 50 there's no attack and path d augment it's 25 accuracy and magic accuracy for you and the pet and then pet damage or stats there's no attack there why would they make a pet path on armor With and no have attack. no pet attack? That's in a it's very gross. important stat. Like, why? 
Like that this, is the most important stat for it. For that's a the most egregious, you know, omission there. There should just be a separate Nayame set with that. Team. Actually, what you just described doesn't exist for any of the armors, really. Yeah, it's not a problem that, for weird. you get attack and stuff People, normally for the master of the not master, but just the player in general on multiple paths there. Uh, besides the base piece, I mean, it's just B and then the base piece. Funny, if you look at the Hesperde, which is the um, the, the the ammo from day on day getting it to r15 or whatever or r20 or, or anything a lot of people look at that and they're like oh that thing sucks what was that dude there's no pet attack no there is pet attack and that's actually oh, no, why i'm, I'm saying in general that's why it's an important yeah. piece because you don't have pet attack i wasn't saying it's not on the piece yeah. it's on the piece i'm <laughs> most, saying most people, the alternatives for pet attack don't exist most people don't realize that the reason beastmasters like that piece is because it's like one of the few things that will actually provide attack to your pet that isn't food or outside buffs like core roll. That's or, why automaton so effective because it can actually boost the attack of the pet well, with the attachments and ignore defense. Geomancer is providing defense down. I said Geomancer, but I mean well, indirectly. Yeah, but I was just stating that's why puppets are so effective in general over normal pets because they have the ability to boost their attack. Yeah, you can straight up put that on attachments and and buff it. You know, custom. You can customize it to work, right? Mm -hmm. but, yeah. I don't know. It's like it's like the biggest oversight. It's like they're afraid of us doing broken things on pets, and I can understand that because pets can reach eighty-seven-five DT without trying. They could just remove that then. They could, but I kind of like having that. <laughs> I know I kind of like having it too. But I like at the same time, cake and eat it, you know. At the same time, would you rather have a pet that can do things with you and fight and be taken seriously, or do you rather have a pet that just doesn't die? It it depends on what you're doing, but like it already can as long as you're doing it properly. Like just just like how we found value in black mages being able to set up skill chains, the pets do that wonderfully as well. And even though it may not be the prime source of damage if you're not buffing it specifically, it is still very useful for your damage output and the damage output for the rest of your party. Like what I described a few episodes back on uh, us just absolutely annihilating marmor crabs. It's yes. because the the beastmaster pet was part of that skill chain, and that's true no matter what like it actually saves you tp time to just be able to issue the pet command and have the beastmaster do it and it saves you a slot in the party to make the skill chain so depending on, on how you're killing the content that's in front of you it's still perfectly viable to have that pet fulfilling the same role that we're excited to bring you black mage content about you know yes I don't know. i'm going to eventually start a welgamir and then have that but so <laughs> this is a good like and we may not really be covering beast in here because I even took it out of the, the title there. But that's a decent way of updating discussion on that. Like, like the, the, the episode, for being an episode 7, we're on 78 now, I believe, or 79. So it's been 70, 70 plus episodes since that. That's, that was, we're close to like a year and a half, almost two years since we did that. It was like one of our first job episodes. It was Ninja, Paladin, and then Beastmaster was the next one because it was one of the more exciting jobs in terms of uh, talking about how you can build a counter build and all this stuff and that. And and now that we have Gluddy's Mask and an improved uh, rate here, counter builds with Beast is a cool little thing to do. Because even I've been using counter lately. This Ambuscade month on Blue Mage, I've been going to that instead of getting on. Like, I did it on Rune the other day, and Rune just makes it an easy mode. You know, you... you oh, the Ambu? I'm using Nagling and, and, and you know, I'm dual wielding instead of using a Greatsword, because why would I not use Nagling in this case? It's going to be my best option. And I'm just beating him up, and I'm not in danger when I just use one for all and tank gear when he does the curse, and I just stay at full health, and then I, I get you know curse nut, and then I use a vivacious pulse to take off my my uh, stupid virus effect that's limiting my TP, and then I just have one for all, whatever, and I'm got bots on, I just beat the fuck out of the mob, and I'm in no danger of dying. So it's like super easy, but I can also go on blue when I'm using 
uh, counter stance, uh, workers counter stance with counter traits set, and I'm countering the mob <laughs> nice. and stuff, and I'm swinging oh, okay. away, and I'm I'm doing AOE temporal shift and subbing rune and stuff and parrying and like I'm doing some fun stuff on Blue Mage. So counter is is underused in this game outside of monk employing it in like yeah, anything it does. But, it. but yes, so <laughs> but it's cool just to like be fighting a mob because workers counter stance also boosts your counter attack. So it's it's kind of nifty yeah, to be countering and hitting hard. It's free damage mitigation and free damage. Like you might as well use it. So it's a situation for Blue Mage where you can use Occultation to blink. You can also use Evasion if you were able to boost it high enough and evade. You can then counter and parry. So theoretically, if you were Evasion blink tanking on Blue Mage, as long as you weren't getting hit with magic or something, you could theoretically Evasion, blink, parry, and counter your way to being never touched in this game. And it's just fun. Yeah, it's not always just about overpowering what's in front of you. Sometimes you can just sit there and just be the brickest of walls. I'm still going to do 999 to the fucking quad of, which I'm still Oh, yeah, exactly. But, but still, you know, it's nice to be able to do that. Because I did it with a, a pug. I just, one night, we just were doing that. On Wednesday, we don't go anymore. That's our new day off. So we do like Ambuscade or something instead. Because before, we just, I wasn't even doing it the whole month. And it's just, we picked up some people and they're like, I've never seen Blue Mage tank this before. And it's like, and it's like, it's going well. We're beating the thing up, you know, I'm, I'm able to you use. probably never invited, you know, jobs you've never seen before either. So. Yeah. And no one expects a Blue Mage to sit there and use Mighty Guard, Occultation, Orcish Counter Stance and, and, and some rune parrying and yeah. stuff going to town fighting a mob. No one expects to see that, but it's another good use of, it's a more offensive tank. You can use in a situation another another good way to apply blue to content. So it's not just straight. What can this job do for damage? You know. Yeah, and I really like the theme of bringing to the forefront new things that that quote unquote new things, new, but, but old things. New things. Yeah, things that that you don't expect jobs to do because pretty soon we're going to have to have these jobs filling niche roles because we're going to become. It, it was like the discussion I had with Martell uh, the other day, where like. I was trying to show the importance of doing new things with Paladin because the idea of Paladin needing to be a tank isn't as necessary now as it ever was before. And the same it extends to Rune Fencer and like Ninja and Correct. Puppet Master, I guess, as well. Like No, Pop's not a tank. It, well, and that that's that's <laughs> what but Pop's not a tank. We know this. Not without heavy support it isn't, that's for sure. It it's cannot hold hate. Unless you're yeah. overdriving for damage to hold the hate on top of strobe and stuff, but, uh, maybe then not a tank. Still the still the stance I have on it too. But um, I just like to the rub thing my is, finger is, in the wound. There, there's a like, and and what I brought up was was look at how we approach the jail content, right? I sure, I get. I guess you can you can you know force Paladin into any of those setups to try to win, but there's only a handful, like maybe a third of those fights that you would seriously bring it to over other options. You know, and I was using that as a point. It's like, yeah, you you can still use it as a tank in Dynamis, but honestly, you can have almost any job tank Dynamis now because of the gear we have access to. Blue's so nice for rather, crowd control in that environment. So any situation where you're trying to tank multiple mobs and being able to apply AOE hate spells that also crowd control with stun and stuff, that's a good use for that in that case. Maybe Divergence is not the best example. No, but I mean, you can still have a very high likelihood of staying alive as long as you're being smart, you know? And, and there, there's a lot of there's a lot of jobs that that actually can like fill that role now, whereas you know three years ago they couldn't have. And we should probably be pre- be prepared to use these jobs in other ways. And it, like if you look at Paladin, like Paladin can very easily be like a very hardy healer, sub scholar, and it can be a benefit to tank. 
But if someone else is tanking the mob, then and not dying, then I, I guess your paladin could replace a white mage in some scenarios and just be the white mage that won't die when they get hit by stuff. Which is important like, for times three farms, because I know people in this game are mm -hmm. only... I keep getting tells when I yell for Ongo and stuff to farm or anything. They go, are you just doing 5%? I get asked all the time. It's like, people just go in and lose an AFK for 45 minutes, which is a huge waste of time. I can do it three is. runs in the time you can do two runs. It's just a huge waste of time. And, you know... We don't, I don't like to do that because it's not fun. That's not playing the game. So in that environment that you and I both do the same thing in this regard, we can try to actually beat the mob. So when you're trying to actually fight and beat the mob, having these unconventional jobs doing unconventional things, like my, I don't, I'll let you finish your follow-up before I do this. So finish your, finish your well, I mean, I've, I've taken the 5% dive that you're talking about and I tried to, it was very lame. I stopped doing it. Pretty it quickly. is lame. Like it's, it's really boring. Everyone just kind of like, it's not faster. Out. It's not. We just, th there was a point where we got tired of fighting the mobs i guess and we just kind of wanted to do other things while we were getting our points but we, the point is is we we always killed them first though like we resorted to that afterwards when it started to become the same shit all the time. so for ongo we can kill that in like seven minutes eight minutes depending on aura okay. or whatever's going on we can get a magic attack on aura on v19 and still beat it easily it's you know oh, yeah. you know it's on v20 magic attack on aura is a bigger deal much uh, bigger because yeah, of regen because the regen it may not be game ending, but you're going to cut it really close if you're. Yeah, we got magic act and magic attack down, and we were still able to just blow on go up on V19. Yeah, so which is crazy too, because I remember like some of the woes of V15 on go, and then like doing V20 on go, and then after doing V20 on go, gear like, and strategy has improved. Exactly. Yeah, like you you notice the it's a noticeable difference. It's like when you work out for, for like months and then like your body gets used to doing your workout routine and then you realize like where you are now as opposed to where you were then. It's like the same kind of thing that you're looking at. Um, but the same, same sort of thing goes for, for, for Paladin though. Like using the job in different ways and it extends to all the jobs is really the future of how a lot of these jobs can be played because if we don't need the roles anymore that we spend so much time defining, then we need to find a way to be able to utilize the jobs for what the party needs to fill. And what I mean by that is like, we don't need a healer specific role anymore. We don't need, well, we always will need a bard healer. And honestly, she'll say don't need a healer anymore. I've done that. Yep. Yeah. I've been, I've been bards of white mage and main healed. And I plan on going bards of scholar soon in, in main healing as well. Um, among other things, but yeah. Um, uh, basically tanks and stuff like the idea of a tank is almost dead. Like, we, we don't have content that requires a, traditional tank anymore outside of like air body yeah and something extreme like v20 air body or just air body in exactly. general yeah and that's also because sub job limitations too and it's mostly because of the dispels like we need to find the the least impacted person to get hit with the dispel while we still execute our strategy it that's doesn't really have much to do with the person surviving because you can craft situations where people can survive content it's about limiting the impacts that are surrounding it so, like, if you're getting hit with full dispels and shit, obviously your DDs are not going to be able to do the things that I'm describing that make them so powerful if they're fully dispelled all the time. So that's the time when you have to work around it and, like, maybe use a tank situation. But that's becoming less and less, and people need to start identifying that and being more open to inviting other jobs to their groups that can fill these niche roles. Because unlike in the past, when a niche role always felt like a middle-of-the-ground, really medium you know, role that was what Red Mage was in before the Red Puppet Mage. Puppet Master and Puppet somewhat Master. Blue Mage and Red Mage yep. and Beast. Like those kind of things. Those aren't the case anymore. 
yeah, the community still has the mentality that the, the middle of the road stuff is not the stuff that, that really matters because if you're not, if you're a jack of all trades, you can't be good at everything. And while that's true in a lot of aspects in life, the recent creep has made it so that that's not true anymore. And these jobs are actually becoming more powerful than just as be- because the mediocrity that- of those jobs and the tools they provided that were like middle of the road before have been so buffed by all the creepers you're saying that yep. the mediocrity is no longer mediocre it is it is actually a more powerful tool in that since everything's gotten stronger those other jobs are still one-dimensional two-dimensional and what they can do and these multi-dimensional jobs now that didn't provide too much oomph anymore are now able to provide more oomph due to the way the game has evolved so doing more things now is a better thing because you do those other things stronger than you did before whereas before the balance was you did other things but they were weaker like a red mage nuking was too weak but it was an option yeah. and and now the game has creeped up so that you can actually do these sorts of middle of the ground things like no one would be like i want to have a blue mage counter tank ever but now that the gear has improved so much that you can just throw on naomi on even on a mage job we're wearing naomi on black mage and yep. we're doing diversions. Imagine four years ago, two black mages alternating model wall and trying to do what we're doing. You just it just wouldn't happen. Like the, yeah, the, you the would, Yame you and do stuff. A traditional alliance burst yeah. setup and everything. Yeah, yeah. You, just, you would not be able to run in and grab everything without having the stronger gear that we have now. You would just be wearing paper thin gear and get beat up. Yeah. I mean, model oh. wall would still work, but you would be taking a lot more damage to MP. And with what master levels are doing as well, like there are there are two jobs in this game that are template warping. Like they are, they completely destroy the 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 cast of what's considered the holy trinity of jobs, where you have a healer, a, a tank, and you have a support group, right? Which, or I'm sorry, who were those? Uh, support, damage say. dealer, and uh, tank. And the two jobs that are template warping are scholar, oh, yeah. and they are dancer. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Those, those two jobs, and the reason that that's the case is look at what sub look at what sub scholar does for jobs that do not have native magic skill. Suddenly, you have a fully functional sub job. That provides you almost all the utility of a scholar. Like that comes with an asterisk, right? But think about what that does to the jobs that you're subbing scholar on. Think about what that does to a geo or a bard or even a paladin. Imagine if your paladin is pulling for you in Odyssey and they go out and you see them pop dark arts. Most people will think that paladin is fucking insane. But then also think about the sacpotic gear they have access to. And yes, now you can sleep. Now you can sleep go your own pull. And you have that extra stratagem now, too. So now you have three and, stratagems of a session or manifestation in this case, because it's it's not light arts. Uh, manifestation, and, Sleepka, and it's going to land. And even I have been historically down on on what Tranquil Heart does to the Enmity Generation on Cure. And then I realized that my mind was just too narrow. Like, sure, that does nerf the Enmity on Cure. But if you're not actively tanking, instead you're providing a role that pseudo-tanks, why do you care about the enmity you're generating on cure? You just want to keep people alive and keep your pulse left. And that gives other people who are doing more important things more stuff to do. It stops your bard from having to be the person who is only sleeping everything forever. And this argument that I'm making extends to Runefencer also. And the cool thing about Runefencer is when you accession phalanx from your Runefencer, you can in clutch save people when you're say your scholar is dizzy burn, burning their strats i'm trying to keep people or maybe you don't have a scholar at all maybe you just have a white mage and no one has failed or maybe you don't have a scholar at all exactly like doing stuff that you wouldn't expect you having your rune fencer now you have actual cures and, and stone and stuff you didn't have before in the stratagem rune fencer is on Ogwoos. it is <laughs> so sub scholar right 
It's fucking insane, isn't it? Are you suggesting and, Rune Fencer's magic bursting, Fox? Uh, yeah, with uh, with your swipe lunge. But anyway, wow, yeah, swipe actually, and lunge were always powerful. But at least you have actually, a real set to use it in there. I have I have screenshots of my bard being sub scholar and uh, capping helix. So I mean, it's not <laughs> anyway. Um, so here's the thing, though. This also extends to Dancer as well coming up soon, because what Dancer does is the same thing as Scholar. It provides a bunch of utility to a job that doesn't have these skills natively. So being able to provide haste or being able to provide defense down or being able to provide just cures, like people don't realize how strong waltzes actually are. And waltzes are very, very efficient cures when it comes to like how much how much you're spending as opposed to what you're getting. They're all, they're like a cure plus one usually. And sure. You may not have the gear that supports it, but if you have at least some gear that supports it, being able to toss out a JA cure is pretty important. And if we're already face tanking a lot of stuff anyway, and we don't have to hide behind shadows and with, with master level increases, dancer is going to have access to dual wield three as a sub job. Eventually, and yeah. that's going to annihilate a lot of what we care about sub ninja for. That's going to be level 60. So that's going to be master level. What's that going to be? Right now we're 55, right? So we're going to need level, yes. level 60 oh. master level to get dual wield 3. Uh, yeah, right now we're at 55, yes. And that's so, when Dancer sub will truly be really good and have less for me to criticize about um, how I don't like uh, Corsair's coming sub Dancer because then well, sub Dancer will then be the default job to then sub on Corsair. That, that's more of a fact that you have to deal with pugs doing it. Like, yeah. when I'm on Bard, and even if I'm Bard sub ninja, I'm usually just using the sub ninja for the dual wield. Very rarely do I actually put shadows up unless I'm like holding Sarama or I went to go pull Sarama. Not Sarama, but Asina or something like that. Like, usually I'm just face tanking the damage anyway because the thing's about to die. Like, it, it doesn't matter, right? And the, the, the point that I'm trying to make, because this has been very long-winded, is... Keep an eye on the jobs that can break the symmetry of what the job should do, or like break the symmetry of the roles, I should say, from what all the jobs can do, because it's going to add an extra layer of depth and free up extra party slots for you to do even more broken things with the slots that you don't need other jobs for. And it's also going to add a lot of flexibility within your group to be able to conquer content um, in different ways. So just kind of like look into that stuff just keep an eye on it you don't have to necessarily believe me that that uh dark dark arts rune fencer is is really a thing um but just just go try it sometime and, and see what you actually know, happens it's honestly crazy. you get all of your hate tools already on the main job for rune and there's times where like i'm just doing stuff on rune and i'm bored because i mean era bodies when i'm bored up it would be sub rune because you also can't sub things for that but just an ambuscade or something I'm, i mean I could be sub ninja or sub Sam or something and be fighting and doing that. But sometimes there's just stuff that you want to tank or something and you'd need something else to do. Like, would it hurt if I was able to ask for something, get my MP back without having to use, yeah. you know, and vivacious pulse or and would it hurt if I was able to do, then do cure for once on rune when I'm never able to do cures, I'd want a sub scholar for cure. If there is one job out there that people fucking com complain about not having MP on, it's fucking paladin. So what if your paladin just aspered mobs? Assuming you can, but I mean, just rune finds a job that you generally want to be able to use cure on, and you usually can't. And the cure you get sub blue is really substandard. So like, you might not need that cocoon like you have in the past because Nayame really had a lot of defense to the job. The, the healing magic skill you get is very very important. 
from from light arts that's for sure yeah and, and to be able to yeah. not on on rune fencer not a bad thing so it may not be a thing but there's been times where i'm just kind of like i have the attention of the mob my party could be using support right now why am yeah, i sure wish i could help you yeah i'm <laughs> yeah. so blue and i don't feel like i really need cocoon especially because i'm also parrying and stuff but i'm just don't feel like i'm in danger and i'm not like the cocoon's kind of annoying to maintain if you don't really need it like if you're pulling in Shulsi or something the cocoon's important because the mob's attack is so high but that's also a lot of different mobs hitting at once. One NM that you're fighting, especially if it's like something like Ango, where it's just doing magic damage and you're not in any physical threat whatsoever. I mean, to, if you were in a situation, I mean, Ango, you can't sub again. But just these are examples yeah, of the yeah, type of yeah. content you would want to apply this to. Where, yeah, mm -hmm. I could see, because Runefencer just that got that, that healing item with um, the from fucking uh, Amantro, the, what's it called? Orf, what the fuck oh, the belt? Yeah, you finally got a healing piece. on. It costs more MP now. But you also do get sublimation if you don't have refresh on. Well, you can cast refresh on yourself. You wouldn't really use sublimation. But you could. You mean, if you're taking zero anyway, why are you not using sublimation? Well, I mean, you could also just the fact <laughs> that you can dumb. use you can use vivacious pulse stuff to get your MP back. But you can at least just be able to cure people and, and do stuff. Let me look at that sash because it increases the cost. It's not by much though. Uh, I think it's like a twenty percent increase. But yeah, I but mean, only using cure four. It's already you already decreased with light arts, so. Yeah, so I mean, you you have to you have to weigh the pros with the cons. That's, that's absolutely true. Like, look at it as, as as a whole, not as the individual piece to try to determine its value. And that's that's kind of the point I'm trying to make with this this whole line of like what we should look out for in terms of like how we can combine jobs. Because... Naturally, I did not add the fucking stuff to the mantra page, and no one else did either. The, like the the main thing that I'm excited about from all of this is just the the possibility of a white mage that sings. So like if you have Bard Sub Scholar finally gaining native healing skill and having cure four, that's absolutely absurd. Like if your white mage is, is has the buffing power of a bard and, belt. and 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 face it, like most of the time you don't actually need Yagresh. And this is as a person who owns a Yagresh. I'm a good white mage and I very rarely actually feel the need to bring White Mage to anything because it's just not necessary. Something like, like Emboza with AoE slow or something is when you'd want Yag Rush. It's like anything. Well, yeah, yeah, but you, you also don't get your sub job either. So I mean, there's not a lot of yes, other people true. who can help you with that. And and the main thing with with Embos or or any of those tier threes is it's really getting around the aura and it's really using the erase plus one neck in conjunction with that to get multiple effects off. Otherwise, you're just hitting the aura over and over again, which is the stupidest thing ever. So Rune historically has been a job to not get shit for Cure Potency gear. Just mm -hmm. like we're using the Fenrir body. There's not really any options for the job. The boots from Albumen. Sacrogorgian. Yeah, but yeah, Sacro is a newer item too. That's 10%. That was a big, big, important help and piece. But Serata Belt now gives you 35% Cure Potency for an extra 25% cost. And you're reducing that with Light Art. So now on Rune, you're easy... You're able to now cap your cure potency very easily. You're at 45 out of 50 in two pieces. So now you're not affecting your, your tanking sets. You're able to cast this without removing yourself from a tanking set now with that belt and the reduced cost of light arts. So being able to do that is pretty... My cat is... What are you doing? Stop <laughs> this. Stop this. Um, they're like fucking with each other, but not fucking. They're just... Whatever. Good man. I'm but glad animals but now you're able to do that on a job that's now not in danger. Like when you swap out to like all these old, you know, before Esha even came out, fucking They're janky pieces. sets like yeah, piecemeal out of wild super janky, super yeah. paper, low defense, low anything, no damage mitigation, no magic evasion. Like doing that, and in you the have to use a lot of pieces to achieve the result too. Like it's it's a breadth of your set rather than just like a concise one, two, three pieces. 
But now with all these pieces in Unity, it's like if you wanted to be really technical, you could even throw on fucking Rune Fencer because you're using your capping cure potency in like three pieces now. You could throw on the fucking conserve MP ring, the 15 conserve MP ring from Unity now, and you can you can still even mitigate this further by being able to use this and add other options there and still not take yourself out of any physical tanking gear and be able to do that as a job that doesn't natively get cure and you know has healing skill from something like so yeah it's it's like dark arts may be a thing too but light arts on runes of scholar is now a thing due to the gear and the extra um a stratagem we get from doing that and just the ability to you get both at no cost though yeah so like you get your sleeps you get your aspers you get your cures you get your gnaws and gnaws are very important especially when your tank provides them because a lot of times nowadays your tank is so geared that a lot they're usually resisting a lot of the side effects that other people are trying to resist. Mm-hmm. Like tank is right up there with white mage now. Nayane's done that, like, especially for all jobs, yeah. for rune. Yeah. But I mean, paladin got sakpatas and now can resist effects too. It's the DDs they're getting hit and stuff because they're wearing fucking Adamar. Yeah, and what's funny about the Agu set too is like look at Agu's hands and remember how mad we were that there's like cure potency received plus ten percent on them. Now you have a reason to actually wear those hands. <laughs> When, like, you cure yourself or something? They do. They have cure potency received plus yeah. 10%. And yeah, that's also a, a fast cast set use- for a job that traditionally only had... Because as underwhelming mm-hmm. as Agu's is for for being a fast cast set, because you could use, like, I don't know, Herculean head with native fast cast with 7 plus, like, an extra 7 or 8. That's great and all. But this is on pieces that have high magic evasion and higher defense than Herculean does. So they may be mage pieces, but they have more HP and MP per piece, so you're yo-yoing less. And they have more defense and magic evasion on them, and magic defense bonus as well, with fast cast on them to still be able to do these things. So these may not see, like, like I've always complained that Rune's been on Agwoos, because it's like, why the fuck are we getting magic attack bonus only gear? But you're able to provide, like, I'd rather be an Agwoos robe idol on a Rune Fencer than in the uh, AF body at this point, because why would I want to... Well, then again, the AF body's a lot of HP, so maybe not. But just in general, the other stats like, besides HP... The robe has, like, negative enmity when augmented. Well, the when, ro- when augmented, the, the, the Agwoos Oh, robe there is, is negative awkward. enmity on the augment. I was going to say the base Yeah, it's has really none. strange. Yeah. Yeah, so when it's when it's not augmented, it's great. When it is augmented, it gets worse for rune, which is like really I haven't bad. I haven't changed it yet, but I was going to say outside of that negative enmity on it, uh that's a better piece yeah. for just I mean, I know there's more like the magic evasion is actually I had to pick up the piece because it was like 30, but it was like only 90 something. It was like a lower magic evasion uh than the AF plus 3 body. And you don't need the extra elemental resist because you have other slots like waste and resist silence for fun. Yeah, and there was a silence plus for fun. He- but it, it, I'm going to okay. bet you that the defense is high. Let me actually pull it up now. Like I, I it's these just, are just minor improvements though, that that seem lame, but these minor improvements have actually made a big difference overall. Like this is stuff that I've been I've been introducing across the podcast for a while now. Like especially with like the ideas of like Bard Subscholar being more potent or Geo Subscholar being more potent, stuff like that. I don't know how people have not picked up on the fact that that these subjobs are potentially warping the rest of the jobs in the in these kinds of ways. Like I, it, maybe it's just because people have put it out of their minds thinking, oh, well, a tank is never going to be able to use X kind of magic and not realizing the, the absurdity that Subscholar brings to things. And, and Subdancer, too, it's the other warping, you know, template warping job, uh, subjob. Well, but, you're not getting too much more on Subdancer besides the dual wield than what you had before. You're not getting, besides building flourish, which yeah. is, pff, you're getting the same number of waltzes but, and stuff. 
the, the point is, is that it, it breaks the symmetry of what the jobs can do, though. Like, it's providing the job abilities that it did not have access to before. So in the case of Subdancer, it's providing more debuffs when we can clearly clear content without our subjobs at this point. That's what Odyssey Shoal, that's what Odyssey Jail is telling us. Is that we are so strong, we are clearing content without our subjobs, and that's what this is giving us as far as like a path to go down. Okay, so, so if we don't actually meet our subjobs, then why aren't we like having our tank provide defense down? Well, I've been doing that a lot with like Kurgos on Rune. That's been a huge improvement to be able to apply attack and defense down on myself. Yeah. Provide haste for your party. Use that Epio aftermath for something useful. With what? What are you saying to use it for? What what, what I'm saying oh, is oh, like haste samba. use it, use it to, to generate the generate the TP for haste samba without having as much of a, an impact on you. Because people are already expecting the tank to be on the lower end of the parse anyway. Like it's not expected that you're going to top the parse on tank. And if so everyone is well yeah, you might yes, you might as well try to boost everyone else who's who's doing that. And and getting that from the tank role is unique because that doesn't usually come from the tank role. At least it hasn't since the days of Rune Sub Dancer trying to solo shit in Abyssia. Okay, so I pulled up the bodies. It's coming full circle. I pulled up the bodies. I'll have to take back what I said. There is one more defense on the AF plus three body. <laughs> And okay. there is two less magic defense bonus on the AF body, but there is, it's like 78 MP, but it's like 200 something, 218 HP. So there's no reason, the magic evasion is also 10 less when you add the resistance in. But that may be a very poor example, but the other pieces compared to the stuff you're using like Herculean or any other random piece you might have been using, um, those pieces are better than what you had so the body was a poor example but i was just like to go to show that older pieces of gear even af because like nayame has a lot more defense than any of the runist gear any of that stuff mm -hmm. it's, it's a large jump for a job that is very weak armor uh by comparison to a paladin that has a lot more defense because the heavy armor has a lot more defense so the pieces like nayame stuff yeah. have been a large increase but other pieces that you might not think are increases i was getting at so poor example but Agu's gauges and stuff are nice improvements for what they do, like cure potency received. Because think about it, what other cure potency received do you have on Rune? It was like those Burmidi gloves from Wild's Keeper Reeve. Those are like the only other yeah, cure exactly. <laughs> Those are like garbage. So, not great. so now you, you like actually have cure potency received in the job, even though it's mage gear. Yeah. And uh, this is also like what you're mentioning too, being able to evaluate all the pieces. Like this is a good thought experiment for the community as a whole too. Like, Stop approaching things from a five of five set mentality. Like, don't wear all five of five pieces because that's usually not good. And like, what, you want to use pieces you need for the job you're on. Yeah, you mean I can't do. just wear R zero five out of five sakpata on my warrior, and that's all I wear as my TP set. That's not that's not it. Because that's, yeah, that's exactly. what they do. Man. And, that's what they do. And even though I'm excited about having you know access to Agus and you know coming back on the dark arts thing and being able to sleep stuff on on Rune while you're pulling. I, would, I wouldn't suggest dropping fully out of DT to do that. It's important that Naomi has some magic accuracy on it, and it makes the Agu's swaps even better because they have DT, fast cast, and magic accuracy. So you want to pick and choose and make sure that you're still capping DT, obviously, but at least you now have options that you did not have before, which is opening this up to us. Like It's, it's giving us the ability to do all this crazy crap. And you do get the drain and asper potency on those Agu's Pagachas. Right? Plus 33%. Yeah, it's, it's pretty stupid, isn't it? There you go for rune. <laughs> but so 
for as you said, you were introducing these ideas. I know we're supposed to be talking about these jobs, but we are indirectly talking about these jobs and updating them. We're going to talk more about Blue Mage and Bard and stuff specifically from the updates that we'd covered, but we're kind of lost in that, that we're doing what we're doing, but it's in a general sense. But you said that you've been introducing those ideas over the podcast in general over time. And whether this was the end goal at the time mentioned, when I think of things that we talked about many times, or you said directly when mash levels are coming out, that the content isn't hard enough to justify the increase in power we're getting. And we're like, you know, overpowering all the content at this point. Part of that was that, well, if we're overpowering it, why don't we start doing different things? Like why, if everyone's using nagling, why are we not getting haste Samba from the tank? Because it's already easy. So why not haste Samba and actually cap them? So if you want to do more deeps and, and you want to kill things as fast as possible and beat your ambuscades quicker and save all the minutes of your life, as you would, because why wouldn't you? It is time. It is precious. Uh, yeah, then being able to haste Samba, because you're going to keep hate on Runefencer with your normal tanking tools. You already do it in, in Odyssey without a subjob, so why not provide haste Samba? If you use nothing yeah. else, at least you can provide haste Samba, and that's a big You want to know how a Runefencer subdancer can generate AoE hate? Waltz? Exactly. You tag the bard with a waltz immediately after it's used, and because it's a job ability, you can immediately go into a foil to save their life. That's actually a really good point, too, because historically, I've had to use um, like sub-Dark Knight to get AoE hate in, in Divergence and then use a foil. Me but too. If, so the problem there is also that I have to, you know, usually the bard's not aggroing everything to sleep, and then, you know, it's like you're relying on a different person, and I've had a lot of times I can't rely on the bard to timely do those things because they're a bard and diversion i don't know but if you can't have a bard tag that honestly subbing dancer is far better than subbing fucking dark knight for divergence pulling and farming i know the content's getting more trivial as we go but just the aoe capacity of that is better than using poison because my poison is landing on thief and shoal a and that's a problem yeah kind of <laughs> yeah so if I can rely, I mean, well, here's the question. And one of the the main problem TH that I always have waltz, that's probably not going to work. The reason, okay, okay, so Dark Knight is my go-to sub job when I have to AOE claim um, in Dynamis because unlike sub Blue Mage, you can cast at a distance and get an AOE rather than centering it on you. That's my my sole justification for caring about it. But the magic the problem, accuracy from Nayame is making it land. Well, there's that, but the other problem is inherently built into the game, and it's that when you AOE Poisonga and someone cures you immediately afterwards, you now have to contend with spell lockout, which is the three-second delay that gets your that gets your healer murdered. Well, you can cast while you have it on the foil. Well, you can, but the problem is, is oh, after you've Oh, you're saying poison, in that narrow window. Yeah, if, if, if you get hit with something else, if you get hit with a core roll while ah, this is going on, if you get hit with a song, then all of a sudden they're going to get murdered because you just trickled hate through the entire party because it's your job to do so. Uh, the the difference is is that if you can do this with a job ability instead, it's far more potent because it's more instant. It it it, it provides less of a space that can exist to get people killed. Well, Fox, if you want a bard that sits there and doesn't sing songs, boy, do I know the bard for you. And then that bard exists everywhere. It's definitely true. I definitely know of a bard that does the same thing. Oh, oh, whoa. Could you put it in a data point? And I wasn't even talking about that bard, but could you put it in a data set to show when, how when my full, bard... When full dispels happen and your bard just stands there. Oh, he there. doesn't ever rebuff. When you're doing fucking uh, Arabati, he does not pianissimo the tank ever. Ever. Are you starting to see why I put myself on Geo and bard a lot? 
Have you ever considered that after this, like, think about how many times you've done something. Have you ever considered that at this point, it's not going to happen and you should just cut your losses and find, I mean, you have to find someone else, which you're not going to do is your problem, I guess. So if it's a choice between you finding someone and taking and just going as you are, I guess you keep choosing going as you are. But I mean, at this I point, can just, the content even with the just, handicap. just get rid of them. <laughs> I, I mean, I can be the content even with the handicap. And it's honestly, not, I, I do fun. like the guy, so I don't want to. Like despite how this sounds, I do actually like the guy, and I and he's a he's a nice dude. So I don't really want to, you know, kick him to the curb just because he has some flaws. I'm as sentimental as you, if not more. But I'm also more extreme than in the fact that, like, you know, if this is the way it is, then you're gonna have to get the fuck out. But th- there are there are a lot of bards that do this though, and like they'll sing and then they just won't do anything afterwards, or they won't realize that people are getting dispelled, or maybe buffs are changing. Or this is the worst one when the situation itself within the within the party changes and they will never break their nitro songs to sing other songs over the top of it. Here's a good one. Agrestic on Asura. <laughs> he does bard I, things really well. He sings songs and does the stuff and keeps on top of the recast. And he, he plays bard yeah. as a singer really well, Agrestic. But as a DD bard, he's fucking retarded. <laughs> He, I don't like the DD Bart, so I can kind of sympathize with this. He's the guy who only uses Karn R15 and will not use Nagling oh. and does horrible damage comparatively to what he could do. So let's go yeah. with that. Let's You're go. losing like 12k damage weapon skill easily. Yeah. And he and, and maintaining AM3 and Shoal A. Why? Why? Yeah, why? Just one shot. So much running. Nagling. Why are you why are you wasting aftermath? Just don't yeah. So, and if you don't have Aftermath, why are you using the dagger? You can use Aeneas. I mean, you make yourself a Twashtar. That's yeah. actually a situation where I would say Twashtar Bard sounds great. Yeah, but even then, even then, yeah, it could. But even then, Savage Blade, it's still so good. And you're right with the buffs and how that weak that content is. You might get more out of doing uh, Twashtar. So let's go into Bard here, since that's one of the jobs here. Since the last yeah. update, we Funk was here and everything. And I don't know if I mean I could pull him in real quick, but I don't think we have to. Uh, and it was actually, you know, he's got really good perspective on, on Bard. Let me see. Let me see if I can pull him in here. Funk. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he's going to learn to start just sending you to voicemail. <laughs> he doesn't have a data set for that. Oh, gotcha. Uh, we've gotcha. gone from, uh, reach consensus to contextualize the moment or vice versa to now a data set. A uh, data structure. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Not everything is a computer, even if you're playing on a computer. Ah, good. There Funk are ways here. To... Welcome oh, back, oh, Funk. Really? Hey, man. Two episodes in a row. Yeah, wow, what is this? Uh, but you only have five seconds. We're going to cut you off and kick you out because <laughs> you're in a deficit of time from the last time. We have to cut you off to make up for that, to balance it out to like two cool. hours. So yeah. this episode, we're talking about many things, honestly. It's supposed to be about... Updates to jobs as the game has gone on and contents come out. So like uh, Beastmaster was episode seven. So there's some stuff to say about it. Blue Mage was like episode twenty something with Drelo, and it's something to say about it since then. That maybe it's changed or things that you do differently now. Bard's on there, and when we did the Bard episode, we were kind of critical on not being a DD Bard instead of supporting the group because generally whether you're casting Silence, Carrying, etc. Uh, we all kind of agreed that DD Bard is overstated as a use, and supporting the group is more important generally. But now with Odyssey not having a sub job and things and just Bard getting much better DD gear in general, as opposed to when we did that, Nayama didn't exist. Bundy's augments didn't exist at the time we did that, I believe. So now it's more about the Bard section of this we're getting into now. 
because it's really good to catch up this quickly. You have no idea what's going on. And, you know, just to talk about how things are a little different from Bard now than when we last talked about Bard is sort of an update. So uh, with what I said there, do you want to add anything and jump into it or? A couple of things I just came to my mind. Um, obviously, it's a little different because it's only six people, right? So you really have limited DD. Um, as far as Dynamis, we don't use Black Mages, but you guys obviously do. So Bard is definitely good for sleeping in that regard. I wouldn't see myself DDing on in Dynamics because that's just not my role with my group anyway. Dynamics, yeah. Depends with, your setup. with how many people are there, there's not a reason to throw Bard into it when you have to do so much crowd controlling and caring and supporting as opposed to just, there's a lot of DDs already, so yeah. Yeah, so it really just depends on the content, but I could definitely see if I add more six people, or six person content, Bard will have more relevant DD status. And with the yeah, Shul, that makes sense. With the Shoal Sea farming now, with how Nayame and Bunzies are, Bard can contribute a lot of damage, more than the Corsair. That's as long as you have the gear. <laughs> yeah. And you have augmented. <laughs> right. And I say more that than the, the caveat. And I say more than the core, but Bard has to stop to do things more than the core does. So a core still should outparse, but when Carrot comes, she tends to outparse the Corsairs, maybe because the Corsairs aren't as good, but. Yeah, just, for Odyssey, it's just a bunch of just standing around healing people hitting here and there, you know? So might as well pull out your swords and do something. And when you fight an M's, you can't do anything but pull out your weapon. So, like, whether it's Zevioso, Bard's really nice on meleeing Zevioso. Yeah, with with those people, the damn things I dispel, like Kalunga, I'm loving to dispel my shit. You're busy recasting Kalunga, yeah, but you can also niggling Kalunga really well. But I did mention, and I'm not sure where I mentioned it, but we did time out on V20 at 4%, because he did nonstop uh, stone skin, nonstop dispelled my tank. Yeah, that stone skin gets pretty rough spamming at the end. So if I was DDing at the end, instead of trying to cast the damn songs, I might have gotten it but yeah take my guy too and you can do both right you can still melee yeah, it's just it's like non-stop you know i had to i just couldn't stop and get a chance to actually does, go, does, go with the sword does your group do kalunga quote-unquote properly in terms of i'm going to say this is the proper way where the tanks on one end of the mob say on either the pillars in the corner down the stairs and the dds are behind kalunga at max range because they won't get hit with like the fetters and the stuff the tank's getting hit with no, because they don't want to deal with the knockback. So we have it in the little stairwell there at the bottom so they can be on either side and not get knocked back. Uh, okay. But I mean, it's fetters... Yeah, it is understandable, but fetters still are kind of dangerous. They are, yeah. And if we wouldn't have had to run out, we probably would have killed it. So <laughs> maybe finding a position where you can maybe have the tank against... I mean, there must be a way, a corner or something in there, like one of those rounder corners near the... like behind where you start where like there's the tree or something it's like a rounded edge maybe that rounded edge is enough to keep you from sliding back not fully but enough where it's like not as annoying i don't know we just kind of just deal with it then we the dds run back into range and we live life yeah my yeah. group fucks off completely like when the r's come up we have two people dedicated doing the skill chain everyone else gets the hell out and they do the skill chain real quick and then we go back in the problem is they disappear too quite a lot and they reappear you don't know if they're up or not and then you proc them Every oh, no, those DDs that I described stay in through the fetters. Like, they, they stand in the fetters. Like, but the fetters are so dangerous to the DDs, potentially. I don't see why you'd want to have them in range. You'd just be behind his tail and not get hit with fetters. You'd gear through it? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know their description. Still. I mean, for if we're talking future content, everything they've added has procs, basically. So I'm sure whatever they're going to add next is going to have procs in one form or another, whether it be a spell like Abyssia. Or a certain oh, gimmick, like Odyssey. I I hope it's not that dude. That that actually scares me. 
Those, those, what are those red procs in, in Medicia or uh, yellow procs? Yeah, well, what I do know, it's going to be RNG. Yeah, it's a see in the damn auras. Oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> I hope you're wrong. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, a lot of these aren't big changes to the jobs, but just things that have come out, like Bunsies is a very nice addition for the PDL body. For Bard, getting actually more PDL than other jobs now. Like, Rune Fencer gets shit for PDL. I know it's a Rune Fencer and stuff, but Blue also gets no PDL outside of Gladys. And I guess Gladys, I guess it's a poor example. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty, it's pretty yeah. good. But, but other jobs don't get any PDL that are mages. Like, what PDL does, I don't know, Corsair get for um, meleeing outside of the Tathlum? The Far Eastern jobs actually have a, a bit of a trouble with PDL. Um, that would be like Monk, Ninja, Sam, and I guess Pump, Pup. Um, Pup, yeah. Yeah, because like, sure, Pup you get uh, Impaka Leg Augment, but you don't get anything else, really. JSC Neck for, for Pup and Legs, and that's it. Yeah. And I know you mentioned how Odyssey Gear helped Bard so much with Melee. I just didn't like the straight vertical progression that Odyssey Gear gave us. Yeah, and I, I actually noticed the same thing. And then also, you have a choice of picking either your t- strengthening your TP set or strengthening your weapon skill set, but you can't really do both at the same time. And and I get that you can get the Volt gear from, from Bastok. To Bard's never able to wonder what that other jobs aren't. Yeah, Bard, Bard has a major problem with, with that in particular. I um, side with B because even then, it may not be store TP, but I think with how much you use Nagling now and not AM3 and stuff, or dual wielding daggers as much because uh, I mean now you have a sword of course not that you're single wielding it I'm off the, off the off the chart already with this example but I think the weapon skill path gear because you can still TP in that even if it's less optimal I think that's still the right choice for Bard. I'm happy they made us choose a path for Naomi because if they didn't you know everyone had like a shitload of sets on Naomi. Yeah, and then also it would be really homogenized. Like we wouldn't have like this this interesting choice of gear that we could that we could do and or we could use, and it wouldn't really feel like we're building our characters. We're just checking the boxes for what gear we have, you know. And that'd be way less exciting if they did that. I still think the Ame falls off the the flat earth here once it goes path path B. Unfortunately, though Martel swears by his path A. That's just for Dragoon, and that's also we're going to talk about Dragoon later on, I mean, but. Path A and Naomi is, is great for Bard, too, because, I mean, even if you get the Volte set that, that I talked about, you know, in the store TP it provides, it gives you some magic evasion. It's not even the best magic evasion from that grouping of sets, of the Volt sets. Um, but Naomi is also a DT set that provides that stuff, too. So, I mean, Bard has a pretty strong argument, especially if they're if they can use their AM3 from Karn um, to get the Naomi set to do that and to abuse that with, because then you have a DT set that was store TP and... But compared yeah. to Twash and Aeneas, is Karn's AM3, especially in something like Shulsea, where you don't want to be building up AM3 on a job that's not an optimal melee, is that really the kind of thing you want to... Like, Store TP is great in general for Bard because it gets so few melee options, but do you really really need to build a Store TP-based AM3 kind of set for the, the weapons you have time, now? The only time I ever build AM3 on Bard with Karn in Shulsea is if I see there's two Piercing Week families that I know my group is going to kill. Like and not the the Doomer party. Like I know that that the melees are going to kill them. Then I'll build AM three and kill both of the the winged families that are next to each other. Even then, that's Otherwise, kind of a waste. That's that's not three minutes of time. Oh, um, uh, Bard absolutely burns through those birds. Like when yeah, you but AM3, you'd burn through them with Aeneas too, and that's aftermath three is still three weapon skills. Yeah, but they happen faster. the The TP gain from Karn is very noticeable. 
So you have to be able to justify doing it. Like when I, when I basically, when I, when I go to approach whether I'm going to use Aeneas or Karn in Chill C, it's whether or not I know that the distortion skill chain I'm about to create is going to be enough to kill the mob, or if the darkness is going to be enough to kill the mob. And most of the time, the distortion skill chain will kill it. So that's when I'll decide to use Karn. Uh, when I do not use Karn is when I'm on floor four and I know I need accuracy. That way I can main hand Galetti's or main hand Aeneas offhand Galetti's, and then I'll do Rudra Storm. Because if I'm using Karn, um, a lot of times I'm going to use Galetti, but sometimes if I know I want to use Rudra Storm, I can get the AM3 and then I can spam Rudra Storm instead of, uh, instead of Morden Rhyme. It just kind of depends on on what's surrounding me, I suppose. That's another argument, too, for Path B, because the skill chain damage on the Yame for what you described is huge. It's true, yeah. I mean, you guys would probably use the path, the Black Mage path if you could, right? Uh, I was saying that there there should be a separate set for C and D, because C is really underwhelming for what you get already, because we're taking, like, A as the highest store TP with all these other options going on here, and PDL on those pieces. Like, that's a big deal. And then path B is is weapon skill damage higher than anything else in the game with a bunch of double attack and attack and stuff. That's a big deal. And then C, it's like you would use E a body plus one over the Nayame body path C R25. Like it's really ridiculous that by comparison to other gear you get, A and B are far and away above generally for their slots or where, you know, in whatever case you're applying it to compared to C. D yeah. and B end up more niche than the other two, I think is the, the, the strongest part of this argument. Yes, so C and D are so unlikely to be picked because they're so narrow that Especially combining D. them all in the same pieces. But just for what you get with C, it, the gains on that are weaker like, than what A and B provide you respectively for melee classes. D is like magic bursting on ninja or trying to cap your helixes on bard. That's what you use C for. Because you'd use E a plus one head or body. You would make a whole set for something you could use something else on, a better path for your job. Because yeah. weapon skill damage on Black Mage with double attack, it may not be a great TP set compared to, you know, story TP and other stuff, but Black Mage gets shit for melee gear. And I'm not saying melee and Black Mage is a super thing, but if you're actually doing Cataclysm or skill training with someone, you're on the front line, the path B is super nice for being able to do better skill chains with skill chain damage boost with defense with actual accuracy and multi-attack you don't get in that job that's huge and you wouldn't pick path c even for black mage over path b for what you're using it for in that case because it adds so much more to the job across the board that you just wouldn't pick c when you already have those options yeah c unfortunately is a great idea implemented on the wrong armor same for d but maybe bard can magic burst with c Ooh. Well, that, that's what I was saying is like you pick C for your ninjas that want a magic burst because like the gear for burst damage isn't that great. Um, and then for like if you're Bard Subscholar wanting to cap a helix for some reason or, or like any job that wants to try to cap a helix that doesn't have native elemental skill, like you can try to build that set that way too. So for, for Bard Funk, I don't know if, I don't think Bumba was out then. Boomba Bumba. Uh, maybe Shoal, Gowl, Typical NMs were out then. I don't know if like Tier 3s were out then when we did that Bard episode. It was a while ago, but is there anything else you can think of for how Bard has changed gear-wise, how you approach it, how sub-jobs from Master Levels have changed the job, and, and different ways that are an update to the Bard episode? Master Levels, mostly just for Lullaby. We already talked about that. Um, as far as gear, though, I mean, come on. Negling was not talked about back then. That's now true. it is. So I think it needs to be nerfed, like I always say. I mean, 
I don't know about nerfing it. I mean, come on. I think the problem is the weapon skill damage. It's not a big boost to weapon skill damage, 10 there. It's not a huge boost. It's the attack bonus applied to the weapon on top of that that is the big deal. I don't know if it's you or somebody else who said this, but I do remember this sticking in my head is that whenever something becomes the meta, you know it's too over OP. Like everybody's savage blading Bumba, come on. Yeah, but I complained. It's OP. I historically and famously complained hardcore about Astral Conduit should be nerfed and removed because it's so ridiculous that all the other jobs are just sidelined because you can just, with no consequence, apply mules and dual boxes to a job and just completely invalidate all the Ana content that people can't beat without summoner. And now the game's creeped to the point where that's not the case anymore for newer players or less experienced or. Or the Felgars of the world, that might be the case. Or, they didn't change anything from I know, then. They I didn't know. change they didn't, it just so, the so The game got stronger and we got stronger with it. So now that whole complaint that Ashrakhana should be nerfed is ridiculous now. And it doesn't need to be touched because it, yeah, it's not it's not important. And so Nagling too will experience that. It'll always be good. If for as long, unless the game drastically changed, Nagling will always be really good, especially for jobs like Bard. But it doesn't need to be nerfed because we've seen other things that should be nerfed in the past, and eventually we eventually come to see that there is no reason to nerf it. And that's always been SE's stance, too. And they've stopped nerfing things, unless they're, like, really broken. They've stopped nerfing things. They've just moved to making other things better or compensating in different ways so that it's either more balanced with other stuff or or just it doesn't need to be nerfed. I don't think balance is, is the word that will be introduced here because just like with the way that, that Conduit has been handled... Outdated. It, it's because we've crept around it. <laughs> and I, I actually don't want to see a situation where we power creep around niggling because I can't imagine a world where that, that exists. Ninja. Like that actually is frightening. Well, I mean, hybrid weapon skills are a thing, but um, yeah, but basically if we power creep around niggling, sure, they may have some content that we can still do where that power creep matters. But think about the majority of this game that will be invalidated by that. I think if we could fix niggling without nerfing it really by just either so all the weapons have weapon skill bonus to it that's why nagling's it's also lower than any other thing like what do they make like uh, steel cyclone 100 or 150 percent or some nonsense in like ergos <laughs> but they only made 10 percent on on nagling that was just because they wanted to make it a reasonable boost and it's not really a problem when you compare it to the r15 uh augments for weapons and they get 15 percent on their weapon skill so it's not really a problem but I think it's that a massive attack bonus to jobs that are attack-starved that really benefit from it and capping their attack in situations they wouldn't otherwise be capped in that makes that Savage Blade super powerful. I think changing the way that attack bonus works on it would really fix the problem people are experiencing. So, like, on Warrior, making taking advantage of PDL and stuff, if they weren't getting all the extra attack from Nagling, they might not be able to take advantage of that PDL, and they might go back to using Great Axe because the difference is just enough now that if they're not super buffed for something they don't have defense done on, like Odyssey, Shoal so, Sea, and the higher floors, so, maybe Nagling not having high as attack bonus as it does from all the buffs you have on you would be the solution to not really truly nerfing Nagling, but kind of balancing it in line with everything else. Well, it's a nerf. You're just defining the nerf that, that Funk wants. Well, I mean, a nerf, a, nerf. a nerf, when you think of a nerf, it's like taking something like uh, Modius Veritas or whatever for Scholar and nerfing it so it's never good again because people tried to kill absolute, order, not order, absolute Virtue with a bunch of Helix at one time. I think it would also help if they made a skill chain together. If you back like back to back, just make a light or something. That'd Change skill chain properties. Well, wouldn't, can't you not do it in Bubble anymore then? Because you don't want a skill chain? 
Well, I mean, you would just change the difference. Yeah, that's you're actually adding extra damage as a nerf. And that's not really the the, the problem with that, though, is that you would immediately see everyone bail on Negling and they would justify reasons why you can bring like three jobs on Shining One. Yes. Oh, yeah. They would just use Shining One. Immediately change to Shining One. (laughs) I'm sure their intention was never to have Warrior, Corsair, Bard. Whoever Red Ranger, whoever else you Savage played back to back. I don't think their intention was to have everyone ignore the mechanics on Bumba. I think when we get the final iteration for R30 armor on uh, the Odyssey stuff, that the fetters will come out so fast. uh, You know, from what we saw from 20 to 25 or 15 to 20, it was like instead of four and a half, it was like two minutes. Two and a half. Bumba has a high chance of just absolutely humbling us. So I think we're going to actually have to contend them with the mechanics for capping at R thirty Bumba, and no amount of nagling is going to save anyone because they're going to come out in like a minute, and and you're just going to have to deal with the mechanics at that point, and you won't be able to avoid just over damage them. I I assume maybe they don't change the time at all, but. I'm assuming they're ignoring it right now just because they're going to do the vast every single job buff or every single job balancing at the same patch. And I, isn't that I hope they do what they're doing with, with master level? Wasn't that the whole system we concluded? Or? No, that's that's job progression. This is going to be job adjustments. When Imperium plus two plus three comes out, they're supposed to adjust every single job at the same patch. Oh, oh. So are you saying that the massive, cool, exciting live stream in Japanese only is going to be about that? And we might actually find out. I hope it is. Well, that's just my assumption is what's going to happen. They're going to play show off Valhalla. Hold on here. I'm off the rails here. What's going on, Funk? Well, this this is spoiler (laughs) territory. We should just go back to the job adjustments. It is spoiler territory. Oh, from Voracious Resurgence. You've not done the missions. I know. I haven't. I told you this. I haven't done the missions. You should do the missions. Did you just tell me that fucking Valhalla is in... Spoilers. You know? Spoilers. Cut this out. Cut. No, it's going in because it's been ruined for me. Now it's ruined for everyone. (laughs) Spoiler tag in three, two. We've been talking about it. Everyone's been talking about where he goes. So yeah, I it, so it's like it's... Well, I haven't seen it, so it's... At least there's no Doctor Strange players in here. I did also... Yeah, right? I, someone yelled today, uh, Doctor Strange without the spoilers, and then put colon. Ah! So I don't I don't know what that means, but apparently there's ah in the, the new Doctor Strange. Ah. I haven't seen it either, so... I saw Chappelle get attacked on stage, but I did not see... Doctor Strange. <laughs> but I think that closes out Bard. Yeah, all right. Alrighty. So thank you, Funk. Yeah, you bet. Wait, the makeup for this time to... cut you off. Yeah, when I listen to this podcast, I might as well go. Because I never listen to the ones I'm on. What's the point? Uh, <laughs> I guess when you come on, you'll have to turn the whole thing off. As long as there's no uh, sneezes in it. There are no the sneeze cut. It was already cut for anyone who saw later on YouTube or something. There's no sneezes, so. All right, good. I did, I did go back and cut that out because you mentioned it, and I'm, I'm sorry that happened to everyone. It better be. <laughs> Amateurs. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for uh, coming on short notice, Funk. Fucking no problem. Respect the listener's time. All right. See ya. Thank you, Funk. So, okay. Later. Now we will go to... I think we kind of covered Beast, even though it wasn't on the episode, and I cut out the thing. I don't even know yeah. what title I'm going to give this at this point. I just kind of had the jobs listed there, and now it's... Yeah, it's whatever. Hey, so, we haven't talked about Dragoon. Yeah, let's let's talk about Dragoon then, because I know we're going to talk about Paladin for a bit. 
26 magic evasion. Yes, in caps lock. 26 magic evasion is somewhat dead if you make R21 gluttys or 25 with Trish. Uh, I did put here a note, but I'm not sure if you can get away with losing that extra 4 to 3 STP with Shining One because you're already losing the STP on the weapon. You're going to lose a hit yeah. build, I think, maybe at that point. You can lose the several on um, on the hands because we've gotten more STP from other things. Like, So we mentioned Nayame, Path A, Martel swears by it. The reason Martel does that, I'm even asking him, is because Dragoon's unique and it does not get Sakpadas like all those other warrior dark knight paladin gets it's the only heavy dd did not get it the samurai gets sock no it doesn't so but at least samurai's gear is also different in that respect it's always the eastern gear so it's a little different but dragoon was left in the cold and did not get that amazing magic evasion gear and stuff like that so it did get gluttys which is somewhat of an improvement because it does have pet dt on it which is a big deal frankly it's like pet dt8 or something and it has higher magic evasion, but it's not as good as like Sakapata's and Ayame. So you live with it, you can live with. But the augment now that it's increased, it will eventually go 210, I think, with cap, which will invalidate everything I'm saying here. But <laughs> I've now that I've capped those hands, which I was so excited to do, have ditched the 26 magic evasion acro gauntlets. Because why I, would you? Why would you want this? I both love and hate Galetti's like a lot. <laughs> Same. Yeah, it's a really love hate so armor set. So Galetti's, especially under Goon. So under Goon, I actually feel incredibly frail nowadays, and it used to be my go-to job for things like Dyna D and Wave 3 before all of this Odyssey gear came out, because you could shed your hate, you usually wouldn't die, you had strong DT options and like Harandi gear, which is not quite as good as it is used to be now, because of the gear you're trying to compare it, it to. It has no magic evasion. So Galetti's has low magic evasion. It's still higher than most pieces, which is which is an amazing boon for Dragoon. Because making a magic evasion set on Dragoon was was historically just abysmal. Yeah, it was terrible. Like gear. Fucking nothing. You're using it was like, like, it was like trying to it was like trying to build a, a TP set on Bard. Like you had to worse like than using a TP set on Bard. Yeah, it was terrible. Terrible compromises. Like when you're excited about meleeing and sacro breastplate, you have a problem. And uh, and Sakura is a lot better than what used to exist before that even came out. It was the body from Diabolos, like the the refresh um, and DT body. Yeah. It was so bad. Yeah, the the Coral that, or whatever. That or actually the Tartarus plate mail was the best magic evasion piece yeah. before that. Oh man. So here's the thing, though. I really like the Galetti set. I think it does a lot of cool things on Dragoon. It lets me down because it is PDT and not generic DT. If it was generic DT, it would be much more wearable. But when I am standing in a fetter on Dragoon, I feel like the world is burning around me. And there's nothing that will save my life. So I can completely understand why Martel values that so highly. If he's only a Paladin and a Dragoon, it's, that's pretty much what he really is. And I guess he's a rune it's as It's like well. Falkirk with his PFD. Yeah. Exactly. Like you can justify that because it really brings out a lot of strengths for Dragoon. Like a Dragoon in Path A is probably a an absolute house, especially mm, well. since you have PDL, and you can mix and match your uh, your Naomi PDL with your Galetti's PDL, and like stuff like Stardiver can really be accentuated. It's not a powerhouse because you're lowering DPS but gaining magic evasion and DT. But you're not dead. Yes. Yes. True. <laughs> but not dead. As long as you're not stuck with Hajarandi body and head, which 
are really good DPS pieces, but really shit because they have no magic evasion. Where mm. if you're being stunned or frankly, like here's a good example: Dragoon with Zevioso. Yeah, it feels real bad when you yeah. just get blasted by uh, Denimo. Eric or four or something kills. <laughs> it's just pretty hard. And and like that happens when when you're in Galetti's as well as the problem because while it has more magic evasion, it has it's really high enough. magic defense bonus. It's not enough. And then couple that with the prevalence of breath damage nowadays, Galetti's becomes really awkward. It's, it's really awkward it's on dancer. Physical too. defense. Yeah. Yeah. You watched me get blasted the other day on dancer, and I was in in a full tank setup. And part of it was shot. be. Yeah, sometimes I wonder, it's like, should I have been in Malignant's body instead of Galetti's body? Like, all my other pieces were capping DT everywhere else. And I had, like, 42% generic DT in But the, the move that killed you was not a breath move. Yeah, it's a magic move. But the, the thing is, though, is, like, when you look at things like that occurring, and then also getting, like, the fetters involved and stuff like that, like, Galetti seems really awkward. Like... I, I don't know. Like it, it, the only magic defense it has is the high amount of magic defense bonus, which is great if you can stack it to the moon. And Galetti's does that, but you can't have that at a deficit to anything else. It, it, so, it becomes really bad. Also, it's a, a little awkward on Dragoon when your neck is the best Wyvern DTP you'd want in that situation. You can't use Water yeah. Charm there, so you have to use a belt. And Dragoon with heavy armor needs the belt to cap haste. So you're in a situation where now you're also not able to use the magic um, evasion resistance stats you need to actually cap even if you have Neamion because you're just in a weird situation with the pet having to live. You're right. The two prevalent slots. Uh, Because I haven't even rewritten my Dragoon Lua yet. (laughs) And I used to be a big-time Dragoon player all the time. But yeah, I just yeah, you're right. You can't wear the next slot or the waste slot that is typically used to to shore up the the magic evasion stat. the elemental resistance. And that really like, hurts. It sure does. It's super important. Like on blue, you're it's 100% easy. reliant on your Carol and your bar spell. Which for Zevioso in this case is fine. That's 100% fine. I, I wouldn't even care yeah. about using. I mean, I like Water Charm in this case because it will absorb randomly. Like uh, I've survived randomly where I would have died because of Water Charm. So I'm like, cool. It's cool. It happened that 5% of the time. It's great. Shadow Ring, especially, coupled with it. But. Just, it's not... Dragoon's pet in a situation needs what it can get here, and that neck is great for that, but it's another fuck you to, like, I don't know if Essie's intentionally making Dragoon the hardest pressed for magic evasion in the game, or intentionally or not, but they've just really unintentionally, I think, screwed it somehow in that matter, beyond, at this point, uh, Acro's 26 magic evasion. It's funny, because a lot in the past, Dragoon used to feel really weak, or, or people would say Dragoon felt really weak because your Wyvern would die to AoEs. I think Dragoon itself is very weak to AoEs, but the funny yeah. thing is, is that nowadays, its Wyvern isn't. It, like, traded places with its Wyvern, and the Wyvern is far more sturdy against AoEs now, and the Dragoon itself is at more of a risk against but AoEs. But even then, so like, like on Bumba or something, your pet is in big danger of dying on Bumba, even oh, with yeah, it's screwed. Yeah, I mean... And you can't really use the solution is not a solution in this case, but the um the synchronized healing you take damage from what's it called? The not empathy. What the fuck is it called? The I haven't been on Dragoon in a while, let me pull up. Spirit Bond? Spirit Bond. Yeah. Yeah, Spirit Bond. I, like, I, I think Spirit Bond's great. It's great, but you can also die from having it on on Bumba if you take yeah. a lot of extra damage in AoE. That will kill you. 
So the denounce ensures that you die. Yes, denounce absolutely will kill you instead of possibly hundred percent of the time. Else. Yeah, hundred percent. The, the, the most better will absolutely kill the you. The better would also. Time. Yeah, that, that's the kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. You just explode into that fine red mist. So Dragoon is now in a unique position compared to when we last talked about it, compared to like Dark Knight or Warrior and having that magic evasion deficit that those jobs don't have now, which really sucks. It does. And yeah. as much as I love the job and the guide needs to start being updated a little more at this point, uh, because I, I miss play- I miss playing it too. I'm just not in a situation in my group now to be playing it. So I have a you problem, but it's not the biggest yeah. deal, but I do kind of miss true. playing it. And I kind of miss playing it for the fact that I actually think I play it a little better than other people play it because I will not only use Savage Blade the entire run. <laughs> so, right. yeah. And my Trishula is better than rank zero uh, for Rax, the guy that got, you know, came and... That got me killed on floor four? <laughs> uh, yeah, the bee killed him and just... I feel like every time I do something with you, I end up dying. <laughs> you do die with me. What's going Dude, on? I, I end up as a fucking corpse every single time. But at least don't you don't understand. come with fucking plus one ambuscade <laughs> gear to suck and wear no DT you know, gear and die to a bee. Sometimes I think, am I the one who's failing? <laughs> it was not Final Sting that killed him. Uh, it was not. Or, or when I'm sitting there on, on Samurai of all jobs, you actually got to see me play Samurai Ooh. for 30 seconds. Yes, I, I did. You're like, well, let me pull up the gear. <sighs> yeah, I felt real bad about it, but I didn't even get a chance to really play Samurai. Because you I died right away play. because I screwed up. <laughs> yeah, that was super funny. I was a corpse again. And... You were a corpse <laughs> with like 7 HP left, and I could have saved you because you went from like 146 to 7, and I could have saved you, and I just I screwed up. Yeah, it's fine. It, it is what it is. I just think it's funny. Like, yeah. I sit here and I talk a big game about how the mechanics didn't here work and all that shit. <laughs> and you I, fucking I go, go to the floor. I do events with you and I'm like the number one person who's a corpse. Like, I'm like slightly ahead of Carrot in terms of who's going to end up a corpse. That progression of you dying was so slow and painful on that tier one that you died on <laughs> Samurai. So it, was Dude, so, was... it was so painful because it was slowly watching you like, oh, we can save him. Oh, we might save him. Oh, 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 oh no, we're not going to. Oh, he didn't die. We can still. Oh, no, he's. Not gonna, we're not going to save him. It's, I'm waiting for it to happen. It's going to, it's going to, and yeah, he's dead now. Fuck. I actually went to look for a flute so I could start crying. It was so slow. You died so slowly. I, it, I was like, is, is anyone going to save me? Is someone going to save me? So someone what, please what happened me. was, <laughs> what happened was I accidentally, without knowing it, hit my mid-cast override. So I got <laughs> silenced and I was trying to save him and I was also getting hit. And I was like, why am I not caring for anything when I care? I had to look at my equip viewer and I'm like, what is going on here? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm going the wrong. And I'm like, oh, I hit the fucking midcast thing. And then I got, I, I, I took it off. I was, I thought I was in the wrong idol and was overriding a rule, which it was not. And I should have known it was the, the spell interruption rate override. And I'm like, how did that happen? Because I don't hit that combination. But it's because I was trying to hit the control to talk on discord and then i hit the space as well while playing so i accidentally turned it on it's usually not a thing it's usually a really convenient hockey toggle because where my hands already sitting it's perfect okay your dick space yeah my dick space i got you got dicked over the dick spaced over damn man and then i was like casting more slowly and not healing you and like your hp barely went up and i'm like what the fuck happened because i was carrying a no care potency gear and then i got silenced and then i went to take off silence and then I was still in the wrong... There was no fast cast gear because of the whole override. And when I was trying to carry you, you died. 
It was so painfully slow. It sounds like it'd be quick, but it was like it was like thirty seconds. Does, yeah, yeah. Did you see it coming? Well, thirty seconds is an eternity when you're sitting there watching yourself tick to death. And- yep. It felt like it felt like a minute, even though it was only thirty seconds. Oh. And then I realized it well, it's already a pretty dark day if I'm the one you're choosing to go Sam to something. I mean, it's not like my Sam is like... It's the only job available compared to what everyone else had. Yeah, exactly. Like, I had to just fill whatever was available. And, like, it's it's usually fine if I go Sam. Like, I'll, I'll perform all right. Um, but just it, it's just funny because, like, the fight right before is exactly what I was explaining when I just got blasted by Zevioso on Dancer. And so I, I go from becoming a corpse on Zevioso randomly and then DCing afterwards, obviously. And then coming in on Sam and being like, "Okay, let's do this," and then I just like slowly die of cancer on Sam. I felt like, like I felt like when that was happening, so you could have just been sitting there, and while you're slowly dying, could have just started going, "How can you see into my eyes like open wow. doors?" Wow, man! <laughs> Bring me back to life. Come on, yeah, dude. Oh, I know. <laughs> Bring me. <laughs> So, Dragoon has had more of the additions over all these other jobs so far because I kind of poo-pooed Savage Blade back then. Yeah. Uh, and it is it's now... undeniably good. C now makes it mandatory. It just is. Yeah. Because you have to use Slashing there. There's so many... All the beasts and dragons are resistant to piercing. I'm not even checking. I just remember off the top of my head. They certainly and, are. Yeah, so there's a lot of demons and beasts in there. The cat's in the box. And it's just you have to, and, and the NMs included, you have to just, you can't, the, the Verger is a uh, demon, so you want to use Savage Boy there, otherwise you're getting a minus 67% penalty to your fucking polearm and you're worthless, so. Now it's gone from, like, people just trying to use it because that's just every job uses Nagling, spam it, spam it, spam it, to now it's kind of mandatory. And it's, it's good because Dragoon didn't have a good slashing option before that, just had nothing. It had just Demersal Deegan or something, there's no weapon. And it's something I actually wanted on Dragoon for a long time. I think most of the, the poison that is Nagling, uh, in, in my mind, is just that because everyone's using it and it's the only thing you ever see, it's like, well, now this is kind of old hat. But if you look at, at the status old of Dragoon hat. before Nagling and, and all this shit... Um, it adds more depth to the job and diversity, which is nice. Yeah, it's, I like it. Same for I, Ninja, I like, like the fact Ninja and Dragoon. It, exactly. I like the fact that this is an option. The problem is, is that it's overused as an option. And it's misused, frankly, because yeah. when I'm not just talking piercing mobs. If you're fighting something with Nagling and you could have superior TP gain with a pole arm and kill and the same superior. number of weapon skills or skill chain and kill something that you would not do with Nagling, although anything in there should be dead in two weapon skills with Nagling. Uh, just it's superior with jumps and because you're running a lot there, your jump recast going back up, having TP instantly with a jump where it feels really bad to jump with Nagling. Just really bad. It's you and know with a pole arm, like your your jumps can sometimes hit like around nine, sometimes ten yeah, k. Even with normal jump, <laughs> just when you get multi attack procs with pole arm, you can get close to what you know between your regain and just running and stuff like that. You can possibly get another weapon skill just from jump before you start extra TP left over, etc. Yeah. And it's really bad to use. Like on trolls, you don't want to use it because it's a small penalty and, and stuff like that. But the situations where you're not using nagling to avoid a piercing penalty. As long as you're sufficiently buffed, because, you know, in my case, I have like R25 Gladys body and stuff like that, that helps. Uh, using two Trishula uh, Star Divers for a skill chain to finish the mob off, more efficient in kill speed than just using Nagling, single wielding 
the problem is now you're sub warrior, so you're also missing out on the little hasso you need to cap you off fully. But it's still a better TP experience than using just nagling with nothing because you're going to have no fucking shield it can use. I mean, the, the the ability to use staff is kind of interesting as well. Um, I'm not sold on you putting club in the notes here, so staff, yes. Because the weapon skill of club is better. You can use judgment on Dragoon. Oh, oh sub warrior, yeah. Yeah, that, and it's a lot more powerful than using staff. But the problem is the only club that you get on Dragoon is like the, the club from Titan. Yeah, it's a mafic cudgel. So yeah, I haven't cool. tried it, and I suspect that staff might be better overall from the TP experience, but I haven't tried the club, but people have said they use club on Dragoon in there, so I'm just taking it for the value of staff on bones and stuff. It's not nearly anything like Blue Mage or Warrior or even Dark Knight, but just it is a necessary option for Dragoon and that, you know... It's, it the was... thought of using a Mayfit cudgel on Dragoon makes me want to go take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm dead serious. I kind of want to see what that. judgment with it does on Dragoon. Because I, I've, I've, used the, uh, I, I've used the club that warriors use on Dark Knight. I forget its name off the top of my head. Um, uh, the the Lozotic uh, Mace? Lozotic Mace, yeah. I've used the, the fully augmented plus one Lozotic Mace on Dark Knight, it's... and I felt super overwhelmed. So I can't even imagine what it's like. Okay, well, we'll stick with Retribution then. Or yeah. if you have extra TP full swing. I mean, if, if, if you have seen people, if you have seen people go in on Dragoon and use the club and it actually works, then... I, I've i heard me. stories. I've never bothered because I would just use Staff. I carry Staff on Dragoon. I don't bother with... Staff weapon skills just kind of suck, though, but that's, yeah, the, that's but the difference. At least it gives you a magic option, too. Well, in there, I don't think... What are you going to fight? Clots? I mean, you're not buffed for magic with Cataclysm or something. You could use Cataclysm in there on, on Dragoon. You could use Cataclysm on Clots and just instantly die. <laughs> you know? It's also the it's problem with Cataclysm is the AoEs are nerfed there, too. So, Yeah, that's true. So it's ineffectively hitting stuff and waking up. I mean, it at least adds another damage type, I guess. I, like, I would want to use Retribution, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe I, it's just because I use Retribution on Black Mage. Retribution has attack boost, has. which is nice just usually feels bad to use that too but so i I did kind of already poo poo nagling as it is but nagling is really good on dragoon and you should be subbing warrior sometimes when i see dragoon subbing not warrior and using nagling it's kind of like the job the problem with nagling is not just single wielding is that dragoon doesn't get native tp bonus yeah also when we finally get master level 58 56? No, 50, it should be the next increase. 60, something like that. We'll get um, another 100 TP bonus uh, from level 58 sub on Warrior, on Fencer. So that'll also further elevate using Nagling, because it does feel really bad to get TP with single wield on Dragoon. It feels bad. So I'm sure it does for Warrior, too. I don't know how they fucking stand instead of using Chango more effectively, but... I'm excited for a, a bonus to TP from Subjob on Warrior because I would like to see more single wield strategies. And because I really like playing Dancer like quite a bit, um, I would like to see more situations where that Dancer is going to be more useful in parties because you're trying to cap the delay on everybody uh, single wielding. So I would like to see us do a Dancer episode. Yeah, I mean, that would be pretty solid. Um, I, I really enjoy the job and I think I play it pretty well. Um, despite what you've seen, obviously. <laughs> well, last time you got one shot, and we we kind of you you Getting also disconnected it. from your connection, which was the best because it looked like I was a pug guy who like showed up and then sucked and then just like DC'd out. <laughs> <laughs> like it looked really bad. 
you know, <laughs> your connection alone screwed us in that fight. We would have won that if you didn't DC, but then also died from a one shot and DC'd after that. Right. That was just that messy. Was that was not a good showing. So but yeah, Dancer can accomplish a lot of cool things. So, you know, I think bringing more of what Dancer can do, you know, to people who may not know as much about it, I think would be pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, Dragoon uh, has now obtained magic evasion gear and Naomi's been nice. And so I said before, I don't know if I've ever finished the thought with it about how you're losing DPS to pick up all that powerhousing. On Dragoon, the only DPS gains are going to be like the hands on Path A, uh, maybe the legs. Uh, so with, with, 20, with 20, the legs were very narrow, but with 25, the legs should pull out. So the hands and legs. And the well, rest of the pieces aren't really... What? While well, well, keeping both magic evasion and DT, because it really is the DT well, sets. Yeah, that but in, in terms of, I'm talking purely in terms of offense. Like I, I know, yes, the whole conversation is, you know, I really dislike Salivia and fucking Hajarandi doesn't get shit for magic evasion and stuff like that. But I mean, even for Zevioso using Gluddy's hands and you know, just using Path B Naame, it's not bad. And it does more for the jobs DPS overall to have that path B and other jobs you play that I path still don't agree with choosing path A because path A is so linear just for Dragoon and, and like Bard or something in this case that even then comparing it in terms of just raw DPS, yes, it's all about the defensive boost you're getting here, but in terms of raw DPS, not a big difference. It's really either a downgrade, a side grade, or a minor upgrade across the board for those slots for path A on Dragoon. I actually like the uh, the the minor pieces of Naomi, and what I mean by that is like that the head, hands, and feet. and feet. I like those three pieces on Path A for Dragoon, while keeping the big weapon skill damage pieces available for it as well. Well, it depends because Dragoon gets legs weapon skill already and hands weapon skill already. So, like the hands is fine. That's especially because, for Dragoon, but other jobs also is limited in what they have, like feet and stuff, showing them an option for the job. Yeah, I mean, it, it, once we start introducing other jobs, then the value but of yeah, Cathay decreases. Okay. Well, keep it strictly That's, Dragoon then. So Dragoon has yeah. good weapon skill damage hands now. It doesn't need to, you can pick Path A for Dragoon. It doesn't impact it. You don't lose a weapon skill damage piece there. But yeah. And feet, you can still keep Solivia for weapon skill. You're fine there. Um, so those two slots make sense, but it's legs is the other piece. You don't get body. So body's... No, 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 no. So, so, so body and legs, I would definitely want to keep weapon skill. Um, the head is another one that, that while it gains a lot from having a weapon well, skill you get, piece... Well, you get weapon skill damage I, 10 on bishop prize. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, so that, yeah, that overlaps. But the, the, the problem is, is also getting killed in the sets, too. So I, I place so much value on DT now, especially generic DT, because if you weapon skill while, like, fetters are up, if you're not wearing generic DT and magic evasion, you will die. You will become a corpse immediately. Yeah. So having the option to be able well, to you're using path that, B already, so yeah, I, I know, but the more of that you can still retain in the pieces that, that seem to add the most significant amount or are, are kind of what I, I find higher value in the situation. And when it comes to a TP set, you don't need to necessarily have all five pieces aimed completely at magic evasion and DT. As long as you have enough generic DT to get you to cap or near cap, and having a magic evasion check of around 650, um, you're generally okay in a lot of this content. And you can actually get away with wearing like Naomi head, um, you know, something like, and I'm just throwing it out there, like Harandi body and then like Naomi hands and then Naomi feet. And then, like, using the, the legs as, like, another more greedy piece, like maybe a Valorous piece. 
and you can use the blend of all of this together to still maintain a decent TP set while still meeting magic evasion checks and having enough generic DT to get through so like you can blend a lot of this together a lot easier if you have at least three Naomi pieces that can lend to that battle. Um, but anything less, I think you're just backing too far off on your generic DT and magic evasion. I still side with picking Gluddy's hands for the Weverin DT and STP and generic uh, PDT and stuff on it for the job because the pet DT is rather important at times. And even That's sensible, yeah. Yeah, so... Maybe other pieces like legs for path A or something, but still, I mean, it's just the job itself still suffers overall from magic evasion. Other job, like it's been blessed with DT, and in the past that was great because when like Ryzen Jima or something was the highest content and you had plenty of DT on Dragoon, uh, yeah, or even just later on when Hajarani came out and you had plenty of DT, uh, the magic evasion aspect was a big problem, and now with Shoal. Uh, NMs. The magic evasion is so huge of a requirement where it was not in the past that now your blessing is starting to occur because you have plenty of DT but no magic evasion. The fetters really cap it off because if the fetters weren't a thing, it wouldn't be a, as big of a deal. But the fetters will just eat you alive. Yeah, it's because it's like basically having a DOT that checks magic evasion and injured generic DT instead of being like normal poison. When it hits you seven times in a row for 500 if you don't evade it versus like 20 or 60. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just absolutely devours you, and that changes the face of what you can wear in that content. And, and it sucks because Dragoon is a great heavy DPS that you want to bring to a lot of those fights. The fact that it can control its own hate means that it's already really up high up on the rankings of something that I want to jam into the content. The, the problem is that whether or not that Dragoon is actually going to survive given the level of support that we have access to. And that's that's always the crux on whether or not I can justify bringing it. As not just myself, but just in the party. And it's really nice because we talked historically as well about how great this Dragoon can shed hate and not die from having hate, but the AoE magic attacks are just crippling it. And it may not be every yeah. fight, but it may not be the Ambuscades because they're older, but clearly newer contents may be focused more on that. They're, they're leaning heavy into magic evasion again uh, for whatever reason they designed that way. And any future content is going to really hurt Dragoon as a job, and that will do more to it than not being as strong of a DPS as, like... I mean, whether it is or not, I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying, historically, it was seen that way. Therefore, people didn't want it over, like, Warrior or Samurai or Dark Knight. So that won't even be the issue, because if it's not surviving, like even those jobs do because of the armor available to it, that'll be more damaging to its reputation than, than its, its DPS output. And, and look at the upgrades on the horizon as well. And this is also what scares me about Dragoon, um, is that with the upgrades on the horizon being Imperium plus two slash three, you know, the potentiality of that having happening, um, I don't see Dragoon getting a magic evasion and DT set out of the deck. Nope, I don't either. So, so without already having access to gear that, that bridges that gap and the anticipation of increasing magic or mastery levels, as well as, you know, the, the gear creep that we're seeing, um, indicating that, that, more difficult content is on the horizon. If Dragoon doesn't catch up with DT, it'll end up in the same situation with Magic Evasion again, even though it just got the boon of Galetti's. And that is really unfortunate. So also, too, here's something that, that is of value. If you have Samurai's roll on, then using Path A isn't as important. Like, if you have Sam's roll on, changing, dropping STP becomes more important for DPS output. So if I have Sam's roll on and I was using, like, Path B... Naomi hands or pick picking like the feet or something 
uh, and losing STP that way because I have the roll on, uh, path B becomes a more efficient TP piece than path A still. So Dragoon still has the option because Sam's roll is generally taken for granted in this content too. You're, you're actually right. Um, I take uh, Sam's roll for granted quite a bit because I never sit on a particular number. I always consider Sam's roll like an extra boon as a buff to the party rather than something that the party actually leans on in order to like meet you know, certain checks. And with the amount of double attack that you get on path B, I think you're actually right that when you have a decent Sam's roll available, um, path B hands are perfectly fine to, to melee. Yeah, because so when I have Sam's roll, I change to Salivia hands because that's the optimal DPS change right there for what I have. Yeah, I had an oversight on that. And yeah, yeah so I, 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 would, I didn't even consider it myself. So path A, again, I still don't agree with Martel there, but if... You know, with Trishula, because I know some Dragoons only have Shining One, but how easy Trishula is to get and for how powerful it is, it adds more value to Trishula because that extra STP you keep in that slot allows you to also effectively use. Because the, the double attack's not small on those pieces. If Salivia is like five in the hands, it's four for for uh, Naomi now at 25, and it's going to go to 30 with more. So you will eventually replace Salivia completely and not even have to worry about that because you'll have the optimal DPS piece and weapon skill piece and TP piece in B. Yeah. It's getting it's getting very high, yes. Yeah, the double and like we already high. know because of the dat mines what the what the what the R thirty gear looks like, and uh, it's like it's, five or six on hands. It, it's quite a bit. It's at least five per slot, and then like body gets like some weird like eight percent. Yeah, and then, like I think or I think legs are like seven. Legs would probably it, be seven, t- and body would probably be eight. Otherwise, they're both seven, and everything else would be <laughs> five or six. And yeah, I, I, I think you're right, though. Path A loses a lot of value when you look at what Sam's role brings to the party. And I don't think any of this gear that's being introduced or any of the gear that could possibly come up could replace Sam's role in terms of like what you would want as a buff. The, the only thing that I can think of when, when it comes to replacing roles is replacing it for like defensive roles like Gallants or... Um, and when do you ever use Gallants because you'd bring a Bard for Mini or for lower attack exactly. like a Beast yeah. or a weapon, like, weapon Break or something or Bio? And that was the extension of exactly where I was going to go from that is that, you know, when I think about replacing roles, very rarely does it come off of Sam's role. Um, a lot of times it's because I'm capping attack somewhere else and maybe I want to use like fighters over chaos or I want to use um, uh, the, the crit one over chaos. But that would be role, really But rare. even then, those are, those yeah, are much weaker. Yeah, it's something that you don't really see, especially since we have such an influx of PDL gear. Like even chaos roll when we tr- when we historically haven't needed it, which is something we talked about on a lot of those earlier episodes too, is that we're just overusing attack because we don't have the PDL to take advantage of it. Now we do have the PDL to take advantage of it, but can we sacrifice the defensive buffs to do so? And, and here, that's actually the here's going to be me more uh, more of me bitching about Nayame uh, in this episode. <laughs> they put double attack and weapon skill damage in the same piece, and they put PDL and store TP, which is fucking weird, frankly, uh, on path A. It should have been store TP and double attack on path A, and then PDL, and I know it would have been probably a little too strong for B to have PDL on it with all that attack and weapon skill damage, but still, path A would actually become competitive of an augment choice because your TP phase is super important for getting your extra weapon skills out, and you have strong weapon skill damage 10 pieces already, on hands and stuff for legs for Dragoon. So you would be able like, okay, I'm going to pick a hands and legs. Cause I had it on Dragoon or something or most jobs and then pick B for body, head and feet. And there'd actually be a reason to do that. But instead it's yeah. like, you just kind of stick with B cause you get double attack or the best weapon skill damage piece in the game. Oh, from, yeah. DT plus store TP 
plus magic evasion and double attack on the leg slot would be insane for Dragoon. Because one of the things that's really awkward about Dragoon in building sets legs. also that we haven't talked about is the leg slot. I just used the, the Patero prize for the fucking store TP. Naomi has 5% haste. If you do not use... Yeah, exactly. Use Terrorbrise, and Terrorbrise have the uh, the the ten store TP, and they have five percent haste. Which is big. if you start dabbling into things like um, if you start dabbling into things like uh, uh, like Celevias for like triple attack oh, or something, God, weird, it's like two or three percent. Two, yeah, it's two percent, and that gets really strange. And like Dragoon gets away with a lot of Prize, shit. Because, but even then, those are kind of yep. like lame now. I mean, Valorous Prize would be the best TP piece They're in that case, but even then, yeah. even then, it's. it's you know. But but it, it's always like a weird contention in the leg slot, especially for your haste. And you wouldn't think that's a big deal because Dragoon gets a lot of haste between your Wyvern and Sub Sam. Well, that's that's different. Know. That's not gear haste. So exactly, it's not gear haste. Dragoon like, you can only back off. Or, yeah, yeah, you can only back off with so much gear haste before you start running into deficiencies. And then if there's a situation where you can't keep Hasso up, or even have Hasso to begin with, or if you can't keep your Wyvern alive, suddenly you need to start making up gear haste in in places where you weren't wearing it before. And also, and that's, I, that's, that's when totally I say huge. that it's not gear haste and it starves for it, I'm kind of uh, mistaken there because having that extra JA haste from the Wyvern and Hasso, if you have it on, but now that we're using Nagling, you don't have that Hasso, means that you only need like 17% gear to cap. So, Yeah, it, it's really easy for Dragoons who are used to gearing their Dragoon for a certain amount of gear haste to overlook how much gear haste you actually need given the scenario you're actually in. It'd probably be around twenty or twenty. I'm not just. I'm not doing the math. I'm just guessing with uh, losing Hasso and just having the Wyvern. It'd probably be like twenty or twenty-one gear haste. So even then, you're still close to set. But then you definitely still need a belt. Yeah, yeah, and and basically, you you have to watch that shit. And and to have Naomi provide store TP, DT, magic evasion, and double attack on that slot, it would be uncontested the best piece that you could wear in TP phase. But instead, you have PDL on a melee phase, which is kind of really awkward. It's very awkward. I hey, but what if you have my white damage? The Empyrean. Yeah. <laughs> what if you exactly. have Rongo Meant? If you were Don Diego de la Vega, you would have oh. Rongamont and you would be doing all of the that. physical damage you could be doing. Oh man. So much physical damage, you'd be saying I caramba and the women's panties be flying off and they say, Ah, <laughs> It is Don Diego de la Vega. He is here to sweep me off my feet. I am so wet. You know, and then that would just be how it works. You know, so. I. No. La cucaracha. Oh, man. Can't, I can't tell if I hate you sometimes. Arriba, so. arriba. Uh, so. The <laughs> fuck, man. Ah, senorita. Andale. Ven acá aquí. Por favor. I wish I knew how to say I'm here to fix your copier in Spanish. Ah, donde esta la biblioteca? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, reach the racially insensitive phase of the podcast. <laughs> I am here to fix your copier. So. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Oh, man. Did somebody order a pizza with extra sausage? I can't no. do a British voice, but I can do a decent. Uh, Speedy Gonzalez. So, 30 minutes or less. <laughs> or it's free. Oh, God. This is fucking horrible. So, uh, I think I should just put that as the caption for the episode. 30 minutes or less or it's free. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I, I think that covers Dragoon. Which yeah. then 
we can talk about blue. We cover the rest. It's going to be pallid in the end to cap this episode off. We'll talk about to kind of wrap this up hopefully sooner rather than later because we do go for a while. Not that yeah. I, I'm having a good time at all. Not that I care, but it should eventually end. Uh, blue mage. So master levels are nice for blue because for other jobs like warriors get extra damage. Blue gets blue skill, which is nice for aquitation. You get extra shadow now. It's extra 50 skill, so adding 30 skill gives you that bridge you needed to get that extra shadow, which is nice. Uh, Does for, it make your normal aquitation sets better, though? Because like, yes, even yes. with the normal aquitation set, it still felt kind of flimsy. I was giving like up BTS. one shadow already to have a better recast set Me for aquitation. Now I can get that back and keep it. Oh, and okay. add yeah, some options in there. I might be able to even drop a piece for like Naomi or something, and it's actually really nice to do that. Yeah, I would want to fish out more DT for it because I mean, you think about the situation you're using off rotation, like you're getting bashed. So. Yes, yes, exactly. That makes it a big deal. So even then, you could still get up that extra shadow you had now and keep the shadows you had. So you may not gain the extra shadow or two, depending on what you're doing. Uh, but you can keep the same number of shadows you had with full DT now, essentially. Well, not full DT, but you have the option to move around a better DT set at this point. Yeah, and that's the number one thing I look for when I see these kinds of improvements is like, how can I make myself more hardy before I try to look for more damage? Because our damage check is already there. So, But now with the defense from Nayame and stuff, so Malignance was already nice, and it's been nice, but the defense from Nayame, especially for tanking NMs with higher attack by far, makes a big impact, especially because you're using Cocoon and stuff, so it actually helps you now instead of having mage gear, you actually have some heavy DD of uh, defense, which is a big and deal. And it still doesn't, it still gives you a pretty good amount of evasion, too. Yes, it has, the difference of evasion between Malignance and Nayame for picking up all that extra DT, because Malignance plus Tathlum and Defending Ring plus Evasion Gear does not cap you in DT. Uh, Nayame plus Staunch Tathlum and Defending Ring Glower Staunch or Stunch? Stunch. It is Stunch Tathlum. If we have to go to our Lad Poons here in the <laughs> Lad Poon channel. <laughs> and then scroll up past someone accidentally posting a cat in there. Oh, there's a Squatty Potty. Um, When Staunch Tathlums plus one are not enough, there is the new Stunch Tathlum. Size does not matter here. It's all about how you throw it. Great for Tartarus, especially this Tathlum has a revolutionary ergonomical grip, allowing for wilder precision aiming... If your vision is not 2020, or if your height is not the snuff. So, yes, Stunch Tathlum plus Defending Ring and Niame will cap DT, which is very important for building evasion sets and taking less damage. So, Malignance has either 20, I think it's 21 more evasion overall from the agility on it. The evasion's similar, but the agility's higher, so you get like 21 more evasion. With Master Levels now, you've gained an extra 30 agility and 30 evasion, so the stuff that you were evading before, like Omen content, where you're on the fringe of without food. Uh, now you can use Nayame in there, and it's so trivial now. With the, the defense actually makes a big difference in there to just run in on Nayame and just not be afraid of all these multiple families of mobs hitting you and just kill them. It's kind of great. Yeah. I'm considering like starting to pull three families at once at this point because it's just with Nayame now and cap DT, because I wasn't capping DT when the 20% of time I was getting hit with malignance and with weaker defense, and it's just was, you know, you took more damage. And it's just a nice increase. But it's nice to be able to do that on, on blue now because that defense is huge for Odyssey Shoal C where now I'm doing evasion strats there. I would never wear malignance over Naomi there. There's times I would want no. malignance on like a very fringe calculated situation of either more DPS while meleeing over Naomi, depending on what I'm wearing. If it's Tazona, for example. Uh, where like you just 
you just don't get a benefit out of the malignants though over over the Naomi because let's let's assume that you're that you're you're capping evasion right so they're hitting you twenty percent of the time anyway. I think the defense difference is going to mean more of damage mitigation oh, yeah. than anything else because what what is it the, the twenty one evasion difference is even if that does matter. That's only going to change your evasion check from like 20 to maybe 23% of the time. Now they're all hitting you. I mean, worst case, maybe 30% of the time, which is a huge increase. But think about the amount of damage you're mitigating. Plus, you still have access to occultation and crowd control. So I would want to double down on the hits you are taking. Yeah, but because we much for the hits we are. I taking. was saying in terms of getting the most out of the job, if you're evading and then using to zone at AM, you want the extra DPS while still evading. You can sacrifice in that case with extra DPS in a weird situation you might be in. But yes, generally Nayame overall, I do agree, is is the superior choice here because now that you've gained the master levels and the extra agility, it's not hard to cover that gap and it kind of eliminates it depending on what you're doing. I, th- I think the only piece I use from there's there's one or two pieces from malignants where there's a large evasion difference, but I, I think I use three out of five uh, Naomi and then like either one or two out of five malignants when I do it. Um, I don't think I do the full five out of five malignants, but there, there's hardly a difference between what you're saying with the five out of five malignants and even my op my attempted optimization to do like yeah you're you're correct I just haven't looked at it yeah it it, it I don't think there's enough that matters between the two to do that, but you're, you're welcome to, to, for those listening, like if you want to brew up a set, it's like, Hey, well, this is worth using this piece for, because you still reach these end results. I mean, it's probably perfectly fine. Just when when it comes to blue, I generally feel like if I'm not doing some form of damage on top of me, like dodging something, I'm not doing enough for the job slot. Okay. So I generally try to like, try to add some damage in there. So like, I'm able to tank and run off and do cruel joke and stuff, but then also parse 15% of the parse while I'm doing that, which is a big chunk of the parse uh, for what I'm doing, what I'm, how much I'm not fighting, how much I'm casting flash on an NM or something like that when I pop it. I'm blue sub room without the extra boost of the damage from a sub job. So on like a weird situation like the ambuscade, I want to put out more damage in this case. And I'm also in less damage, less danger because it's an ambuscade and magical at that. But that case, I would want to not use Neame over. I'm using Tizona AM, so I want to use Malignants over Neame in this case. Yeah, I can see that. But yes. Sure. Um, so, blue, I did update the blue guide. I added an Omen and Odyssey section where I actually went in. When we talked about how I said, like, if the fountain, if I go left, the group goes to the fountain, I actually wrote stuff like that in that section and put in the actual spell set I use for Odyssey on blue, doing what I do, and described it in detail from food to the bard giving you mambos to what you want in terms of uh, having a scholar, not a white mage, obviously. Maybe not so obviously appealing when someone's reading it and just having Aquaveil <laughs> plus gear and all the stuff that I talked about, the food you use and and um, just every like having overrides in your Lua. And in the Omen section, I also put for evasion farming, I put the actual precast override rule for Dreamflower so you don't die because you can't do this on blue and, and not have overrides. It just it's required. You will die if you cast if you grab a girl a group of families in, in in omen and you're evading and then you suddenly are not evading on two families at once and you cast dream flower there's a good chance that a lot of blue mages are going to die and even on something more serious if you're gathering a halo in odyssey and you drop out of that gear you will absolutely die so you need to have overrides 
Yeah, I have a specific overrides for it. Yeah, absolutely. We didn't talk about this. Yeah, I learned it super quick with you. And I've gotten a lot better and my gear stuff's gotten better. I have to polish it off a little bit and put it out there again in the in the GitHub so that people have a way to do what I'm doing without putting effort into it. And I try to make it seamless. I didn't make modes for most of this. There is an override mode, as I said, with the control dick space. Mm. Uh, but crafting Dreamflower and stuff, uh, as long as I'm in the evasion idle I'm in already, it automatically does it. Uh, there's no reason to have to toggle modes and worry about it. If I'm in that idle, I know what I want. So I, I wanted to avoid having modes to make it fluid, and I think that overall does it as well as I can do it. Uh, and that did not. Yeah, that makes that. sense because yeah. I, I imagine that you don't spend a lot of time doing AOE damage with with magic evasion anymore. So yeah, like so the, the, the days of pulling for Ryzen Gema are over. Yeah, yeah. and um, in this case, it only overrides Dreamflower. Because I'll sleep it, then I'll entomb it, and then I'll kill it in Omen, so it doesn't impact my damage in Omen. Because if you're not using, if you're using Naomi to nuke with evasion or something, it's going to not kill the mobs. It's just it makes a big difference in damage. So oh yeah, of course. Yeah, so the override's there. But when I put my manual override on of overriding everything, uh, if it's not like cruel joke or entomb, because uh, I have an exception in there, like I do for my brutal earring, it's the same code. Uh, where I have TP goes over, it's an exception. Otherwise, if it's this weapon oh, yeah, skill, don't bother. Fire. Yeah, because the extra TP bonus doesn't help like Realm Raise or something, so don't bother with that rule. Same rule for that. But if I'm in DT mode already and in idle 3, uh, instead of me having to have a separate DT set for evasion, it automatically will put me in an override uh, Naame set with the evasion accessories and Riki Yotai and, and Ebony Earring, which I already have on anyway. But uh, just change like those couple pieces so that I'm in Naame with actual cap dual wield instead of a evasion belt or something without having to change anything so like okay. I, I don't like having to hit all these buttons and stuff but making sensible changes that are customized but changes you'd want and don't have to like fumble around with are really important because on blue major casting so many things you don't want to be casting so many different modes you already have a dt mode and different sets you don't want to be doing it but so that's how i've been playing blue since the last episode and I think it's really awesome now to be applying blue with evasion because the mambos are great. Uh, I'm getting like in Nayame with food and soul voice uh, J's. I'm getting like 1450 or so evasion on the last floor, which is enough to cap. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's just it's nice to be able to run up and, and, and I'm on rune too. So when I'm engaged, I may have a, a cap there of uh, 20% uh, getting hit, but I'm, I'm parrying mobs as well occasionally. So I'm also reducing that down to like 17% or something. It's. It's nice. I actually produce. I actually approached the um, the blue mage evasion stuff uh, a little bit differently when it comes to like being able to DD because historically when I did it, I just tried to pretend I was a paladin and just tried to like heal plus uh, you know keep mob attention and evade that way. But when I started shifting over to the DD side of things, um, I actually still went all in for like the the sets for evasion, but then I like to use the DD accessories. And that automatically puts this like glaring thing. It's like, well, are you capping dual wield? And I actually change my uh, my spell set to account for the dual wield uh, when I know I'm going to be doing evasion things. I use molting plumage to cap it because I get like eight agility or something and cap. Yeah, you know, the, the extra bits of evasion stuff from that for dual wield is worth it. I, I guess it's worth saying that that don't feel like you need to stick to, and I'm not saying this to you, obviously, but don't feel like you need to stick to like rigid spell sets on blue. Like explore what your spells can actually do for you, 
and step outside the box and like sometimes solve the problem in a different way. So at first I was using Sakpata Sword and Illibrat Ring because there's not great evasion rings, but Illibrat has HP and maybe be some defense on it with some agility. So it's something and it might be just enough that you might need. But as I want, as I was doing it, I'm like, you know, Sakpata Sword's cool and all. I have mine R25, so it's nice and all, but the Brahm would help me do so much more it damage. Feels this really bad it feels bad, to, even though it's not yeah. really that bad, and it feels really bad. And so well, this is lower level content still. Like, even though we're doing like evasion stuff, and even though it hits really hard, it's still lower level, so it's realistic that you're gonna hit with your offhand. Therefore, Thebron has more value. So as nice as it was to get an extra hundred HP and sixty MP and extra fast cast, because when I'm in an override set, I'm not getting out of fast cast. As nice as those things were, those are very focused on just tanking, not doing damage. And it's great you can still do damage, but I switched over and took off Illibrat Ring, put Defending Ring on, and used the Brawn now. And I will do a lot more in terms of being able to put out better numbers, like more on par with like what a Corsair is doing in the run as a Blue Mage, who's also doing all the other things. And, and you should yeah. expect these sacrifices to be made because there is no perfect TP set, though. Correct. So as long as you're still performing the roles as to why you want to use a blue in the content and you can still put out decent enough numbers, because I mean, you're still including the core, but you're there, but the core is there because they buff you, not because the core is there for damage. Yeah. Same for the bard. So as long as you're fulfilling your role, even though you're doing like not as much damage as a warrior in that particular situation, does not mean that it's completely invalid to bring blue. And when I have times in the last floor where I've had it where I gather rabbits, Pug, like Puggles and Puggles, whatever the fuck they are. Fish, <laughs> rabbits, fish, and then Opkalus all, all at once on the last floor by myself. And then, you know, I'll gather them and the bard will sleep them, or even I could handle it with sleeping in tomb uh, by myself. Doing cruel joke on that and killing three families while they move on to another family as a group after that. And the mobs are close to dead by the time they're finishing that family up because they have to run past me. Uh, you know, that extra three families of DPS and instant kills, because generally nothing gets resisted at this point, because my magic evasion on blue is high enough that almost nothing resists. Yeah. Uh, with lower, I do get resist, and sometimes I get random ones, but it's not more than, like, one mob. Uh, killing three families at once may not show up in the parse, but if I'm doing 15% and kill three families when they're fighting one as a group, uh, that is a massive... Your DPS is right up there with the rest of the DDs, as far as I'm concerned in that case. And the cool thing is, is once that's done, you drop the evasion set, you go into your DT or your DD sets, and you just go to town on what's left. Yep, and you're like tanking. you meet them over at the Halo, and, and you, you're you finish off the Egg and mobs. Yeah, exactly. And Mighty Guard's still a nice buff if you get like wild cards and random deals are coming my way. I'm still able sometimes to get it up because I'm like, okay, I'm going to wild card. If I didn't have, if I didn't use Cruel Joke from the Family Order at that point, I'll just use Diffusion Mighty Guard and everyone. And now I know people will not die. I mean, Mighty, I, Mighty Guard Regen plus Embrava plus Regen 5 is absolutely fucking stupid. It is, yes. And especially on, on Floor 4, um, you can also stack Cocoon on that. And and here's the thing about the Halo on Floor 4 is that Eagle Eye Shot is a bitch. And there's only so many jobs that are really going to handle that mob because you want blunt damage because it's the Medusa. So... What I typically do is I'll roll over there on Bard and I'll try to use uh, I'll try to use Ruder Storm until it uses it on me because if it kills me it's not that big of a deal. I don't want it killing the no warrior. No one should die on that. No one should die. You're right, but it can and it can absolutely one shot you even in full DT. So you know what we You're, do, right? What's that? 
So we fight things as a group, and we'll start off with uh, big McFist ham, ham hawk hands, uh, you know, big, the gynecologist himself, uh, go for the menacing with his hundred fists, and everyone starts yeah. at him first. You know what I do? After I've gathered Stunner. everything and stuff, I just use sudden lunge, and he's dead. <laughs> and he never yeah. gets to hit anyone with hundred fists. And then they move on to their mob, and it's going to be like the Medusa. You know what I do? I do sudden lunge, and eagle eye shot never goes off, because I'm on blue mage, and I'm providing more utility with sudden lunge, and also using... Maximentius and and using Black Halo for a bunch of damage on Medusa on Blue Mage and no one gets hit with Eagle Eye Shot. You notice I said I was on Bard though. It, when yeah. I'm on Blue, sudden lunge then. And then we always. always fight the Ninja last. And you know what? Sudden lunge again. Minging never and goes the off. We have on Blue does not use sudden lunge. Well, that that Blue probably should go Blue. Really, really unfortunate. Yeah. So basically, that's the kind of the point I'm getting at is that I typically eat that on Bard hoping that if it's going to kill someone, it kills me. Um, instead of like the warrior rolling over and doing it. The cool thing about Blue Mage is Blue Mage is going to equip a club, go club that Lamia to death because it's going to do way more damage. And then you have the PDF to just survive it because you can stack Cocoon on that shit too. And and you uh, can just take the... Eagle Eye Shot to Occultation. I, I don't know if Occultation eats it because it eats through Shadows too. Oh, that one goes past shadows. That must be enhanced. Yeah, then. because Most I, I've done it. Stopped, so that one's enhanced. I, I actually keep my shadows up on Bard while I'm doing this, so that when it puts me down to like critical HP, it doesn't follow up, attack me, and kill me. I don't use yeah, in there too. Oh, okay. I use reactor cool. Uh, that's understandable too, because it's it's a longer duration. What is it like uh, three or three or five minutes? I think it's three, but it's it's still a defense boost and it's ice spikes and it's less it's half as many times I have to stop to cast it and it's pretty much going to be ensured it's on and I can pull multiple families I'm going to stop to recast it's just going through multiple runs it may I be guess, less of a yeah I, 50%. I guess setting cocoon well here's the thing though I guess setting cocoon isn't really that necessary because if you're doing the pattern of dooming the mobs and then joining them at the halo right it's perfectly reasonable that you can use um, uh, you can use wisdom to doom the mobs and then cast Hardened Shell on yourself. Yeah, so if, if that's the case, you could use a Hardened Shell, which is still only 90 seconds. But yeah, uh, it's 12% instead of 50% duration boost, but you do get Ice Spikes, and you and it's 3 minutes instead of 90 yeah. seconds. So it's twice that's as fair. long, and it's on regularly, and Ice Spikes will cause mobs not to hit you. So it may be extra points. And in your case, what I could do... So in my set... If I dropped Reactor Cool for Cocoon, I could add Winds of Promian for the auto-regen, and if I got bound it's by nice worms, anyway. I guess. But I still like Reactor Cool for the whole fluidity of the whole run, and one auto-refresh is not going to make or break my issue there. Oh, you, yeah. You do burn MP. auto-refresh. Auto um, the, the main thing that that I care about is I, I always set the Winds of Promian. Um, Hundred percent of the time because I don't have of what innervation, man. Innervation I, kills people. I don't have a problem with innervation because once again the mobs are just dying, and I also throw on two ice runes to resist innervation if I can. Or I'm I'm evading these mobs. The defense down is not as killer as it would be for a paladin or a rune. Everyone else can can die though. <laughs> yeah, well, they shouldn't be dying because the only time you're using those abilities to keep hate when you're using actinic burst, temporal shift, and everything is to use sword play and valiation and valiance and flung. Like you should have hate on those mobs, or they should be dead pretty quickly because my whole party focused on those mobs first. So those beastman mobs are not alive long enough to really kill people. I agree. I just still see the innervation happen. 
is the it problem. can but it, it's not been it's been more of an issue for me on on a tank like rune fencer or something than on blue mage or something it just hasn't really been an issue in the past it was but when you burn through these beastman mobs and temporal shifts being used and jays are being used so it's on you uh it just doesn't feel like really much of a problem and it gets erased quickly because tables on top of it but i you know it's not as big of a deal as it i like to have it well i like to have it set so that the scholar can get one set of it off and then you get the other set off so that way it just all gets removed all at once and you don't have to guess which one got removed I because one of them isn't even, even on. Like defense. many times, we burn through those trolls. I just don't even get hit with it. I don't know if I'm resisting it with uh, the uh, yeah resistance and, and or and a lot or of the, the times wind. they do die. Um, a lot of times they do die, and you never run into it at all. The the, the problem is is that the times that that does occur, having a solution to it is so kind of a it's bonus. a wind buff. So using Barera and two uh, ice runes for those not flabras, but whatever the fuck they are, flabras wind. Uh, that should yeah, hopefully be enough to resist it as well. So you can try. <laughs> if you can resist it, but it's I just it hasn't been a problem for me, and I don't ever I've never really needed wins of Prami outside of bind from worms. Well, I just use a panacea for that. Yeah, but spamming a couple twenty Ks every run is you know counterintuitive, and instead of just having other spells on, I sure do. <laughs> Spam the shit out of some meds. I've been using a shit ton of fucking panaceas. I've been burning through millions of gil. Yeah. For the panacea three bosses. For there's, sure. There's such a shit synth. Like where philosopher stones come from like skirmish and no one does skirmish. You just don't get fucking philosopher stones. But I think that's oh oh the last thing on blue to round it out before Paladin finished this episode up is yeah. something like Ubanai. I've been tanking it on blue because we do times three farms, we use like uh white mage for Arabati or scholar for ongo first and like we use those jobs and don't have another healer at that point besides red mage or dancer and we'll use dancer another fight as the healer yeah so it comes down to we have like red mage to heal everyone who might be getting aoe uh red mage in this case for ubanai specifically when it uses addle that the even on you know maybe i'm on my v20 but v19 especially because that's what we usually fight just to kill it even faster who cares for the extra 80 points uh, when Adel is on it, it just the AOE magic damage goes from hurting you to not hurting you at all. You just start resisting it at that point, thanks to Adel. But if you don't have a red mage there, uh, blue mage, I used white wind to cure on that. And even though like hate will be sometimes. very very yeah, sometimes <laughs> and, and save fox. So with the Zona and Thebron for the extra MP recovery and all that. So. I will use White Wind. And so if I don't get the cure, say we have like a White Mage and a Pico group there and I can't cure, the hate will be very close where I, like the Dark Knight and the Run will have it over me. But when I use Winds of Prom, uh, when Winds of Prom, fucking Winds. When I use White Wind, I will definitely have hate at that point on top of doing damage. And that's also, I will use Counter Stance and stuff on Blue Mage again to then uh, counter the mob that I'm also tanking and then full main healing the whole party on and stuff. So just Blue Mage again, just another update that wasn't in the episode of focusing on yeah. Supporting the party and and show multiple mobs and and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, like on Noob and I, like I wouldn't even be sad if the Dark Knight is tanking. Like I'll just heal him until I get hate back, which I think is what you're describing. Yeah, well that too. But like I love when um when perfect dodge pops on him, and I'll just spam Phantod. <laughs> you know. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I wish I got better enmity gear on Blue Mage, but hey, you do what you can and. I really, the whole thing with Tizona in this case is mostly about the MP gain. It does do damage, that's nice, but I'm tired of everyone. The one misconception about blue, besides people don't bring it anymore and stuff like that, is people still talk about, oh, I can't wait till I get Tizona. I'll do so much damage. 
and it's really not <laughs> you have nagling it's really not that special just because yeah. it does a little more damage doesn't mean it's really not it's not as great like you're not a warrior you're not a fucking dark knight yeah that's the part that yeah doesn't matter yeah that's the so the whole thing is the mp recovery yeah yeah the, the fact that, that you can you can be self-sufficient is is super important and like your spells they matter when you cast them appropriately and not having to rely on someone else to refresh you or for you to use vile elixirs and stuff like that because i know that pain because i don't have it to zona i carry um, coalition ethers on blue man but I mean, if that's what I would want the Dezona for is to be able to do cool utility things and actually like use my spells with reckless abandon. Because white wind's expensive, man. Sure is. I've main healed so many times on on Blue Mage. Like that's like one of my preferred ways of playing Blue Mage is to be like a weird healer, and because uh, it's fun. But I definitely notice not having my own MP restore. Do the I same guess. thing on Gogmagog, except you have a club now, so it's a bit of a problem. But if you have a Red Mage there to yeah, give you push three, oh yeah. So Paladin will round this episode out now. And yep. I, you did calculations with your little, you know, uh, yeah. little, little, you know, Bonobo with his calculator doing his taxes there or something. You did that before we, we got together. You're like, I'm just doing this, this, this Paladin shield calculation before we do this. I'm like, oh, you like, well, it's because I, I went from my, my school project directly into fixing the dancer Lua to have the, you made data the, sets. The man. Step yeah. I, I did make some data sets actually. And then, uh, and then I went right into the podcast with you right afterwards. Like I with literally no break between these, these, these things occurring. So like, as we were doing our, our, our warm up thing for this, I saw that there was some Paladin stuff on here. So I did some, uh, some calculations on block rates. And, um, basically we want to talk about like what ML3 brings to the table, you know, since we talked about Paladin, because we, we did talk about Sekpata in Paladin two, um, but not really anything about the, like the block rates, because obviously we didn't have like increased skill which is huge. Um, Paladin one of the things standing I'm... out in this case for how important the shield skill it got was for its builds <laughs> yeah. and it's a potential here for different shields that have been still like Servasta is not Servatsa. It's still not the uh, it's still not preferred in the community like it should be at this point. Which I think is completely strange. I I always say that I use it ninety nine percent of the time, and that's because it's true. I I do use it almost exclusively. And back then we did the first Paladin, and then actually the second. This is like the third Paladin episode now. We've done more Paladin <laughs> episodes than anything. It was not. It was oh talked God. about for Majesty and for like Odyssey Shoal Sea farming because they're weaker mobs, and you can't shield block as much too. Is why it's important. Like we were selling on like if you can't shield block, the extra defense is great. We were selling it. I remember. But now that things have changed, you actually can block because the extra shields go. Yeah, exactly. And and the the interesting thing is a lot of times people will look at like really strange metrics when it comes to shield blocks. So a lot of people will, will focus on the fact that Servatza may not perform against level 149 to level 150 content. And that's not necessarily true. And Paladin did gain a bit from this for for facing that content but the the thing about it is how often are you actually fighting level 149 150 content with a survival team? <laughs> exactly like, but what actually would qualify for that divergence wave 3 nm like what what is the actual and yeah those are the things and those weren't hard in the first place but otherwise even yeah. um gal was not that high in level definitely not it's like, what, um, it like 140 yeah it's around 140 and the the funny thing about that <laughs> Is that uh, yeah? I'll I'll get to that part. But the um, the so level one forty nine stuff. Well, it's it it's I like the direction this is heading. Is is the thing? 
um, because it, it helps Paladin be more flexible to have more flexible options. But ML30 at 149, so you're looking at a mob skill rating of about 774 skill. Um, you can get Servatza and Burt Gang without all the rest of your, your, your skill gear. You can get to about 713 skill, which with the appropriate cape, which gives you the flat extra block rate of 8%, I'm going to be factoring that into this as well. You have about a 50% block rate, which does not sound great. But again, this is against level 149. This is with reprisal up, and you're not using the rest of your, your shield skill plus stuff. You're not using an X-Cal to help augment your, your block. You're not using a Brilliance to help augment your block because you're using Burt Gang. You know, this is where Servatza is at its biggest handicap. Now, if you throw the skill block, the skill stuff back in, and you get yourself up to 741 skill, at ML30, you're going to have about a 65% block rate. So already you've increased it by 15%, and you're still using a suboptimal sword in this situation. And I know people will hate me for saying Bergang is suboptimal, but sometimes it is. Um, you'll still have a 65% block rate, and it's not quite there, but it's a large increase for only putting on like 25 skill. It's, it's almost a one-to-one -one skill increase at this point, which is good because skill and block rate plus gear don't always appreciate at the same value because of how our reprisal works. But um, when it comes to like your, your level 149, 150 content, um, Servatza getting closer just shows that when we get to ML40, there's going to be an even bigger difference. And when we get to ML, you know, if we go higher than that, it's going to start eclipsing the maximum level that our, our opponents can be, which is what plays in as a factor for your block rate. So items that I typically have not always been that keen on that the rest of the community has, like especially Ocane or Ochain, um, that shield is going to lose a tremendous amount of value as these master levels increase because Shravatsa and of course Prewin, because I'm not even going to mention Prewin because Prewin is already capping block rates. Um, Shravatsa is going to start catching up to what Prewin can do. You can start so, capping Prewin though without having to use other gear and it can be even more yeah. tanky or magically resistant and just not have to worry about oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, because you were capping it before. Um, now the brilliance is actually starting to lose a bit of its value, um, if not all of its value, depending Go on the gear you have. Gang. Yeah, you can start going back to Burt Gang, or you can justify afterglowing your and R15ing your Xcal and getting more options out of Xcal. Uh, I still stand by Xcal, even though I don't personally use it as often anymore. Does but provide, in level one fifty does provide regen. Yeah, and also this is you can so Xcal is great for the block rate it provides for what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So Sravasta, in this case, providing the block rate for a higher defense, higher HP, higher enmity, DT shield with accuracy and annuls damage and all these things that are on it that are nice. Uh, providing that with the ability also, you could in this case use the regen here and you could also use the stupid uh, Vimtorque to get TP at the cost of your HP and you could then use Excal's Knights of the Round to then negate that HP draining you while still increasing your TP. Yeah. Or you can even just stack it in addition to the regen and Brava, Mighty Guard, whatever the hell else is on you, yeah. and just be even more immortal. Um, but it gives you yeah, a lot I, more flexibility. Yeah, and Burking is great for enmity gain, right? But you can still atonement without it. It it gives you less enmity. Like I'm not going to say that like spamming, you know, atonement without Burking is going to be somewhat close to what it is for spamming with R15 Burking because R15 Burking is absolutely absurd when you can spam atonement. Um, but that's not always a possibility. And, you know, being able to look at other options, 
not interrupting a skill chain as often, um, doing like a single night's around at 3K and then having that buff for like three minutes is pretty crazy. Um, there, there's a lot of stuff that you can still do with it and it still does tremendous things for your block rate. Like just adding it instead of Burt Gang to that last one I mentioned where you're at 741 skill at this point, that puts you at a 75% block rate, you know? Um, and just as master levels go up, like Servazza plus Excal capping on 150 content is pretty ridiculous because it also has built in self sustain that goes along with it. Like it doesn't matter if you bleed enmity or it doesn't matter what enmity you retain if you don't bleed it to begin with. So as long as you stay ahead of your DDs and don't bleed it and they're mitigating it with all these tools they've access to, why do you need a bird gang? I think, so, it's, I think it's overvalued. And I think that yeah. a lot of the emphasis is on the PDT two and the enmity. And people think that that enmity, um, so it's just a Cervente effect, effectively a weaker Cervente. They think that it's like yeah. a huge deal for keeping enmity on Paladin, where if you can do other things on Paladin, like perhaps do more damage with something else like Excalibur or something stupid, just in general, uh, it's not, you, know, you can get Cervente already from a bard or, you know, it's just not a big of a deal as they make out. It's, it's the atonement really is the big deal there. I think, yeah. I think Burkang is overvalued. But the atonement spam is really nice for the enmity option it provides. Excal actually helps you be a better healer as Paladin because it provides another source of refresh. But that, of course, is going back to my crazy blasphemy of turning Paladin into something it isn't right now. But the, the cool thing about ML30, though, isn't necessarily what it does for the 150 content that you're not fighting because it's, it's very rare to fight it anyway. And, you know, Paladin um, really does suffer for that, that MP. Like, O'Kane yeah. is not providing any mp recovery because the that effect is fucking stupid yeah, you have to cancel failings. this is like for how mp star paladin is as one of its biggest weak points especially with using majesty to spam aoe carries excalibur is really undervalued for that refresh effect yeah and it's not a huge refresh effect either but it's every attack, little but bit still helps. does it stack with refresh like the uh, the regen effects absolutely oh that's it even stacks better with that's really huge because imagine imagine you're on say uh, a white mage fighting Zevios or something, and you're doing fine with your pants and everything, but you're losing MP. Adding just a single refresh from I mean I know Bards is more powerful, but a single refresh does change that picture dramatically. I mean the more you stack on, the more it really changes that picture. It may only be three a tick, but when you add it with something else going on, I mean with your auto refresh now you're at you're at five a tick from auto refresh too. So I mean but just yeah. adding something else to it. Going up from five a tick to like seven or eight or nine a tick, it's a huge difference that really does keep your MP up dramatically. Like going from one ballot to two ballots is fucking night and day. So this is another yeah. another example of True. you know carrots. You know, teased me in the past like, why did you make me make Excalibur? It's like, well, I told her it's not so my you have fault. To use it properly. I go, it's not my fault. You don't know how to use these things. I go, uh, I made you make it or encourage you to make it because how much we talked about it in now three episodes on Excalibur. <laughs> is one of the fucking most dominant weapons in jobs we talked about. And it's really good, but you have to make sets and think about the job. You don't just copy-paste on Paladin because you have yeah, to apply it correctly with the sets. It's a lot easier to just use a bird gang and just settle for the mediocrity afterwards. You know? That's you, what you, they do. You, sure, you will, you will be a Paladin that can absorb damage and hold hate, but you can do more than that for your party. And there's a lot of situations where I see bird gang being used and it just isn't even necessary. It's kind of like the same thing for O-Chain. It's like, it's not even necessary that you're using this shield. You could be using a different shield that fulfills the same purpose, capping block rate, while also gaining additional benefits out of it, like extra magic evasion, uh, more HP, um, you know, damage nullification, uh, all sorts of crazy crap. But 
that's just like I was saying though, that's just what ML30 is doing for level 149. And I use Servata as the example because obviously if you add more skill to Prewen, Prewen is just going to be way overcapped on block rate. So I guess just, you know, back off on some of the uh, skill pieces for more magic evasion, I guess. Hardy but, earring, um, I guess. You got other options. Sure, yeah. Hardy earring. Uh, go ahead for, for flat stat resist. But what ML30 really does for your, your block sets are what it's going to do for the level th- 139, level 140 content, which is roughly what we're doing in jail. So now we're at right? 65 or so percent from the 50 it was at. Srivasta was always subpar blocking, is why everyone kind of wrote it off because Martel did a thing once where it's like it mitigated less damage than using other shields because of the block rate. Because it, the block rate was yeah, low on 150 content. Well, yeah. So, but like that cap needs to exist on level 150 content. Correct. So weaker that stuff was not the case. And now oh, with no. the increase, we're going to go from 65% on 149, 150, which is a minority of content, Ryzen, GMO, Wave 3, NMs, stuff like that, to now the most NMs people are fighting and the hardest stuff that people struggle with. And now what's that rate go to? Okay, so at level 139 slash 140, you're looking at a mob uh, skill rating of about 702. So it's lost about 74 skill um, to its level. And... In a set where you're just using Servatza and Burgang and you've actually backed off on all the other skill pieces that, that get put into sets to like bump your, your skill up higher, you consider it about 713 skill in a Servatza. And what's notable about this and what's extremely rare that doesn't fucking occur ever is, at least not once you breach like level 119 content, is you're now at level 139, level 140 content and your block rate skill your skill is higher than the mob skill at this point so that means you actually have a positive adjustment to your block rate against level 139 level 140 content so that means that without the rest of the skill gear you're sitting at 713 and you can actually in the same situation that i just described for level 149 content you're sitting at an 88 percent block rate without excalibur and without any other block rate plus aside from your cape giving you eight block percent um, you're sitting at an 88% block rate with just Servatza Gang. The moment you and start reprisal. putting... And Reprisal, yes. So all this, of course, has Reprisal built into because even your O-Chain has Reprisal built in. So let's not just overlook that because it's it's a implied given that you have Reprisal. So the interesting thing here is that once you put the skill gear back on, you go back up to 741, you now have a colossal skill advantage over your opponent at level 140. and you are now actually adding about 14% block rate just from the fact that your skill is higher than them. So what ends up happening with the rest of the formula is that versus 139, 140, Servatza is hitting about 104% block rate. Woo! Yes. We've so you can actually... the back, promised land. Yes, you can actually back off on some of this skill while this guy drag races outside my window. And... <laughs> You're like backing off on the skill. He's going faster. You know, he's picking up all the. His fucking paladin just realized he has to make a Srivasta, oh, so yeah, he's dude. racing to buy the gill so he so he can go pay for his wins. His dick is huge. This paladin's dick is huge. It's so crazy. But at 104 percent block rate, you can actually start backing off on skill. And with this being the toughest content that we technically have, even though it's lower level, being able to back off on skill for better gear choices is really fucking interesting. Even just not wearing the skill at all, backing off on Burking and using Xcal instead to put yourself at a 98% block is fucking amazing. 
that's not even including wearing like Thuria's earring that you can pick up in Rise. So just Excalibur yeah. and and normal gear that you would wear without all the extra skill gear with Reprisal and Excalibur and, and Srivasta will put you at a ninety percent block rate against like what uh, ninety eight ninety eight. Wow, fucking cat at that point against uh, the Shulsi not Shulsi Shulgal and M's that we all fight. Yep. Absolutely. And as nice it is as nice as it is to have that magic uh, two on Aegis for something like Emboza, which you wouldn't have power unless it's like V15 or less and you're zerging it with uh, Rampart. Uh, it does not affect fetters because just like uh, Elemental Sephora does not absorb damage from fetters, it's breath damage. So this is actually a shield that will help reduce your number one enemy in there, the fetters, or possibly yeah. null the damage completely. And you can change your sets around and still be capped with extra DT in that shield. So it's really nice to be able to cap block rate on a huge you know, damage-reducing shield on top of the enmity and possibly annulling fetters on top of... Because I bet that... I wonder if that annulment stacks with Water's Charm. That's a test. Because if it does, yeah. you would have three different checks. Water's well, Charm, Shadow an Ring, and then um, the shield. One's an annulment, one's an absorb. So oh. I would imagine that they probably stack... It does. It's probably like Shadow Mantle. So you could stack yeah. three different checks there to stop fetters and moves in general uh, with the annuls damage, the absorbs damage on the neck... And then a shadow ring. That's really nice for a job that struggles with fetters compared to a rune that can evade fetters with his extra um, magic evasion on runes. Exactly. And now that you're not wasting all these slots on skill gear, of course, I, I, I need to add in that there is still a piece of skill gear that you wear, and that's the reverence plus three feet. But that's for a multitude of reasons uh, that you would want to wear that regardless. It's because of the, the MP recovery on damage. Um, the fact that it has like decent defense and, and decent HP and it has uh, not not amazing, but and it has 21 shield skill on its own. It is still very much worth the slot. So you want to keep that throughout the set regardless. But the fact that you can replace all these other skill pieces now that ML30 is, is pushed them out, you can start wearing stuff that you're talking about. Uh, you can start wearing all this nullification, all these nullification layers and stuff, and it becomes more sensible to do so because you no longer need it for the other pieces that you were wearing. So in the Discord, Fox, would you be willing to then add what you just did tonight into the Fox Danger Lab and add sure. these notes here so that we can clearly reference them? Because there's no calculator for shield block rate and stuff like that. It's a lot of math people have to do that they just don't do. And with Paladin, yeah. the reason it's touched on so much, because honestly, outside of other jobs, Paladins that I invite are the worst invites for a job generally. It's, they're just re- the Paladins you find are just really bad at Paladin. Their sets are just, just copy-paste like um <laughs> obduration plus one gear on there's it's just so bad there's a, lot of, get. there's a lot of situ- reasons why that's the case and there's a lot of care for for things that they gloss over that is is causing that to happen because a lot of times people will just look at an idle set and call it a day uh, i idle well but every time i do any other action i suck like i've had paladins especially mid casts where paladins go wrong the most i've had paladins try to tank kalunga and just get fucking destroyed just absolutely destroyed. So I had to tank him on Ruin. From what you're describing, the way your sets are built, I think a Paladin would be absolutely a better job to tank Kalunga than a Rune Fencer. Because Rune Fencer yeah. will die to Searing Serration, which is physical still. That move will get you. That it's was funny. the one thing that can kill you, and a Paladin will not die to that move. Or Historically, when we fight Kalunga, I put Felgar in my sets, and I make him tank it. And how's that And going? it works fine. Oh yeah, it works fine. And for the guy who keeps dying, body, you know, it, it's it's you know that is a big difference there. And that if he just survives on what you're saying, that's it's just a massive difference. And I wish I could take Paladins to Ten Kalunga, and I could go something else like Blue Mage or anything else that could possibly be more useful. I mean, 
part of my use is on Rune in this case, but still, I don't like when I get one shot by Searing Serration when I'm doing everything right. Oh, Rune. yeah. And Paladin should not die to that. And I cannot find a Paladin that will live properly through these things. I actually tank him in an Aegis when I tank him. Even then, Aegis's block rate's now up higher. Oh, yeah, that's actually the fun part I was going to mention next. Four shits and grins. Uh, I ran this on uh, Aegis as well. Shits and grins. Shits and grins. So ML30 at level 139. Hold on, right? for, the, for the Aegis, we had that card drive back around again. Yeah, right. Uh, so with this, you do still need all the, the skill gear you can get because it has a uh, it does not have the native eye level shield stuff. So you will not get a, uh, the huge skill bonus from that. But uh, with Aegis Burt Gang plus the gear that I would normally wear in my shield block focus sets, um, you can hit about 587 skill now. And what that does is against level 139 content or so, with that 8% you get from the, the, uh, the cape, uh, you can actually hit about a 48% block rate with reprisal up. And that's a lot higher than being floored at 20% as it was in the past. Because you and I talked about this before the podcast, so I asked what we were at before. You said 20%, which is the floor. And then I asked questions about uh, what blocks more damage, Aegis. Because I know Aegis is a special size, and I, I know that Srivasta is like a size 5. But I think Aegis is like a unique size that blocks yeah. more damage. And so the block rate going up on that is also promising because it blocks more damage. It blocks more damage, but here, here's the problem. Um, it has a low defense rating, and that gets calculated into the damage it mitigates as well. So it actually starts out, it, it's kind of like O-Chain, but in a different way, because it blocks 75% of the damage, which sounds impressive, but the defense rating is, is factored into that as well. So and with it, how it, high the mobs' attacks are getting, especially yeah, something, so, you know, newer so content, as, that's not a good yeah. thing. As impressive as the 75% damage reduction on blocks sounds on an Aegis, because it's basically, it, it's it's exactly like Srivatsa that way. Um, they're, they're tied for how much they actually block. Because the defense is lower, you don't notice it the same way that you notice it on Srivatsa. So Aegis is never going to actually cancel out the fact that you're not, that you're using Burt Gang. Like, the way that Srivatsa cancels out whether or not you need a Burt Gang, like in terms of damage mitigation. Because Servatsa actually blocks the most damage of any shield in the game, if it blocks. It's kind of like, like comparing Barrier Tusk to Phalanx. Like, uh, if you take a lot yeah. of damage, the Barrier Tusk being a percentage is nicer than Phalanx. But if you're taking most often damage or even just normal hits from NM outside of TP moves, Phalanx is superior when it has the extra Phalanx Plus gear and stuff, of course. Because it's yeah. reducing a lower number at a higher rate than the percentage would. So... The main thing that I care about for Aegis here, and the reason I even bring it up at all, isn't because like 48% block rate or 58% if you're using an Excal is really that important. Um, it's nice, but you're better off focusing on a counter-based build and magic evasion, which is actually what I do when I wear Aegis. Um, instead of that, what's important about it is it shows how powerful gaining 30 skill is. And if we gain like another 30 skill, we can see a 617 skill show up on, on Aegis. And when you get 617 skill plus an X-Cal, like you can almost start reaching like 80% block rates in this situation. Wow. Yeah, so we really have to pay attention to what the skill ratings on some of these jobs end up with. When well, it comes people to don't know how to do that because it's not a calculator or a public resource and no one talks about calculating block rates on Paladin in any Paladin discussions that I ever say, ever. It's not. It's not just... Paladin, though, like it, this is this is happening with a lot of jobs, which is kind of like the overarching theme of what I've talked about lately on these things, um, on these on these podcasts. Like, you have to, you just have to pay attention to like what's really happening in the background with the way that the math of this game works, 
because there's some really broken things that, that are approaching, like as far as like what we can do with it. Um, especially if they refuse to raise the level of the content, at least not make us fight 150. Like if they if they keep making hard hitting level 140 content, like we are going to overpower it very soon because I don't think that they're checking their math on how a lot of this stuff works. Of course not. Yeah, they're just putting it in and you know, kind of fudging the numbers that way. And they really need to check on what we're able to accomplish with what they're giving us. But yeah, there there is no calculator for this. Um, I haven't released this as a calculator because I can't actually prove that this, the, these are the uh, the block rates that exist. But they do work, and I use them all the all the time. Um, the the problem is is that I don't know an exact value of mob skill, which is what I've said before in regards to the calculation for shield block. Uh, but you can approximate the mob skill very easily, and you could release it as an approximate calculator. Yeah, but I don't not, feel like not a you kind of thing. Yeah, like remember what happened when I started talking about like killer instinct and stuff. Like people started asking me the same fucking question every day, and I'm just not going to answer that. And I don't want to put out a resource and not be able to support it. Like when I put out my Lua's, I very specifically have a block of text no one is going to read at the top of them, saying that I'm not going to troubleshoot this when you break it. I have read that. Yeah, and it's kind of like your lock style looks bad. Exactly. I, I put that out there like that because I want someone to be able to learn from all the fields that are in this if they can ever stomach, you know, as many fields as they have. But I don't want to release something like a calculator out there because a calculator is a lot more professional than like, say, a Lua would be. And you would want a calculator to be exact. And I can't be confident that it's exact, even though I can measure its success. So that's kind of like a, a scientific approach thing. Until I can prove that these are the skill ratings of these mobs, I can't with confidence release it as a calculator. It's just a responsibility thing. Like, I wouldn't feel right putting it out. I got added in the fucking Reddit Discord that I try never to talk in. Someone added me, Spicy, you got any guide made on crafting or best method to start it? Fucking craft, you prick. How about that? Get your shit and craft. There's a guide for every craft on BG. For fucking crafting guides. You just type crafting guides. You go to the guides page as a breakdown of, of all the guides. The crafting guides are in there. So yeah. yeah, just fucking level it up. Step one, don't pick cloth craft. Step two, level synergy. <laughs> there you go. Uh, although I do have cloth craft uh, apron for the repair effect on synergy. <laughs> so, which is just a subcraft level still. So. Oh, in, in, our, in our level 140 content, it... it it gives you a lot more options to do things. And in a lot of ambuscades, it'll be the same too, because ambuscade isn't level 150. It's about the same range as jail. But even then, ambuscade's not, hasn't been challenging in quite a long time. It's just kind no, of more annoying you, than anything else. There's hardly any fights where you actually truly need to bring a tank. Yeah. In fact, I remember when the, uh, the Foamers one came back with all the relic weapons, I actually tried to super tank that on Ninja with evasion. I was almost successful. <laughs> I really like the uh, q one where you go Paladin sub-summoner. Oh, yeah, that one's really cool. Yeah, I was doing that, and now yeah. it's going to be easier. It's going to yeah. be super cool. Like, uh, occasionally they would crit you and do damage, but now that you can guarantee 100% block with Servatza in those situations... Um, well, didn't you say it was 150 content, so it wouldn't be capped to be 65 again? Well, no, no, no. It, it's not 150 content. Amos oh, okay. is, is like level 138. I was going to say, I thought it was low, yeah. Maybe level 142. But you're still going to be able to cap against it with a Cervanza. Um They used to be able to crit you for like 
some amount of damage and then be able to mangle you and stuff or whatever that move was that killed you. Now you're not going to have to worry about that. So I don't even know if sub summoner is strictly necessary. I may try that if it comes around again uh, to do it without sub summoner, but um, it'll be just even safer than it was before. That's for sure. Yeah, but that's that's about what I have on Paladin. It's it's a it's a lot of. Uh, I just I just wish that I could invite Paladins that just were able to fill the role. Because when I'm trying to fight a V19 or 20 or something, I need a Paladin that has a mid-cast they don't blow up in, or has a spell interruption range set, or knows what they're wearing or why they're wearing it, or just anything, and thinks about anything. And just I get Paladins that just copy-paste a set and just stand there thinking all all their job is to hold hate, and they just fucking fail and blow up when a fetter comes out because well, they just don't know what they're doing with their sets. Paladin midcasts are kind of awkward. Even I bet they are. So what I do is I actually time it. I time it around the fetter. Yeah, that, that's um, good too. I, but even, even on my rune, I'll cast foil and fucking five out of five Nayame and never die. True. Yeah. Um, the problem though, is that rune has more hate tools than Paladin does. It does. And I can't afford to cast a flash without enough fast cast to make it worthwhile to still maintain hate afterwards. And that making that decision and timing that spell properly is not what you're going to find from a standard pickup paladin is, is the main issue. Like, yeah. There are paladins that can do that. And there are paladins that understand that that incoming damage can be avoided because it comes in waves, even though it hits you a lot at once and then stops and hits you a lot at once. Um, but you just have to get a paladin that's paying attention, and uh, like no amount of master levels and gear is gonna teach a paladin to pay attention. Like you simply just have to go play your job instead of you know get your points burned for you, which is the endless broken record that we have here. And you know, Fox, with yeah, yeah, gotta fucking get your points. Why is it so expensive for divergence wins with my one set, my two sets even? I upgraded to twice the number of sets. But uh, what I talked twice the numbers too, twice oh, no. the number of sets, and it's still expensive. Golly gee, Willikers! So we talked earlier, just to round this out too, when you said about having hate tools. When you get Fencer, the upgrade uh, level fifty-eight sub on Warrior, uh, you also get Foil at fifty-eight. So Paladin, well, you wouldn't get it for Shul C, Shul Gal, obviously Shul G, Shul G spot. You wouldn't get it, but in general, you will eventually get foil, and Paladin will have a lot of its prayers answered. Yes, but MP. <laughs> no, um, AOE uh, hate claim is still going to be very awkward. Yeah, that is awkward. So the the main thing that you're going to do with Pal- well, here's the thing though. Um, depending on the fight, now this won't happen if you're constantly bringing in waves of groups that you need to super tank, and and people will say, oh, but Banish good. Don't. That's a trap. So. The uh, the main Why thing that you can trap? do, well, because the, you have the, it's a low hate generation move, and you have the spell lockout afterwards, so it's strictly worse than, than Poison Gut, because your divine skill is high enough that you're probably going to hit for like one, which means, best case, you, 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 you throw a low hate skill on before the bard tries to sleep things, which means the bard, bard's about to get mauled by whatever doesn't sleep. You have to cure the bard or, and do a hate move. The worst case is that, yes, the bard slept everything and then you just woke it all up and the bard still has hate because you just cast banish. The bard should be sleeping first, so casting cure on the bard then a foil would, I mean, would Yes, solve casting that. casting cure then foil is good. It seems like you would have a lot of time to do that. Um, what's also really good, though, if you don't have to do it wave after wave after wave, is to just do the same trick with Dancer on Paladin and just use Volation. Or Valiance, I mean. Yeah. 
tag the bard with valiance and then back it up with like you know cure four i guess like with that many mobs you're probably not going to generate a lot of hate on all of them because it gets split like it gets kind of weird from there but i've started doing foils yeah valiance and then foils i think it's interesting but i i don't really know what to do with uh paladin crowd control yet like it's it that one's a really hard one to solve for a lot of really it's another that, area that Blue Mage excels at, and it yes. needs it needs other tools. Like it needs better enmity gear and stuff. Like I like having a scholar there to also give me the enmity plus. I would kill to have a temporal shift on Paladin that has any kind of magic accuracy. That'd be insane. You're just never gonna get a level seventy four spell. I know, and that's so sad. It's kind of nice, and Blue needs some integrity. That's true. That's true. That's why these match levels have been great for that job because now you have another AOE ability, and you're just and and just the tools you get on blue in general i wish it had a little more points because it has so many spells it can set and yeah. i do wish those spells would get updated as we talked about in the blue episode but i mean it's nice to be able to do these things now how about the countering on paladin i mean it doesn't get glutty's mask but is there any counter because like you said Aegis just needs a little extra so you have a counter build for Aegis. is there anything oh, that's, anything has changed at all or no no nothing has changged for the set uh i mean sec, the sec pot's feet are, are like base counter like you don't have to augment into them oh that's nice um, so nothing changes for the set. It's just you'll never see anyone wearing it because nobody realizes that you should be countering an Aegis rather than trying to block an Aegis. So, I remember, or, or worse, doing neither. I remember um, how excited you get about Paladin in general, and it's just, you know, these nice little... I didn't even know there's counter on Sockpot because I don't play those jobs. I don't ever get to play Paladin anymore. When you're with me, you get to sometimes. And then I get to die on floor four while that guy spams shit with the Nizer or Trishula. Thanks for the torrent, dude. See, that's another nice thing, too, about being blue sub rune or even paladin sub rune is you can give yourself that extra um, thunder rune. I'm trying to think of the name. I don't know the name of the thunder rune. And um, you will resist torrent now, so. Yeah, that's cool. I'm actually still way more excited about using sleep gun paladin. <laughs> sub instead of, instead of exposing the bard to it, why don't I just be the one to do it? I don't know if you have enough stratagems to keep that up for every family, but maybe. They recharge pretty quickly at three. Like I've never I've never seen that be an issue on any of the jobs that I have three uh three stratagems on. Like I, I haven't seen that as a problem on Scholar, or well, obviously not Scholar. I've I've never had it run into a problem as White Mage, and I've never had it run into a problem as Red Mage. It is a minute twenty instead of two minutes, so it's probably fine. Yeah, it's it's a pretty huge difference once you hit three. Yeah, and, fifty and is is massive for that sub. Mm-hmm. So I, I look forward to doing it. I haven't been able to actually put any of this stuff into practice yet because a lot of the time I have to be like scholar for our group or I'll be in like jail content where there's no sub job at all and I'll be on like Bard and Geo and like stuff people don't want to play properly. Um, I'll, I'll be putting myself in that role. So a lot of the stuff I talk about, I can go do. I just haven't been able to go do it yet because I just don't have the opportunities. Well, you just got to put a little flyer up there, uh, a Craigslist ad, if you will, looking for someone <laughs> to replace my Felgar. <laughs> You've been wanting me to replace him for a while. I just don't think I'm going to. Uh, you know. I, I think just, I may I, just. I want you to be work. free. I know why the cage bird sings, Fox. I just want you to be free. <laughs> Fox Angelo here. Yeah. But oh. I, th- I, think, I think that covers it. And I think this is another good long, you know, long, but also very good. And I love hearing you get excited about Paladin or sub-job combinations. It's always really engaging because, you know, there's people that say, oh, I've made all these weapons and stuff. I talked to someone recently and they're like, I hope they release some content with the anniversary because I've run into things to do in this game. 
I'm like, well, you could update your black. She's like, I updated a few months ago. I made a Levitane. I'm like, have you actually played the job? <laughs> I mean, but when you talk about this stuff, it's so you know exciting and engaging because that's what it is. That's why I enjoy talking about these things on Blue Mage. I can do these because I'm fighting in this content. I mean, it, there comes to a certain point where I'd be happy just to fight sometimes for no point gain because it's fun to do it. Yeah, play a game because you're just having fun playing a game. Yeah, I, I actually get more excited about this other stuff that goes on. Like, I almost never talk about the giant pile of Remas I have because I actually don't use them as often as all these people try to make it sound like you need to use them. But yeah, I have I have a ridiculous pile of Remas. But the, the thing is, is they're just not needed in the game. So I'm, I'm speaking about this stuff from the perspective of please lower your fucking standards and start experimenting with more things because there's more efficient ways to approach stuff than just trying to Hulk smash with like your next R15 thing. Like it's just not necessary. Like approach the content with more intelligence than, than what we're seeing. That's the biggest, that's the biggest deal. But yeah, that's about all I got, man. Do you want to do like a dancer or something eventually next or? Uh, I feel like we kind of owe it to do Black Mage before Dancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still want to go fight more stuff on Black Mage. I, you know, it's nice to do the couple of things we've done, but I want to. I want to actually start. Maybe I'll start bringing it to certain well, fights in Shoal. Like I can talk about Dancer, and I know how damage dealing Dancer works. Like I even can tell exactly. Table exactly. too. Yeah, I can tell you exactly how like the incredible Zerg. Uh, strategy on dancer works and all that stuff like it's not like it does a crazy amount of damage if that's all you're doing but the the problem with with me talking about dancer is i'm going to talk about how dancer is going to help your party not how dancer is going to help the parse so um obviously you can spam ruder storm and stuff but i we don't need to have an episode on dancer about how climactic flourish works yeah trance Oh yeah, tra trance is neat but trance is just basically a meditate it you use uh grandpa's and do ridiculous yeah. shit yeah, so many climactic rudras, but um, yeah, I, I would like to talk about dancer though. Yeah, especially from a perspective of not having a Rima outside of Aeneas and still performing just fine. So, yeah, man, you have any you have any closing thoughts? So remember, everyone, we'll probably cover the anniversary next episode. Um, yeah, because it's going to be a thing, of course, and the update. So everyone's coming to the update, so that'll be the next episode. And remember, everyone, we do have an email you can send things at or. If you write a comment, I'm going to check the Apple podcast comments for like the first time and see what's in there. Maybe I'll talk about some of those next update. But if you have any questions and want to be featured in your little, hi, I'm leveling this job. I have some questions. Could you provide, you know, assuming that you're not just like being an ass and like I've looked up nothing on this job. Will you give me a personalized <laughs> consultation because I put no effort in and I want you to like, you know... Uh, you know, carry me because I don't feel like doing research myself. Consultation. Yeah, yeah. We're not a personalized, we're not a consult, you know, consultatory service here. It's just not happening. But if you do have a question, we and when we first started, we had people asking like, "I'm new to Ranger," and I'm like, "I have some questions about this." Like those were good emails. I like those, and yeah. we haven't had those in a while. So if anyone wants to do that, and don't be shy, you can be anonymous, of course. Um, I won't get more about math. I promise. <laughs> you can always send an email into WTF. Invonadeal at gmail.com. It's in the description, of course. Or the Discord or our special Final Fantasy 1 1. That's uh we've almost reached a thousand subs in less than a year. That's that's thousand subs, thousand people there that have that have joined the Discord uh, Discord, the fucking subreddit. Too many different titles of things. And that that's nice. I'm hoping that continues to grow and reach a critical mass. And otherwise, if you want to be a guest or anything else, just 
talk to us. I mean, we need some people for certain jobs. Samurai. We did lore only. Uh, you know, other jobs like Red Mage we haven't done yet. A Red Mage has to be done. Or just uh, if you happen to like covering lore or something like that, well, we have a good episode like that, just, just shoot out and we'll do some of those sometimes because I do have a good time, but I do like when we have certain guests that we talk to and meet. Maybe we'll, there's a couple people I want to have repeat that have only been here once. I reach out to them uh, and want to see if I can get some of the people back for specific episodes or something. But otherwise, if anyone has any ideas, this is the longest fucking exit. <laughs> but that's that's all I have to say about that as far as Gump says. And anything for you, Fox? Uh, no, uh, later, guys. <laughs>